0: All right, we got the Bright brothers in here. You cannot miss this. We have uh, Alex Bright who was in before, and A.J. Bright, thank you for coming in as well. Listen,
1: I, you know, I've been on the Howard Stern Show, uh, been on American Greed, on CNBC, I've been on BET, but you haven't made it until you get to come on to the MSCS Media <laughs> Podcast. So oh, okay.
0: I feel very privileged to be here, so thank you for having me. Thank you. Can I hire you?
2: <laughs> that was the first
0: one out of 210 <laughs> I got like that. <laughs> Tommy,
2: Tommy, I told you last time, if my brother, he's, a, he's the perfect salesman. He could sell ice cubes to Eskimos. That's how good he is. So, yeah, definitely you want to bring him on board.
1: No, this is great. So, first of all, the studio is, like, incredible. Thank you very Uh, much. You know, I've been in some really nice – I've been in Howard Stern's studio. I mean, this is, like, right up there. This is amazing. This is great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Well, my biggest concern is, uh, you know, we're on Palm Beach Island, so – are we even allowed to be on Pumping Challenge? Dark? Like, what time are we finishing
0: this up? We may need to get out of here
3: soon.
0: Did I, I you get us a know. special pass or something to be here? I, 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 ple- I plead the fifth because I don't want them to cut up to do me like they did Rogan. They, they, they took 10 years of Rogan with comedians, right? And they're just joking around and they call the guy a racist when some of his best friends are comedians that are black. You know? So I plead the fifth before there's a, a chop up. and now I'm, you know, it, Well, maybe I did get you a pass, but I can't tell you. Two passes, oh, man. Yeah, We might <laughs> need an need escort to. later to get off
1: of here. Yeah, we'll Palm Beach. Escort. No, this is nice. It's a wonderful area. Uh, yeah, this is Palm
0: Beach. This is fantastic. I love Thank coming you. down. There. Very it's great. much. It, it's so amazing because both of you are such entrepreneurs in two different lanes. And what I what I noticed with Alex before I met you, or you know, talking about you coming in is he never asked you to help him because you know you got your master's degree you know you went into the entertainment you were working for all these fortune 500 companies and he never went to as far as i know when we had talked about it he never like said hey alex can you get me in here can you get me in there or aj or aj AJ Alex, could you guys not have A? <laughs> yep, the, the other black guy. <laughs> the other guy. They're going to cut that up too now. Yeah, he's somewhere. He, he's, back there. he's back there in the back with you the guy. You guys black all hair. look the same. I can't tell which one's which. I'm pretty dark too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, they can't see any of us, so we're all good. <laughs> we can I, see him, though. <laughs> we can't, eh, Rob? Yeah. <laughs> that was the thing, like, you know,
2: for me, it's always been. And he's always been like the, the the person that I can bounce ideas off of, but he knows that and he'll tell you, you know what, we can get everything going, but you gotta, you, your your T's have got to be crossed, your I's have got to be dotted, everything has got to be perfect because these guys, you only get one shot, one shot at all. And that was the when I first started trying to really get into the business. I looked at him and I said, hey, what do we need to do? What do I need to do? And he explained to me, you have to get your... You got to get your shit together because you only get one chance with these guys. And if you blow it, you're not they're not going to look back at you. So, you know, I, I i bounce ideas off of him, but I've never, ever gone to him and said, yo, call magic because I'm ready. You know, he's never I've never really said that. And because I know I've got to be a tip top because it's not only my reputation that's on the line, it's his reputation okay. and how he maneuvers and how he gets around. He gets people coming to him because he doesn't ask people for favors.
1: Yeah, I think when, you know, when you're dealing with very um, famous people, especially actors and producers, everyone is coming at them from every direction 24-7. Turn on any channel, you go to any place they're at, and everybody wants something from them. And you know, the way I got in this industry actually is, is, is a great story, but it, it kind of speaks to the fact that you just have to kind of play it cool. You know, because everybody's coming at them and you have to be cautious about how you approach someone, especially if you don't have that great of a relationship with them. If you're going to ask for a favor and a great example of that is like David Ramsey, you know, David Ramsey. Met him at Comic Con, we were at Comic Con with Hulk Hogan a few years, uh, about three three years ago, yeah. probably.
2: That, well, it was actually about four or five
1: years. So he's a really, a- I have a terrible, I'm a Jamaican, I have a terrible <laughs> thing with time, my time. If I say the other day, I could be talking about last week or like five years ago. <laughs> so I have no, I'm not very good with time. But David Ramsey's a big fan of Hulk Hogan. He's like, hey, can I come and meet Hulk Hogan? I'm like, you're David Ramsey, you can meet anybody you want. So we went over and he talked to Hulk and just had a great time, so we exchanged numbers. Spoke to him one time in four years. I spoke to him actually two times because I texted him to find out when he's going to be back in the air. He's going to be in Miami in May and June, so we're having dinner. Twice, twice in four years, I've reached out to him. So it's like you can't overstay your welcome. You can't be too pushy. You can't try to sell these guys because, again, everyone is trying to do that. And if you want to try to get into the entertainment business, which is the most competitive, most difficult business in the world cutthroat right cutthroat very cutthroat agents are sharks everyone you know is after you just it's it's really really tough you have to manage yourself and and be very careful and that's something that I've been very good at and uh, you have to it's kind of like Barry Sanders when when he would score a touchdown. You know, he's like, you have to pretend like you've you've been to the end zone. You don't have to get all crazy and start dancing. He would just hand the ball to the referee and he'd run back to the to the to the sideline. That's kind of my approach. You know, I'm yeah. more of that more than like say the the icky shuffle or one of these guys who used to dance and do all these things. That's just not my style. It's just never been my approach. So that's yeah. how I've always approached things. Barry Sanders, one of the most underrated running backs ever. <laughs> one uh, of the most underrated. And he retired, he retired in his prime.
3: Yeah. In his yeah. prime. He
1: still had, he could have run for probably four more years. He could have broken every record. No yeah. offensive.
0: No to line ever. He had no offensive line, no. played for one of the worst teams. Yeah. He found every hole that there was to find. Because everybody great. watched him because it was always easy yeah. yeah.
1: Absolutely. They knew they were going to hand it to Barry Sanders, and they just could they still couldn't stop it. They're not it Easter. was amazing. When did they always Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. They always, always on Thanksgiving. That's and,
0: he, and you're right, Ryan. He had no line. That's no right. Line. I forgot he had no line. No. Right? <laughs> no help. He was just so quick with them holes. I tell people all the
2: time he's a, he's the, he's arguably the greatest running back I ever to so play the game besides Jim Brown. Him and Jim Brown are just on God level. Yeah. And, that's, that's, and they had
0: no team. No. Yeah. So and, uh, with these whatsoever. high-end people, which you kind of mentored Alex in a way, Well, you kind of want to be that guy that's in the in the background because then when they go to maybe want to work with you or deal with you, they want the guy that's not up their ass. Absolutely, you know, because they know if Alex is constantly prying them or you, that's not somebody they want to be around all day because they're already dealing with it all day,
1: all day. Yeah.
0: Because how many times you know the guys that you've managed and dealt with they're eating dinner, oh yeah, and people come up (laughs) eating dinner, taking a piss. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. they're at the urinal with their.
1: You know, with their stuff in their hands, yeah. and people are shoving stuff in their face. Uh, hey, will you sign this? Sh-? You know, business cards. Hey, I want to talk to you about this deal. I want to talk to you about that. People have no, uh, they're very uncouth. They're just always coming at them because, and in a way, I don't fault them. When you, when you watch someone on TV or you're, there's, you know, someone playing basketball or football and you've been watching these people for years, you feel like you know them. Just because you've read their books and you've been following their careers. So when you when they see them in person, they, they just can't contain themselves and they just kind of go crazy. And I always say this that you never know how famous Dennis Rodman is until you walk with him in an airport. <laughs> because me seeing Dennis all the time, I'm always, with him. like, I see him walking around in his underwear, you know, and it's like, oh, it's just Dennis. Yeah. But when we go out in public, or we go to Asia, or we're in Europe, and he's walking through an airport, <laughs> it's like pandemonium. It's like the Beatles have come to town. People go nuts. And I'm talking seven-year-old girls or 80-year-old women. Everybody knows who he is.
0: Yeah, he's a likable guy. It's he really amazing, is. and then especially what he did with Korea, which we'll get to. I mean, I, t- I, I have I have a big thing. We'll get to that. I told you the
2: story when when that he told me about the urinal, like he was yeah. in the toilet or yeah. in the urinal, and people are putting pushing papers underneath, and huh. you know that type of fame. I, I, I would I it's very
0: uncomfortable. See for, <laughs> see for me, I think if you're over say twenty one, if you're ten, 10, 15, and you know one of these guys are in the urinal or they're eating. It's okay. They don't know, right. you know. But if you're over twenty-one, <laughs> you know better. Have look. No matter what he is, yeah. What whatever that celebrity athlete is, we're all human. Mm-hmm. They just found their niche and they ex- they excelled. They want to have dinner. You you don't interrupt no. the man at dinner. Yeah. Get him when he's walking outside. You know. If you're twenty-one and older, I would say. Because if you're under that, you're still excited. You can't get mad. Damn. Of course. Again, that's why I said I don't blame them, but at the same time.
1: Dennis Rodman hasn't played basketball in 22 yeah. years. Yeah, he's 11, yeah. Man. <laughs> he hasn't played basketball in 22 years. And if you were to take him right now and walk through the mall, you would think that the guy just won the NBA championship last year. By the way, he's won five titles. Yeah. <laughs> People forget how good how a basketball forget. player Dennis was. People f- just—I don't know if he gets the credit. He he no, he does
4: not. Mr. Hustle 101, man. That's, uh, he, that's what you teach kids what he does. Absolutely. Rebound he found the ball. He put on
1: his hard hat and he was like the garbage man. He's like, I'll do the dirty work. You guys can have the glory. And And, and to talk to him and to hear like his philosophy on playing and on life, it's inspiring.
0: Well, I I always said without Rodman, they would Bulls never would have won. And Jordan knew that. Hundred percent. Pippen knew that. Scotty knew that. And nowadays, he does what nobody wants to do. Yeah. He didn't. He realized. Look, I'm not going to hit a jumper. I'm not going to hit a three pointer. Here and there he did, actually. You know? He's actually
1: a very good shooter. A lot of people don't realize that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I
1: didn't. He averaged you know. 28 points a game in college. He's actually a really wow. good shooter. Yeah. Uh. I've shot around with him before and I've seen him hit 15 in a row from all over the court. He can shoot. But what he told me was he's like, if you've got Michael Jordan and Scotty Pippen,
0: <laughs> what do you got? Like, what do I need to <laughs> shoot the ball for? <laughs> Why am I
1: shooting the ball? It's like, let me go and and you know, play some defense, body these guys up, and
0: let me get the ball so they can score. He didn't care about the glory. No, he just I, didn't care. And that's t- what made him. So the, made him the so be- there, there will never be anybody that's better than him at that position because nobody's gonna do that grunt work no. for four quarters at. I don't know how he did it after some of the party, and he did You would know better than me. But <laughs> however he did it, I'll tell you what, every game he played, he gave a 100. He was ready to go, and he was listed as 6'8 uh, in the
1: programs, but he's really 6'6". When he was playing, he was 6'6", 224. Wow. Playing power forward. Yeah. And Kobe Bryant once said that Dennis Rodman, he thinks, is the only NBA player in history who can guard the one through the five, like lockdown, shutdown defense. Yeah. And that just shows you his physical acumen and how
0: athletic he was. He was such an athletic beast. That's two of the best, in my opinion. Kobe Bryant, because he didn't have the genetics like Jordan did. No. You know, he had to work, and he did work. So you got Kobe Bryant saying that. And just the fact that Jordan played with him, that tells you all you need to know.
1: Well, you know, Phil Jackson uh, did a commencement speech, I think at University of North Dakota. And a reporter asked him, who's the greatest athlete you've ever coached? Was it Michael Jordan or was it uh, Kobe Bryant? and Phil Jackson said it was Dennis Rodman and yeah. talked for 10 minutes about how physically gifted <laughs> Rodman was and I mean he would be strong and Isaiah Thomas has told me this also Dennis was stronger in the last 2 minutes as he was in the first 2 minutes he it was it was unbelievable he couldn't explain how he could see Dennis get a rebound, kick it out, and by the time he takes two dribbles, he looks down the court. Dennis is under the <laughs> basket. And the guy just had unlimited amounts
0: of energy. Uh, no, just we, he was unbelievable how good he was. Back back then you you know, amazing. We, we were betting and we were like, you know, sometimes even though I was for the Bulls, you'd bet against it. And <laughs> I and I would be like, There's no way. It's the fourth quarter. And he was like, you know what we used to call him? Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah. Because him, you never knew where he was. No. And he was always there. Yeah. It was
4: Nobody likes That's what you teach kids now, to hustle, to play ball, them the ball, rebound the ball. Like, that's a guy they should be looking at, how to play basketball. Right yeah, well,
1: there. nowadays everybody gets trophies. And he was actually the first person to ever have a bike on the sideline because <laughs> he, he okay. would be riding the bike. He was the first one to ever do that. Yeah. He said he did it because he needed to keep himself warm. Like, if he got too stiff, he felt like he couldn't, you know, and – He was also one of the only players that, say, the Bulls would come into town, say they were playing in wherever, they're playing in Miami, it doesn't matter. On the way to the hotel, the bus would drop Dennis off at a gym where he would go and do a full workout. Someone would pick him up, take him to the arena, he'd play the game, and after the game, he'd go and work out again.
0: Like, he was just so dedicated he was so kobe was like that too kobe was exactly like that i had season tickets there and i would from pennsylvania so thursdays i would go and come back on sundays because of work and everything else so when i when they had home games on the weekend i would go and after a full game and you know what toward the last four years they were playing him 40 minutes a game 42 oh yeah you know after all that even overtime the one overtime game with oklahoma city when uh this podcast is brought to you by monster energy into a can of the meanest energy drink on the planet, Monster Energy. It's the ideal combo of the right ingredients in the right proportion to deliver a big bad buzz that only Monster can. Monster packs a powerful punch, has a smooth, easy drinking flavor. Athletes, musicians, co-eds, road warriors, metalheads, geeks, hipsters, and bikers dig it. You will too. Monster Energy is more than just the green OG. Monster has Monster Ultra. Juice Monster, Monster Hydro, Rehab Monster, Dragon Tea, Monster Max, Muscle Monster, and many more. Buy on Amazon, buy on Walmart, or go to monsterenergy.com and believe me, you'll find a place. Unleash the beast. Monster Energy. Cash App. Go to cash.app. Cash App. The easiest way to send money, spend money, save money, and buy cryptocurrency. Cash App believes in providing everyone with access to important financial services so they can fully participate in the economy. Sign up today for Cash App. Use the code MSCS. Additionally, once signed up, create an invite code. When a friend uses the invite code and sends $5 or more from a newly created Cash App account, another bonus will arrive within 14 days. That's cash.app or download the app and sign up. Cash App. Uh, Harding got... Got a little bit of something from out uh, Metavoral Peace yes, or whoever yes. it was at that time. <laughs> <Metamorals>. <laughs> you remember that? I was at that game when he gave it, and he, I remember he, he that. gave it to Harden? Yeah. He was he was kind of like, what? <laughs> what? What what now, bitch? All them elbows for the first three quarters? I remember that. And after that game, when Kobe won that game with those threes at the end, you know, they had the Lexus box back then and we would go up there and eat and everything. And there you see Kobe come back out. I guess he missed a foul shot or something. Mm, and and for two hours, because we were there for two hours, yeah. you know, eating and drinking. Two hours. He's still out there after playing 42 minutes. And still they had a game the shooting. night before at home, so it was Amazing. back-to-back. Like, just like him.
1: Amazing. Unbelievable man. And I always asked Dennis, I'm like, Dennis, why are the big men so bad at shooting free throws? And he said the reason is because their hands are so yeah. big. He oh, said, "If man. you had really big hands, you didn't have like that soft touch. It's really hard to because he was a terrible free throw shooter. <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> terrible, remember I worse
0: than Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> Shaq would
1: have the Shaq was top. terrible. Yeah. Shaq's hands, hands were like gigantic. Yeah, yeah, but Dennis always told me because I never knew and understood, you know, why the big men were always so bad. Because you would think they're so tall, it'd be easy. Because they're almost." They're on on par. At, yeah. On par. When they put their hand up, their hand is almost at the basket. You'd think it'd be a little easier. It's not. Free throws are about finesse and touch, and the big guys just don't have that.
0: And then when they got to grab that ball, that's like a tennis ball for them. Mm-hmm. They can't like really a get ball. a good grip. Can't yeah. get a good grip to get that nice soft
1: Spin. touch that you need. Yeah. That's also why they're not great shooters, also, because you need to have that touch. Yeah, got to have that touch.
4: I remember. I remember moving down here to Florida about 11 years ago, right? And uh, we were at the Hard Rock uh, Casino, you know, before the, all that stuff's built now. And we're sitting there, and I see, like, this group of people, right? Almost like paparazzi. Like, everybody's following somebody. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? I'm like, just see all these people. And they're they're walking along with whoever's there. I go, let's go over and see who's over there. And I look, and it was Dennis Rodman. Oh, that was probably the up, party. And I grew up as I grew up as a kid. I'm not an older guy, but I grew up. I loved the Bulls as a kid, loved Rodman. So, like, he's there, <laughs> and I'm just like, it was one of those, like, I just, like, froze. I was like, and he looks at me and goes, you okay, son? And I'm like... Yeah, what's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. Yeah, he, he loved the Hard
1: Rock, so he yeah. used to always go to Murphy's Law and sing at the Hard Rock. So, so he was cool.
2: always at the Hard Rock singing. Um, I, that was the story that I told you the last time with the girls when we did. What was his? It was his fortieth. I think it was his fortieth yeah, birthday. His fortieth birthday party, and we pull up, and and I told you the story the last time, and it, that's exactly what it's like. You're walking through. And, and he's sitting there, just hustling everybody through. And he's like, "Just come, just come up here, just come up here." And I'm like, "No, nah, I'm going to send in the back." <laughs> and I'm behind, and you're watching, it. and all of these people he's just passing, and it's just like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" Yeah. And then they're taking pictures of you, and I'm oh, that was that was weird for me. And, and, and like you said, AJ, that.
0: on a daily basis, yeah. it's got to be so tough to deal with. You know, he, he seems difficult. very thankful for it. You know, it which is so cool. But I mean, that that's tough. And I remember, uh, I remember Phil Jackson did an interview. And I guess Dennis said, look, I'm going to Vegas. (laughs) And Phil said, all right, go, but be back in two days. Well, I think they all knew he wouldn't be back. (laughs) So I I think it was Jordan, Pippen. uh, I I think it was Carr right there. Horace Grant. Horace Grant. They went and got him. Threw some water on him, got him up, <laughs> flew him back to Chicago or wherever they were playing, and, and he played like nothing happened.
1: They're actually going to make so a movie. I was dying
0: laughing the way that Phil was saying it. They're
1: going to make a movie about that 48 hours when he left uh, during the playoffs to go to Vegas. and <laughs> He
0: they're, came back yeah. and
1: killed it. They're making a movie about it. Wow. Yeah, there's a there's a movie. I think um, is it uh, MGM, I think, is
2: yeah. making it. Yeah.
0: Really? yeah. That should be really good. Yeah, we worked on that. that. That's two hitters. The Tyson movie should be good with uh, Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Serious. Yeah. I think they're doing a series. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's called Tyson something. We pulled it up. Maybe, uh, w- maybe Will Smith should play Tyson. <laughs> uh, Will Smith should retire. Uh, I can't believe he did that, man. Because uh, he's hurt in comedy. Uh, you know, so crazy. come on. It, it, if you and I would have done that, uh, one issue, of us three, you know where
2: we would be? So crazy. Writing letters. The issue. The issue with that is, it's just, it's, it's a, it was a really bad look for somebody who was just so PG and so, you know, Will Smith. He's a he's a megastar, you know. 10, 15 years ago, in the summer, his movies come out. It's a it's $300 million, $200 dollars million easy opening day, easy. and for him to get into the the spot that he's in now, it's 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 it was it was just really sad to watch because, you know, he 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 how he handled it wasn't what you would expect from this clean cut nice guy that he's always had that portrayal. You know, his raps he never he never he never Talked about the stuff that Piggy and Tupac and oh, and he did. He, it, was it was very, very clean. it was very clean and, PG. and very good. Yeah. As well, too clean and PG. And he got a lot of he got a lot of flack for that. I remember growing up watching, listening, Fresh Prince and, and GJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. I remember he's, those. He's crazy. And now it's
0: just I, I don't know, man. I don't In know. In your opinion, why why would he do that? Has a clean <sighs> career, He's Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Is he crazy to do I this? I think there's, especially I th- now. I, I mean like twenty years ago somebody said something about your wife, maybe it's different, but it's a comedian i, I don't think sit in the front row. Of,
2: I think there's <laughs> a lot of I think of, I think there's a lot of emotion going on in 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 their relationship I, and again i can I can't tell it because I don't know him personally, but it was just a bad look I mean there's ways to handle that and I'm glad that like Denzel and and Tyler Perry and a lot of the guys came up and they were like, dude, that's not how you handle it. If a comedian is hitting you and cracking on you, and like that's one of the things, like in in, in the black culture, there's cra- you, you're gonna you're gonna do the dozens, you're gonna get the cracks. You don't go and slap somebody well, on our ju- bus when we were growing up. Swear. Yeah, when we were growing up, constantly on our bus, everybody's cracking on each other, and you don't take it personal. No, it's just how it is. And for him to go in, and the joke wasn't even really that hard. It was a G.I. Jane yeah. yeah. joke, what? And, because and, she's and again, bald. It, it was just it was just a it's a bad, bad look. And I hope he recovers because he's a really nice guy from what I hear. He's a very nice. Guy. Apparently,
1: uh, Will Smith's marriage is open to anything except jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <No>.
2: <laughs>
1: so this is a guy who for 30 years has curated his image and his brand to the point where, again, like Al was saying, Alex was saying even when he was making you know, these this music. Think of the music he was making and the other rappers were making at the time, like Getting Jiggy With It and uh, Summertime and all of these songs and uh, just incredible music, incredible artist. but he was so clean cut, managing himself, never got in any trouble. And 30 minutes before the biggest moment of his life, he goes on stage and slaps Chris Rock, a, a rap god? Just <laughs> straight up bullshit. There's just no other way to explain it. Absolutely unacceptable, and people are saying, "Oh, he's defending his wife. He's doing this, he's doing that." Violence has nothing to do with love. That's not. If Jada has an issue with the jokes or whatever, Jada can st- speak up for herself. She doesn't need him to to do this. And and Krim Abdul Jabbar wrote a great piece about this, and he talked about how not only did he hurt himself, and he hurt Chris Rock, and he hurt uh, his wife, but he also hurt women. this idea that women need a man in order to protect them and to stand up for them like they can't do that on their own it's very damaging it's very damaging also it's very damaging to this idea that you know black men are these violent people and when a street thug gets arrested and is, is killed or whatever or they're they're robbing banks and all these things you're like okay you know what these are hoodlums that's one thing but Will Smith, he was never that guy. Like he was our guy. Yeah, yeah. he was the clean cut guy, the well educated, well spoken, very high society. He was Mr. Very Hollywood. Successful. He, he was, was Mr. Mr. Hollywood. I mean Hancock. Did you see Hancock? That was a great movie. Yeah, I even liked Wild Wild West. People thought it was shit. I <laughs> loved it. I thought it was good. I thought it was all right. Yeah, I enjoyed it. But this guy still, even this guy, can't control himself incredibly damaging,
0: incredibly damaging. So damaging. And what I think he doesn't realize is not just that himself, like, you know, the next gigs he gets, they already tried to screw Chappelle, right? Yes. Put, put one of the funniest guys around. Absolutely. Now, is he going to come out and hold back and not be as funny? I hope not, but he might. And that's the right? danger. And then, and, and, then and... next thing, you know, you have Will Smith who, you know, was angel boy, Chris rock comes out. He's right there with Chappelle and now you hit him, is he going to stay strong? It's a chilling effect. It's a chilling it can up, have yeah. a chilling and effect. And on top of all that, you got two African-Americans who are trying, and in that culture, you guys are trying to say, hey, look, we're professionals, we're right, and here you go at, like you said, the biggest time of his life, Yeah, he won you got two African-American men, and Chris Rock, you got to give it to him, you got to respect oh, him. he was incredible. he, he could have yeah. clocked him back. He was yeah. incredible. And then it would have been nuts, but- it would have been good for the ratings, I Yeah, guess. oh,
2: the ratings went to the roof as soon as everybody came <laughs> it, in. But it's just a
0: bad yeah. look for for what he's, well, you know, because he started as fresh Prince of Bel-Air. People thought that, that was where he was going to go. And then he made it clean. He, yeah. he, he was, was one of the African-Americans that just didn't stick to like the Tyler yeah. Perry thing. No. He did every yeah. lane possible, yeah. rapping, yeah. and kept it clean there. Absolutely. No trouble, no yeah. gun violence, blah, blah, blah. Acting, and he wasn't in the kind of roles that you
1: normally would see black yeah. actors in. He wasn't a slave. He wasn't a hoodlum. Nope. He yeah. wasn't a gangster. He wasn't a
2: drug dealer he was playing incredible roles he was he was mr he was mr summer he was mr hollywood summer that's when you knew a movie was coming out in the summer with will smith you knew it was going to be a blockbuster and that's what he was getting
0: and in my opinion at the time the movie that he played when he was by himself with the dog oh what was the i am legend no 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 No. no. yeah the the vampire one or no he he was like lost with the dog and it was just him was it irobot no, no, I no, was no. I Am Legend. No, it was I Am Legend. I Am was Legend. That's is that the, role. That's, yes, was the, where the dystopian world yeah. and he was trying to, the virus, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. okay. In, Amazing. In a normal situation, Amazing. the only person you would ever see get that role is Denzel Washington yep. or Morgan Freeman, yep, yep. or let's just be real, Absolutely. a white guy. Yeah,
2: exactly. That's mm-hmm. it, exactly. and he
0: got it he was a guy so and he did great he was that amazing. was a hell of a movie yeah. there's nobody mega that, star. in my opinion nobody could have done a better yeah. job at that he's a uh, megastar but he just ruined it but
2: ruined but, it. but what also that no one is really talking about is what is it doing to comedy what is it doing to the, that's the what that's what that's, i like
0: to laugh that's just
2: like we were talking yeah. absolutely and again there's there's count there's comedians that are going to say stuff that's going to push the envelope and they always do but some of my fa- I, I love a lot of the com- comedians that push that element and now you know what do you, what do you, what does that say? Yeah. You can't, you got to be careful because some guy is going to come, not like your joke and come up and, and, and clock you one. I mean, it just, it's, it's a, it's a precedent that is, is absolutely dangerous. And then absolutely it hurts dangerous.
0: us too, yeah. because say, you know, a say, fan. say as you, you know, broaden and, and like we were talking before we came on, like you've done all, all kinds of stuff for other people, you're sure. kind of branching out, you know, you're still doing your absolutely. thing, but you're doing a little bit for you. And let's say you decide to do a podcast one day just to, you know, push whatever you're doing. I know
1: a great studio. Maybe I could
0: borrow (laughs) it. You absolutely can. But I could tell you this because of these guys doing this, what Will Smith did, that gives these social media companies more, more, you know, juice behind what they want to censor. Yeah, absolutely. So now by him doing that, now the oh now we have to censor even more because obviously this isn't enough.
1: Yeah, it's uh, absolutely devastating. And then to make matters even worse, to make a terrible decision even worse, he's sitting in his chair and screaming out at Chris Rock from the chair. Yeah,
2: yeah. What do you say?
1: Don't, f, keep, don't keep don't keep keep your keep your f and keep my f wife out he of keep your Keep My wife's name out of your f mouth. 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 He said yeah. it twice. He, he said it twice. He shouldn't have done it. And, yeah. So unacceptable. Yeah. unacceptable inexcusable there is no excuse listen i am a gun-toting meat-eating you know liberal like i i i I, that's just kind of like my moniker but i don't like violence unless it's in self-defense yeah yeah you know unless it's in self-defense you should not be committing violence against anyone and for him to do this it's just so it's completely incredible it's almost unbelievable it is because if it was Suge Knight, okay, fine. <laughs> All right, I would we were- understand.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah.
2: Will Smith. Yeah, ah. that's that was that was the big thing for me. It was like because my friend I wasn't watching the Oscars, and my friend's like, "Did you see what Will Smith did?" I'm like, oh, "What did Will okay. Smith do?" He's like, "He slapped the shit out of First Rock." I said, "Get the get the hell out of here!" He me did. He, why would he get that? And I watched it, and I'm just like, like it was it was, it was shocking, absolutely shocking. Because again. That stereotype that you would have and see would be from, you know, somebody like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm being careful not to hit any names up because I don't need. Suge Knight. To... He slapped a lot of yeah. people. Fla- Suge, Suge Knight. Knight. Yeah. Um, these gangsters, you yeah. know, like, like these the people. guys that are the gangsters. Birdman, you know, uh, Suge. Um, yeah, you would or or if it was the Source Awards, yeah. you know, you you the know the that. something. Well, and you're gonna go hear down. a gunshot. Yeah. There, yeah.
1: <laughs> somebody's gonna get stabbed. And, and <laughs> that's that was a given. The, that I think was somebody did get
2: stabbed at the yeah, Source Awards. One that was that yeah. was the, that was the running joke because Crazy. it was like it was like the Oscars turned into the Source Awards, and again, it was a black producer, it's, it's a black, black yes, and you're just insane. like, and that's oh another God, thing. kidding? This is the
1: first time in 94 years they had a black producer and an entire black production staff. So all the producers are black, and this is the night. You decide to, to do this. It's just so crazy.
0: Yes, yeah, it's so it, crazy. And if, if I'm African American, I'm thinking... Who cares about your career? You just tarnished us. Yeah. All the work that we did. Yeah. Shit. There's- Will Smith should have been arrested yes. on the spot. And, and dragged him. out in
1: handcuffs to, to be pulled out of there. And the academy is saying, oh, well, we asked him to leave and he wouldn't leave. What do you mean you asked him? You don't need his permission to yeah. remove him. Where's the security? If yeah. I did that, would they? Th- what would they do? What would exactly. They do? exactly. Where's exactly. the security? Yeah. How does he walk up there, slap him, and not be dragged out, out of, of the, the arena yeah. immediately? Because he's yeah. Will Smith. Yeah. And then he gets up, and 30 minutes later, he gets up and wins. And apologizes. He apologizes everybody. to everybody in the world except, except Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. Yeah. And he even so drags Mark. Richard Williams into this. Except oh, everybody said Richard Williams was crazy, you know, defending his family. It's just so disgusting. And it's like, you take this man's image and Richard Williams, who wasn't there, Venus and Serena were there, but Richard Williams wasn't. He's put out, he put out a statement like, hey, listen, our family, we don't believe in violence unless yeah. it's in self defense. Yeah. He's like, we yeah he was like, <laughs> he was like distancing himself, like, yeah. wait a second, don't compare yourself yeah. to me. Yeah. He's
0: like, well, I don't know what you're talking exactly. about. Like, don't bring me in. Don't bring me exactly. in. Yes. Yeah. So to, to,
1: to, to, to <laughs> defile it. and to stain this moment where Richard Williams is being heralded, his story has won the Oscar. Will Smith did a great job playing him. And to then stain that moment, and not yeah. only the moment, but the whole Oscars, because yeah. people don't know about Dune winning and all these other great shows that won.
0: And it's just, yeah, it's disgusting. It was, it was was bad. I don't care what he has to come out with. I'll never watch it again. I think a lot of people are are with me on that.
4: See, I, I, not that I disagree with you guys. I do agree that what he did is unacceptable. Shouldn't have been tolerated. Should have been dragged out there. In my opinion, that's, that is the antithesis of a human being a mess up a, a a bad mess up right yeah. a terrible mess up i'm not saying it wasn't but it just goes to show you think everyone's perfect you think everyone's living a great life oh absolutely it's, You're not it's fair yeah. everybody has some skeleton everybody has some pa- everybody has some something 100 percent. something was eating at that man he's broken
0: he's a broken, broken man.
4: man i i think and that's where i say i'm
0: not saying he was right i'm not yeah good. but but here's the thing rob he sat in the front row with one of the best comedians in the world Anybody, anybody knows absolutely. if you don't want to get cracked. I don't care who it is. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care if whoever the most famous person is right now. Who knows? Sits in the front row. If you're in the front row and you're and Rock or Chappelle comes out, believe me, you're gonna get hit. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So sit, th- sit the hell back. One. Absolutely.
1: Know. I mean, he that that slap had very. I, th- in my opinion, I think that slap had very little to do with the joke yeah he is a broken he's a broken man
3: wife
1: he's in a situation with his wife where there's you know some entanglements and other things going on but he is broken and that's why he reacted that way complete
2: overreaction by the way to a stupid joke for me for me also though is i'm not going to hold that point because again like rob said he is human and he, he there is emotions and emotions that go into it and i think we have to we have to. He's got to definitely go on a, a campaign to fix this. Yeah. Um, I'm willing to be a forgiving person, if, as long as the as long as the asking for forgiveness is authentic, and I think it's going to be because his his media team. His marketing team else, is going to be But if it's definite. his
0: media team making him do it, is authentic there's the, to There's a the
2: disingenuousness. Been. That's what I'm saying. You know if, It, he it can't just be he, him. Yeah. It can't just be his media team telling him, you need to fix this. He's got to literally want to fix it. And he's, like I said, I'm willing to give him an opportunity and I want to see it because, again, it's uncharacteristic of the Will Smith that I grew up listening to and I watched and I really, like, I would love to have had Will Smith it's a production company, and uh, like I have a list of production companies that I would love to get a, get a chance to work with, even not just Soul, but other things. And his was on the top of that list because the product and the stuff that he's putting out was 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 good. Now it's kind of second thought. Like, if, man, if you, I, I don't I don't want to touch it now. That's it's a, it's toxic. Anything with him. So for me, it, it, if it was
0: genuine, when he got back up at the end, he, he would have yes. apologized. Yes. He should have. He should have apologized. He didn't. He didn't. Then, yeah. then to me, anything after that. And then he, is, goes to is the is the him. he goes to the variety
2: party. He goes to the variety party, and yeah. he's like yucking it up and yucky. having a good yeah, time.
1: That. Yeah. So then his apology on Instagram comes out, which his publicist clearly wrote. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He had a chance to say all that when he was given his acceptance speech. Never mentioned Chris Rock. Yeah. Just absolutely just a gross and an odious, disgusting moment. It was just. I, it's hard to find the words to describe how disgusting this situation was and absolutely terrible should be condemned by everybody. There's inexcusable. There's no excuse for this. And we can never be in a position. We can never be in a society where the justification for not dragging him out of there in handcuffs is because we didn't want the optics of a black man being removed from the Oscars. Well, like we can never be our society. Like if that's not wrong, if it's not wrong to walk up on stage and to slap a comedian while he's performing live on television if that's not wrong then nothing is wrong then we lose all sense of right and wrong yeah if you can't do that like what do you mean because he's black that has nothing to do with Mm -hmm. it drag his ass out of there he
2: should have been removed immediately and immediately and and even going on to like the, the the like i said about the comedian stuff my one of my favorite shows on on comedy central is the roasts the yeah. roasts are absolutely but, hilarious and the stuff that some of those like one of my favorite comedians to roast that roasts is um is Lisa Lampanelli. Lisa, oh she's Oh yeah. I tried to get my god. I try to have her in. she's, she's I, literally am, I literally I literally laugh my I start the hard ass she's off. She's amazing
1: at the improv. The she's amazing. The stuff that cool.
2: she does the the humor that she pushes you know, the whole I'm, I'm I'm into dating and fucking black men that that is classic. Absolutely I I loved when classic. she said she
1: likes to uh she likes to date black men, but not like the the good black men. The <laughs> ones that will like you know, ruin you, run up your phone bill and fuck up your credit. <laughs> <laughs> you <know what> <laughs> like, <laughs> like she's, she's just <laughs> she's yeah, hysterical. <laughs> she's hysterical. And she's
0: just big white woman. Yeah, you know she's this mean?
2: big white Italian woman. Yeah, yeah. Can you she's incredible. Not
0: having yeah.
2: She's she, incredible. She's absolutely incredible. <laughs> oh so, she's so imagine running up of, your phone bill. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> Imagine the outrage like that people have like she's they amazing. can't it can't say stuff like that. I remember there's another the comedian she was on and um and uh what's her name was was on it uh the uh, the the she's a right wing uh uh She's white ring. Oh, uh, was she on Bill Maher no, show all the time? Yeah, she's always on Bill Maher. Um, ah, I can't remember her name now. Um, I know you're talking about the blonde one. Yeah, the blonde.
0: Uh, can, can you Google the lady that was on Bill so, Maher show? So, I don't know if we will come the up. The blonde it, conservative. The, the
2: uh, blonde she, conservative. She's on, she's on Fox all the time now. She's kind of like-
0: Oh, Kaylee McAvee?
2: No, 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 no not Kaylee McAvee. It, uh, oh my God, I, her name it's is- It's okay,
0: we'll, we'll find her: come so, back to it.
2: So there was, a new, there was a new comedian, and I'd never seen her. Ann Coulter. Ann Coulter. So she's That's like, it. she's like, she comes up on the, on the, on the dais and she's like, and Ann Coulter's here. And she's like, wow, Ann Coulter, what, what does it really feel like to be a supervillain? And she's going off on Ann Coulter. She's like, Ann <laughs> Coulter, the, she's like, the only, the only Mexicans that'll be happy when you die are the ones that bury your, are digging your grave. I was like,
0: wow. <laughs> you know why can't we I laugh? Was like, That's
2: funny. Come on, you gotta be able to laugh. <laughs> I was yeah, laughing, my, and, and Ann Coulter just sat there <laughs> smiling. She got her back in the end and she said some, some corny stuff, but she's not a comedian. But that type of humor, and, and this is really what I think the crux of the problem is, is we've, gotta, we've gotten to the point, and I said this the last time, we've got to the point where we can't look at someone who is on the opposite side as an enemy. You may have a different view from me, you may have a different saying, but you're not my enemy you're a person who has feelings, and they just have a different ideology than I do. And the comedians, when you start attacking the comedians, it's over. It's over. It's over. over. Uh, I can't remember what quote it was, but there was a quote talking about totalitarianism, and, and you can measure it by how they treat the reporters and how they treat comedians. And, and it's, it's a dangerous, dangerous trend when we, when we can't laugh at each other and have fun with each other.
0: Well, the good thing is we have a couple funny white hillbillies that drink all day and all night, and they're not going to change. No, so uh, no. I, I forget the uh, what the heck? Schwab. Uh there's one really funny guy, but but he's full blown alcoholic, but he'll never change. But he'll still roast. Yeah. He'll roast <laughs> and, and
2: again, that's the the, the roasts are the. F- yeah. I love that, watching. That's, the I just
0: hope we don't lose yeah. that. We, but like, we, I don't want to get. Yeah. Killed. I mean, they'll kill me. They'll hit me with Botox, yeah. uh, hair back, you know, <laughs> yeah, white teeth, and shit because uh, I got veneers. But, we but we I, to, I'm smart. But but I we, sit in the middle. Like, but where I can see the full stage, but down the middle yeah. row, if it's the improv or wherever, it's at close enough where I have perfect seats, but enough where I'm not where well, you're get not gonna hit. get hit. Absolutely. If I want to get hit, then I'll go up. I don't want front row. It's right. the one yeah. time I don't want. I don't want the <laughs> no floor no, seats. No front row. I think.
4: I think AJ said it right though. I mean, a broken man. This was something that's been boiling. The pot oh. was boiling and boiling and boiling and. That just set him off. It's it's his. What's going on? I'm not saying he's right. Again, I'm not condoning what he did. It's whatever's in his head, and it takes one thing for somebody to snap, and that was his snap. But here's the thing, Rob. If
0: they would have arrested him and Correct. taken him, Correct. like they would anybody else, this this probably yeah. would have blown over. it would have blown over. Yeah. It would've it would've blown, but blown because over. they did, and then they let him go. So what is that the new okay? Exactly. because yeah, you got to think about it the way the, the world standard. is now. I agree. Yeah. And that's their fault. And that's right. a big problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge miss. So Alex, you you got something uh big here to present.
2: Yeah, so definitely uh I've got the, the comics. Let's yeah, this let's is your uh, hair. Yeah, there's my camera. Okay. okay. We've got the we've got the 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 uh the variant cover. This is the original cover and this is the variant cover. So we've got those out. Finally got my artist. He finally came through and um we're gonna be down in Fort Lauderdale. So I definitely wanted to bring Thank those up and, and, and get that to you. We're gonna be in Fort Lauderdale um April twenty third and twenty fourth at the Broward Convention Center. It's a game and toy and comic show it's the first one um it i'm hoping that it builds up and becomes really big uh it, we're gonna have our t-shirts we're gonna have our comic books i'll be there signing autographs uh, and and talking about uh the things that we've got coming up you know since i left we've really pushed a, a, the envelope on getting the books out getting our books going we started another kickstarter um there was a gentleman on the kickstarter i cannot remember his name but he's a sci-fi right here. writer yeah he's a sci-fi writer he had, he's running or had run the biggest campaign in Kickstarter history. He basically was a big time sci-fi writer and he told his publishing company, I'm retiring. I'm not going to do sci-fi anymore. And then he turns around and starts a Kickstarter campaign and says, hey fans, I'm going to start writing my next books and I'm going to self publish. Here's an opportunity for you to, to donate and contribute to my campaign and you will get anything that I write for the rest of my life in perpetuity. He raised $29 million, $29 million. And he's got a a book. I cannot remember the gentleman's name, but he's on, he's like one of the top sci-fi writers of all time. And his fans flocked to to Kickstarter. And so we're kind of emulating that and where we're going to be doing, because the first volume of what our series was going to be, where you're going to get six issues for soul and then six issues of Primal Origins. So we took that into consideration because we had a lot of positive reviews, a lot of positive people wanting to see the books. So we decided to launch our second Kickstarter to raise the next 10 books. So you can come in and you'll basically get in the next two to three years, we will have 10 books coming out, issue one, two, three. And actually, if you go to the website, you can see the cover. Like I said, my artist is absolutely killer. And he we 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 kind of showed the second cover and the second cover... I, it, if, I don't know if you can get, get to it Rob but mm-hmm. the second cover is it's amazing and then another thing that you we want just, to explain
0: this so everybody can see so, just what we so have yeah, it, so this, gonna, is, this will all be in the uh, description yeah, if this is
2: listening. our this is our this is our, our what we did was we had a, a, a letter that we gave out to anyone that we shipped the books off to, and this is the newest letter because we've got now Soul Issue 1 out. So this came with all of our packages. We're thanking everybody for supporting Fireborn Comics, and we give them the address for our Kickstarter so they can actually go in and check out our Kickstarter campaign. Because, again, we're trying to raise 25000 but that's going to cover all of the book art. That's going to cover all of the, the the shipping and the packaging and the printing, as well as a little side money for some of the conventions that we have. Right now, we've got two conventions lined up, the one in Fort Lauderdale and then the one in Montgomery, Alabama in the summer. It's the Urban Sci-Fi Con, and I'm actually going to be running a panel there talking about my next project that we're doing, which is the sci-fi series. We've got the funds for it and we're going to be Urban doing
1: panels. That means like a black panel. Yes. Black- so bla- so, so
2: it's <laughs> a code word. Black sci-fi. <laughs> you know, we talked about this the last time. I'm trying to take it over, man. We, you know, it, it, it's a, it's this misconception that people that we don't have it and we are not involved in it, but we are. And so with my series that we're doing, we're going to be doing six 30 minute episodes and we're going to start shooting it in the summer. Um, we're getting the first ep- ish episode, which is the pilot. We're shooting it June second through the seventh, and it's in Orlando. We tied in UCF, we tied in Valencia, so you guys can check that out and hit me up, and I can explain even more. But it's going to be a really cool series that we're going to try to self-distribute. We're going to go. Uh, we're working with. We're going to be working with a company called Film Hub, and they kind of act like a a, a go-between between Amazon Prime. Um, uh Apple TV, IMDb TV, YouTube TV, Tubi and um oh what's the other one? The the Tubi and what's the other the other they're, uh, they're like the gateway the streaming yeah they're the gateway they're the streaming ones so it's no, Tubi no, no. and then um oh man, Roku. So Roku and Tubi actually 2 weeks ago announced that they're actually going to start going after original content series to to offer and to provide to all of their uh, subscribers because that's the game now. Yeah. Everybody is getting into the streaming. Everybody. Paramount Plus which is Universal. They just came out and they've got Picard. They've got all the, They've got like five different Star Trek shows coming out. So you're going to have new Star Trek shows that you can So gonna watch.
0: you're going yes, to so gonna watch, 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 force, force, force me to watch you like Star Trek. I'm going to force you to watch Star Trek. Uh,
2: I like Star Trek. Yeah. I'm yeah. more of a Star, He's Wars, a Star guy. Wars guy. He's the Star Wars guy. I'm course, more of a Star Wars <laughs> guy. But, you know. And of course you've got Disney Plus with Star Wars and Marvel and Tubi, it's a smart move because you've got so many different things out there, but there's a lot of repetition in a lot of the shows. And so they're looking for new streaming and new avenues to bring in people to it. Because right now people are using Tubi and, um, and Roku to lock in and just stream off of Disney Plus or, or ESPN or Hulu or whatever the other ones are. So they're like, well, why are we broadcasting their stuff when... We, could put, we have enough subscribers where we can put out our own content, and that's going to drive people away from there, and we'll get a little bit of a piece of, a, of, of Disney or or Amazon, because those are right now the two big ones.
1: So if you're going to make any sci-fi projects, maybe you can make a sequel to Snakes on the Plane. <laughs>
2: snakes, <laughs> an urban, <laughs> make an urban Snakes yeah. on a Spaceship. Black. Black, <laughs> black, black Snakes on a, on, a, on a Spaceship, right? <laughs> I, I, I would have to probably try to get Sam L to come in on that one. That, 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 <laughs> I yeah. Get Sam L. I, yeah. You're, you're on, you've made See if it. I can get it. Yeah, yeah, if I can get him,
0: <laughs> so, and and then so people know when they see the two covers, now you have two different color, covers of Soul. It's the same. It's the same, same story. It's just different covers, but
2: what we wanted okay. to do was we wanted to um, to, to to have a different uh, reading and variant to tell some different things in the story. So. So that's the primary one, the blue cover, which is the Milky Way galaxy and it's got a little target on it to where you, you see where Earth or the solar system would be. And then the second one is as the ships are arriving, it's my homage to Star Wars where you get the, that scene of the, 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 the Star Destroyer chasing Princess Leia's ship. And so I really wanted to get into that. And I, I, I'm really excited and really happy. Um, like I said, if Rob can pull up the, the, the if you can get to the website, we can, def- or the what's, Kickstarter. What's, 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 uh, if you get a Kickstarter.com and then type in soul you can actually see the cover um i'll, I'll, I'll the cover is the second issue is a ama- it's 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 amazing
0: and then Alex if somebody wants this signed how can they get it signed by so
2: you? so you can reach out to me at um fireborncomics.com uh, and ask when you place your order. You can tell me who your order is because I ship everything out from my house. Everything comes through me. And you'll say, hey, Alex, I just bought your comic. I would love to get it signed. Or you can come to the convention. <laughs>
0: there you go, which we'll <laughs> have in the description. That's there you go.
2: go. So, yeah, if you click on Soul, which is the one on the left.
0: Okay. And if you're listening, we are uh, and showing And then uh, scroll uh, down. Is, uh, Kickstarter.
2: So we kind of did a sneak preview. Scroll all the way down. Keep going, keep going. And there's some covers from issue cool. one. Oh, awesome. Keep co- Keep scrolling, keep scrolling. There's another uh, page. I think that's page three from issue one. AJ, are drawing you drawing covers. all this? Or, or <laughs> is, it, is it you or Dennis? I wish I could. Which one was drawing it? Dennis or you? I wish I could. I'm did
0: Dennis it. get into drawing? Uh, no but he's
1: very creative I think in his past life He was like a, a singer He loves to sing On stage with bands He's been on
0: stage With Pearl Jam
1: He's very good So We're Very close so That's to the
2: cover guys. For SU2 So we gave you A sneak peek Of what's the cover cool.
0: I like the one up Go go up again Real, real quick Rob Up Not that one That one's pretty cool.
2: Yeah that was He's being chased By the DeVar So he's trying to run away
1: Yeah It's <laughs> pretty crazy it's, right? so, it's amazing He's so creative so Yeah from, As long as Both I guys. can remember He's been writing stories And just so creative he's got all these great ideas and he i remember the beginning of the internet first started he had a within a yahoo groups and he was writing these stories and people would be emailing him like hey when's the next chapter's coming out like he had a huge following of people he's just very creative
0: and he's good at that he, he's just got these i told him ideas. When, when he came in i told him i said i hate sci-fi you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm just a straight shooter <laughs> right you know, you know what i mean okay. and a lot of times yeah. it gets me in trouble, but. I'd rather just say to Alex, I really hate sci fi yeah. Then, oh, I like sci fi. And then right. when Alex leaves, Rob, I can't fucking stand it. <laughs> that. <You laughs> I mean, and that's the thing. But, but then he explained it to yeah. me a little bit more, and I had put it on. And yeah. I didn't realize that a lot of shows that I watch when I used to watch TV, but now I just work a gazillion hours, but when I used to watch, they're actually sci fi. They yeah. come on the sci fi channel. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm more into like zombies. Yeah. Or, or even better, <laughs> like some sort of virus. Well, before COVID,
0: <laughs>
1: before COVID, I loved like a, a movie where you had a-, a virus outbreak that turned you into zombies. Like that was like my favorite. And then you lived it. And then you, <laughs> then they had to live with the zombies. And this guy liked it, down. and then yeah. next I thing you know, really he's living it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Then we had to deal with COVID, so not so much. But. I'm a
2: zombie guy. I love zombies. It, he, he's um, not just a zombie guy. He, yeah, zombies are good, but his uh-oh. his he's his,
3: bringing, uh-oh, e- his e- be careful now. Don't his, e- e- too Chris. His big, <laughs> <laughs> He knows one. where all
1: the bodies are buried, it, so I got to be careful. I did hear one,
2: nothing. <laughs> his big one is don't let him fool you. He he and I have like knockout drag out. Uh, Star Wars stuff because he's a Star Wars fanatic. Just oh, like I love me. Star oh, Wars! Like I remember when the when Episode Seven, Eight, and Nine came out, he called me and he was like, "Did you watch it?" I'm like, "I can't, I can't watch it." He's like, "But the Progs and it was," and I'm just like, I, "I'm done, I'm done." So we have literally knockout, drag out fights. But he's in the same boat as I am, where I think Disney. Really made a huge mistake with with seven. Gone for now, buddy. Twenty-one
0: thousand people canceled their uh, season passes. uh, He's one of them. (laughs) I'll never go to that fucking.
1: Yeah, I'll never
0: go to that place again. So yeah, I have
1: other issues with Disney. Uh, Me too, man. I I have some other issues, but the thing with Star Wars is that when George Lucas, at the farther, he stepped away from the story and the production which started with Empire Strikes Back when he turned it over to Alan Keaton. Empire Strikes Back was great by the way but I'm just saying that was the beginning of him starting to distance himself so by the time one two and three were made uh, they were an abomination they were terrible I did not like them it also introduced the worst sci-fi character created of <laughs> all time. R- Banks. Jar Jar <laughs> Banks and the Gungans <laughs> okay the worst character. oh what do you say oh, me say this and me say that it's so stupid
0: my, it's my, so st- my brother used to watch that it's so stupid to say, go, go you, to youtube when you, you have say, time you're not Italian. what are you doing <laughs> <with this
1: shit?" laughs> go to youtube when you have time and look up jar jar binks i will and I the will. gungans it is the worst character of all time hated it then they <laughs> then they were smart and they made rogue one which brought me back into the fold because after one two and three i was like okay i'm done with star wars then they made Rogue One, which is one of the best
2: yeah, it's on there Star with Empire. Wars movies. Believe it, ever or not, made. it was amazing. I watched it with my brother. It, it okay. Was, it was up there. It, it was it was up there with Empire. I watched it. Rogue One was great.
1: And then they brought in uh, Fellini and Favreau and had the Mandalorian and introduced the greatest character, I think, <laughs> ever, sci fi, non sci fi, baby Yoda.
3: Baby Yoda,
1: <laughs> yeah. the greatest character ever, and the and the and Baby Yoda doesn't even talk.
0: P- poor Baby Yoda, is that oh, the baby little Yoda, one with the ears? Yes. yes, oh yeah, that is. I, I wish I could get that so, doll. So yeah, plastic cell, wherever you are at, you need to make that <laughs> doll. You get six k on them too,
2: Tommy. So. I'm a huge, like I said, Star Wars and Star Trek are my thing. Sci-fi is my. thing. Oh yeah,
0: greatest yeah, character yeah. ever created. He, greatest character. even though I'm still not fully <laughs> <on> total <the> sci-fi, <laughs> I'm with y'all. That that is a cool ass he, character. Here, I here, want that. I want that little. He line. doesn't even talk. He doesn't have any dialogue. Perfect. He doesn't say a word. Perfect. Greatest character so, ever. So if we could find a, a companion that doesn't talk,
2: <laughs> hey, I'm down. So so here's a here's a story. i so, so he calls <laughs> me after he calls me after Grogu is introduced. And they're getting ready to season two's I think season two's running and rolling. So he's like, Man, I can't I can't believe that they're telling this story. They're telling the story of Yoda. And I turn to him, I'm like, What what? What are you talking about? Well baby Yoda, it's it's Yoda. <laughs> and I told him I'm like, Bro, it's not Yoda. That's a that's not Yoda. He screamed at me because one of the biggest things <laughs> i like trailers and reactions and stuff like that he wants going go cold in, he wants to go into a movie he won't watch a trailer i don't watch trailers thing. so he, I, he, i'm telling him i'm like that's not yoda he's like why would you tell me not why would you tell me that you're <laughs> ruining it he hung up on he hung up the phone on me didn't talk to me for a week because he accused me of ruining his greatest story that he absolutely loved because he thought that was the real Yoda. He thought it was an original story from way back telling how Yoda became Yoda. And I'm trying to explain to him, it's not Yoda. They just call him baby Yoda because he's the same species. Didn't talk to me for a week.
0: I, I've so, seen uh, it. I've seen it. When I, when I was living in South <laughs> Philly with all the Italians, there was a bunch of guys in there. There was Star Wars and Star Trek. Yeah. And this was like, you would think it was March Madness. <laughs> or yeah, you you would actually think it was March Madness between there was four of them. And they all day every single day, like when the series was on before that year yeah, ended. Yeah. Every day would be the same thing. Coffee, cigarettes, and going back and forth fighting we'll about bet. characters. <laughs> <Who's> <laughs>
3: want, yeah, you,
0: yeah, meanwhile, like, we're like, yeah. uh, "Are we gonna make some money today? Yeah. Or are we gonna yeah. talk?"
2: You know, it's, it's, crazy, like, right? it's great. Star Wars people and and, oh, and it's Star hardcore. Trek people do not get do no, not get no. along. Yeah, they I, do not get along.
4: I, I used to work in a movie theater as a teenager, and uh, Star Trek one of the star trek movies came out i don't remember which one and i was never into sci-fi either but i remember just just to piss them off standing there waiting for star trek i'm like live long and prosper <laughs> 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 that's not star trek That'll that's get the you wrong jump. movie I'm like, i thought that's star
2: trek
0: i oh, just you did it just oh, just, that, just, yeah, yeah. yeah you like you that's don't great. like
2: the triumph did a, a a special one time where he went to they were doing the start the star wars it was i think it was episode two and he went out and was you know the the comedian who does Triumph. It's yeah. Another person who, I, how can you cancel that? How can you get rid of that? He's the funniest guy. So he was like, okay, the, okay, everybody, we're doing a Star Trek, they're doing a Star Wars quiz, and he goes, you just have to answer questions, you win some prizes. So the first question was, so what was what was the name of the 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 plane of the, the spaceship that Han Solo piloted and they're like the Millennium Falcon he's like no 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 you guys got it wrong it's who gives a shit <laughs> and everybody's like booing him and then he has like a star he has like a guy dressed up like Spock walk through and they're like flipping him off and booing him and yeah it is it is one of the he's one of the funniest. Yeah, I,
1: I think he was at a Star Wars premiere, uh the Insert Dog, and he said something to a guy like, uh, uh, How long will it be till you lose your virginity? You
2: know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the, at a Star and, Wars and premiere. Actually, another, one, funny. another one was a, there was a lady, <laughs> there was a, a woman, she was pregnant, and he walks over, he's like, Oh my goodness, you're pregnant. He's like, Oh, and you're a Star Wars fan? He's like, Yeah. And he's like, He's like, oh, And boy. so when's the baby due? He's like, oh, Yeah, you know, it's a boy or a girl? He's like, It's a boy. He's like, Oh, man. I guess this will be the last time he sees a vagina in his life. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs>
0: wow! Whoa. I was like, "Holy cow!" <laughs> I, I would have ran. Yeah, great. <laughs> I, I don't know that guy, but, but yeah. Again, it, it's, it's, just, it's its all in it's, fun. It's—it's it's all in all
2: fun, fun, and we—we we poke fun at each other. But that's the seriousness of, of, of how this these, these things are, and they can get. You know, I that's see my how dream. intense it is. I, yeah,
0: I saw it's it. i I swear to God, I saw it in Philly. These guys, literally, it was crazy. It's,
2: it's, it, and again, it's not just even like Star Wars. You're really starting Star to Trek, see Star that. Star Trek, Star
0: Wars, is pretty, it, it an, gets pretty an, vicious. I've seen things thrown at each other.
2: Another like. fanatic, like these good series, like Game of Thrones, when Game of Thrones came out, that was they like made a ton. great they, series. They, they, they literally, the, the kid who played Joffrey, Literally quit acting because people like couldn't. Did you watch Game of Thrones? Are you familiar with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. The the actor that played Joffrey walked away. You
1: no, know, he was getting attacked in the yeah. subway he, in, he's, in, yeah. in, in London, he, in England.
2: And, and people are just wow. they are they hated fanatic. his character. Oh, they hated, hated But he was the greatest character. Like literally, I was yeah. watching one of the reactions when he actually. Get, spoiler alert for anyone he, for sure. he, he likes to spoil he, he has,
0: <laughs> 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 he, it was after the purple wedding the he, knows, purple he wedding. knows a lot of big guys <laughs> better be careful so
2: it was the purple wedding and literally people are watching it and they're reacting and they're watching the reaction and the, and people are literally screaming at this as this 15 16 year old kid is dying yeah. <laughs> he's been poisoned and people are dying it, oh yeah it's 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 well, such a great just like agents. <clears throat> you know
0: <throat> they, they people forget that these guys are human yeah beings, exactly, so,
1: exactly exactly i got a great robin story so <laughs> we're there's a nba alumni tour that goes all over the world uh and we were in europe i think my brother touched this story the last time he was here So it was a bunch of players, and there's so many of these. I don't remember all the players there, but I do know that Tim Hardaway was there, which, by the way, he just got into the NBA Hall of Fame, so congratulations to Tim Hardaway. Absolutely. Tim Hardaway was there, Dennis, Muggsy Bogues was there, and a bunch of other guys. So we're traveling through Europe. We were in uh, Belgium, Frankfurt, Germany, Luxembourg, and and, uh, the Netherlands. So we're traveling through for about two weeks playing against the national team of Belgium, and then we'd have this, these big parties after, and then we're invited to all these different things. So the la- after the last game, the promoter of the whole tour says, hey, we're having this big party in the penthouse of the hotel we're staying in. So we were in Frankfurt, Germany. So we, we show up to this party. And it's amazing. They have food and drinks, and it's just, it's incredible. So DJs playing, there's people there from the different teams that we played. It was awesome. So the party's over. The next morning, we're leaving. So we have, uh, so Dennis and one of his agents, Steve Simon, was in a limo. And then me, Tim Hardaway, and one of the coaches were in a rental car, because we didn't want to ride with Dennis. It's a long story. <laughs> but when Dennis is partying at night, you don't want to be with him the next day. So... I was driving the rental car with Tim Hardaway and one of the coaches and Dennis was in the limo with uh, Steve Simon. So we're, so we're going back and forth loading stuff in the car. So we have to walk past the front desk go in the elevator. We're coming up, we're coming down. They see us all morning. No one says anything to us. So we leave the hotel. We're on our way to the airport about an hour into the drive to the airport. So we're going to the uh, Frankfurt airport We're like, we're following each other. So the limo's in front and I'm following behind in the car. All of a sudden, I see a police car pull up to the side of us. I see another police car pull up in front of Dennis's car and a police car pulls up behind me. And I'm like, man, Robin is really big over here. We're getting a police (laughs) escort to the airport. (laughs) They're going to escort us to the airport. How cool is that? Then all of a sudden the lights come on and they're like forcing us off the road, like forcing us off the exit. So we all like come off the exit. And a female German cop walks up to my window and I wrote down. She's like, yeah, uh, can I do you have your passports? And so we're all like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, we have a passport. So we all get our passports to give them to whatever. And she's like, hey, have you been drinking? And I was like, uh, no, I haven't been drinking. And she's like, OK, here, blow into this. She's giving me a breathalyzer. Now, I'm in Germany. I have no idea what the rules are. I have no idea what the laws are. I don't know if I can refuse or not or whatever. So I was like, all right, I guess I just got to blow on this thing. So I blew into it, and I think I blew like a point zero zero one or something. And she's like, I thought you said you weren't drinking. I said, oh, last night I drank my ass off. I was like, I thought you meant like right now. No, I'm not drinking out. but I drank my ass off last night. So they go, you guys have to come with us. So they took us all. They took Dennis out of his car, Steve. We all had to go into... Uh, the police station and they put us in a holding cell okay so we're i don't want to say we're in jail and we're not arrested but we are detained like we can't leave we're in a holding cell in the air in the uh in the police station and someone comes and says hey you guys are being detained because you didn't pay the bill for the party last night <laughs> and you cannot leave germany until you pay this bill by the way the, the bill includes a $1,500 investigation fee. <laughs> so it, And they wanted they wanted $8,000 cash. They didn't want credit card. That we needed to send a wire. And we were like, whoa, wait wait a second. So first of all, we c- were coming in and out of this hotel all morning. Nobody said a word to us about this bill. Second of all, it wasn't even our party. We had nothing to do with it. The promoters didn't pay the bill, apparently. And I guess they figured, well, Rodman's the most famous person here, so he should pay it. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, oh my gosh. So we're like on our phones, like trying to call people like, oh my, you know, we don't have You're in Germany. We're in Germany. Yeah. We don't have this kind of cash on us. So we're calling, trying to figure things out. And all of a sudden, basketball starts showing up in the jail. Basketball. Someone, I guess, went to the sports store down the street. <laughs> so they're passing basketballs through the door and Tim Hardaway's like, fuck these crackers. I ain't signing shit. I'm like, oh. I'm like, Tim. I'm like, Tim, <laughs> I'm like, Tim hold on a second. I look we over. we trying to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis hates being in jail. He hates it. So I look over and Dennis is frantically like signing balls. <laughs> <He's>
0: like, <laughs> give me more. Give me more. Dennis, 8, 000, give me 8,000 balls. Dennis right? is
1: frantically signing balls and everything he's like hey tim you might want to start signing <laughs> tim's like fuck these guys i, signed. I said tim i said tim Sign we it. are in jail ball. in germany <laughs> we like to go home Scribble. we're trying to catch flights <laughs> you know and it was incredible it's incredible so we were able to get the money we had money wired in we actually paid it
4: oh my god we
1: paid the eight thousand dollar including the 1500 shakedown fee <laughs> it had nothing to do with us and the craziest thing about this story is number one, that within an hour of us being in that jail, TMZ had picked up the story. No idea how they (laughs) found out. They're good. They're really good. And number two, usually when things go sideways... And there's a problem, and Den- it's usually Dennis's fault. This time it wasn't even his fault. This, t- for once, it wasn't even his fault. And At least he, and he can brag about that. It, right? And it's funny he does. He did brag about I it, it because when we got released and run our way to the airport, he goes, "Hey man, this one wasn't even my fault. Yeah. I, like, I didn't even do this."
0: <laughs> he, he's like, "Don't put
1: this one on me."
4: Did
0: he's guys, like, "This I didn't do this." Did
4: you find a promoter that fucked it?
1: Oh no! I, I You know what? That's a great question. I, I think Steve may have tried to chase him down. I, I just, man. I just let it go. But we get to the airport, and we missed our flights. So, we now had to wow. rebook flights, and they said, Oh, we can get you to New York, but we can't get you to Miami. And we're like, Listen, just get us out of Germany. <laughs> get us out of here. And I look over, and Tim Hardaway's like, like peeling off hundreds. He's like, He's got hundreds. He's like, Get me out of here. I'll get the first flight out. He's peeling off $100 bills. It was absolutely insane. It was so crazy. And it was all over it the it news. At, I Dennis Robinson, I can't get it out. I think we got on a flight like later that night, the last flight, and we had to go to New York. They couldn't get us to Miami because I guess there was we missed the connections and whatever. So we flew to New York. We stayed in New York the night, and then we took uh, I think we took we took um, we took Lufthansa, which is where our original flights were on to New York, and then we took JetBlue from New York to, uh, to down to Miami.
0: Now, when, when you're growing up, before you get to college. Are you in the sports? Like, wh- what's your thing in high school? Like, wh- what do you, you know, everybody <clears throat> wants to be something. Sure. So, what's interesting is I actually
1: played soccer growing up. You know, my family, we're from the islands. So, we're more of like a soccer family than, say, football. So, I played soccer as a child growing up. I was, I was actually pretty good. Played uh, in high school. Uh, and <laughs> I
2: could tell you some high school stories and <laughs> I never played
1: football I never played football all my friends played football I didn't play any football I wanted to be on the debate team so I I was on the debate team and um, that was like my thing so I and the coaches were always trying to recruit me to come and play and and I didn't know anything about CTE back then but just the idea of me smashing my brain into other people for, for four years just didn't really appeal to me I
2: didn't <laughs> think it was a good idea not only that not only that my mom was Adamant about us not playing football.
1: Yeah, I, it I just never, it was it was never yeah. something I really wanted to do. Uh, I didn't have anyone pushing me into it, and I was playing soccer. I I, I enjoyed that, but really I wanted to be a debate uh, debater, and I ended up uh, two times state champion. I did all these different things to debate, went to the national tournament, and did a lot of things. So I was a little bit more involved. Um, in and now I was also uh, played the saxophone in the band, and we would travel and and do that. I went we went to a very unique school. So our school was a public school. It's Nova. And they have uh, from K through 12, but it's a public school. It's run like a private school, but it's a public school. It's in Davie, Florida, which is just outside of Fort Lauderdale. So I was playing a little bit of sports, involved in debate. And what's kind of unusual, you know, for like a, a young black kid in, in South Florida, I had subscriptions to like Economist Magazine and the New York Times and Newsweek and Time because the debate event I did, it involved me being up on current events. So I was always reading different things and, and um, that's not great for your street cred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it good for my knowledge. You know, I was a fierce and and, and feared debater. I no, was, no, I was feared. What,
0: what year is this at this time?
1: This would have been in the late '80s, so yeah. like '87 to '90.
0: What yeah. was the best newspaper then? We can't talk about it now. But uh,
1: I think the the most. The, the most unbiased one I think was probably uh, Christian Science Monitor. Yeah, it was yeah. one of the best ones. Like, don't was, you miss having that, that a great paper? Well,
0: like, you wake up in the morning, you get your cough, oh, yeah. you go sit on the on, on the can and you read the paper newspaper. I still get the so, uh, wow. Sun Sentinel uh, on every post. Sunday. I get the New York Post
1: on every Sunday. I still get the Sentinel <laughs> yeah. and I still read it. I like having the paper. Me too. You like, the feel the like paper, to feel the
2: right?
0: paper, right? We always talk about.
2: That. I think it's technology, and that's the biggest thing I always that 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 I talk to him about all the time is that we're so moving away from these traditional things that we used to do because I remember we would get my mom got us the paper and we would get it Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And Sunday I would get up and I'd read the sports and, and and I would literally, that's my thing. And then comics. I would always want to know what's going on in the comics. I would always then get the lifestyle, which told movie reviews and what's coming out and all the different things. so But before he moves on for a second, now, so for soccer, he's underrating himself. He was on one of the top youth teams that I actually was the assistant coach on. And this, what? So when I graduated, uh, <clears throat> I was, I was a senior when he was a freshman. I'll tell you a story. When, when uh, <laughs> I lost my car for two weeks, because at our school we were allowed to leave campus, and he was with his little friends and again, his friend. Oh, I got my brother. My brother drives me around every single place and every single time. And so he's going off campus. We were like the only school in Broward that was, you could go off campus for lunch. So I'm driving my car going off campus <clears throat> and uh, he and his friends are walking and I pull up to the side of the road and I'm like, oh, come on, come on, come on in. And him and his friends start running and then I just go, out!" <laughs> he got so mad at me. He told my mom, my mom pulled my car for a week. I could not go to <laughs> Hey, school. I'm the baby of the family. So he was hey, a hey, hey, hey. so, so for, for me, when I graduated and, he went and started playing soccer and started doing debate. He started doing debate in his freshman year. And then I, he didn't go for soccer. You know, you played soccer, you played soccer, your played freshman soccer year. he played four, soccer four his years. freshman year. And when I left, my thing was, I was thinking he was going to get a scholarship for soccer because again, he was like really, really good, a really good player. And then it started to move towards uh, the debate where the soccer was starting to take the second, Sit and, and he played all four years in, in, in high school but my thing was and I was upset I was very upset with him and I'm like why are you doing this debate you should be doing soccer you're better than this and this and this and my mom would just like leave him alone like we would have knockdown, drag out fights because I was coaching him and he would mess up in a game and we'd come home and I would just be on him and he's like I'm not going to play anymore I'm like no you're, you're going to play because I was the one taking him to practice and doing everything so when I left because I when I graduated I ended up going to the Navy and I was away and he just just went and did debate and more debate but he was really really good in in his debate very very good so something i'd like to add to that
1: is i think that i always felt like i was different than most people you know i just i kind of always felt like i was like an alien like i was from another planet i know this is gonna (laughs) appeal to you i know you like aliens but i always felt like i was different I wasn't like everybody else. And so everybody was playing football. So, you know what? I don't want to play football. I want to do something different. I want to join the debate team. I was like the only black guy on the debate team. And it's a nationally ranked debate team. Rhoda Radow was the coach, the woman who wrote like the AP program for Broward County at the time. Very esteemed woman known all over the country. And she was the coach and she kind of took me under her wing. And uh, Lisa Miller was also uh, my freshman coach and nationally ranked team and by the time I was a senior I was the captain of the debate team so I took it very seriously and I was pretty good at it I could talk and you know because growing up my brother talked about this before you had to be kind of quick on your feet you know on the bus you people would make fun of you so you had to be quick and be able to Come back at people. And that's similar to what you do in a any sort of organized type speech. You have to be able to rebut and respond to different things. And that was actually great training for me. But I've always sort of modeled my life around being a little different, you know, so people say, well, you know, there aren't that many black pilots. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go get my pilot's license, learn how to fly. So I did that. You know, hey, there's not that many black people with an MBA. It's like, okay, you know what? I'll go get my MBA. Like, I always just felt like I was trying to show people that I can do anything you can do, and I'm probably going to be as good or better than you. And I, I think that's something, and I've never talked about this publicly ever before, but it's something that has kind of driven my life. Uh, might be why I never got married, too. I don't know. <laughs> uh, everybody's married's pissed off. But, by the way, my parents have been married for like 55 years. Pe- people think that, oh, you're not married because like you grew up in a broken home and all this. No. It has nothing to do with it. Our, my parents, our parents have been married for 55 years. So that's, That has nothing to do with that. It just, it just wasn't for me.
0: Bro, you've been to five million places. Yeah, I, I've been busy, I mean, too. Would, you you would probably would have been divorced seven times and had a nice <laughs> bill to pay every so, month. So, so, probably, so
2: I'm going <laughs> to cut them off again. So- my sister, she basically, like I said, it's If I brought her on, she'd oh, you'd get definitely different. But he, she, my sister asked him one time, "Well, why don't you get married?" And he's like, "If I ever got married, and and he's, why don't you have kids? You'd have a big niece, check to pay." He said, mom. he said, he said, <laughs> That's what he have. said, if I got, he <laughs> said, <life>. he said, <laughs> if I got married and I had kids, I would name them mansion boat. <laughs> And Mercedes because those are the things I wouldn't be able to afford when he's married and my sister got so mad when he said that that's <laughs> right
1: well I, yeah I, it's it's just not from it's just not for me okay. you know and I love being an uncle I've got wonderful nieces and nephews and I've got friends who have kids I'm uncle AJ like you know I love it it's cool but my favorite thing is telling them hey guys get your shoes and your backpacks <laughs> meet me at the door because it's time to It's time to go home. It's time to go home. I feel you, brother. Yeah, it's time to go home. I come home. Everything is right where I left it. There's no toys.
0: I'm not stepping on Legos. I love my daughter. I love my daughter very much, just so you know. But my house used to be a bachelor pad. A very nice house to walk into. Now you walk in... It is kids are us. My, gran- they're, <laughs> they're, <laughs> my nothing is. Uh, not, my- I, I turned the hot tub off. I turned. I had this this <laughs> fireplace thing that was like fake fire. Girls would fall over. <laughs> listen, granny, I, I all listen. Off. I
1: won't even buy like the LED lights because they say they last like 22 years. It's like too much of a commitment.
2: <laughs> I want the lights that are going to burn out in like two years. Like I don't have to like. I can go. tell you which ones to get because it's happened to me in this place. So my grandniece, my grandniece was visiting what
3: <laughs> four or five That's months a good ago.
2: One. My my grandniece, my grandniece was visiting like four or five months ago. And my niece took both of my grandnieces. Uh, my niece actually took him to his house. And my grandniece walks into the house and she goes uncle junior why do you live in a hotel <laughs> because his house is just so like it's it's so like just has this look
1: They're by myself and by the way my my grannies i refer to her as my niece's daughter i don't even call her my
2: grannies yeah I, has
1: to, I have to acknowledge that i'm like i have a great a grandnie's. my sister she got me into this mess um but yeah I, I i always try to i always try to be different and i think part of that is when i was in high school doing research for different debate tournaments and things i would read bills that would come out of congress and i always read like about the you know the different crime bills crime bill of 87 had come out and i read it and i was reading through and seeing like the punishments and the the mandatory minimums and all these things and i'm like man you know you'd be crazy you would be absolutely crazy to, to do something to get yourself caught in this net and i think that from a very early age, I realized that there's whatever I do, I'm not going to get involved in any of this. You know, I I, I don't smoke, I, I I drink, I like a cocktail every now and again, but I don't do drugs, I don't smoke, I don't I never even smoke weed. I might be the only Jamaican on the planet who's never <laughs> I, smoked weed before. I think you are. Weed yeah. I think you are. Uh, not I that there's anything of, wrong with it. I had a lot of Jamaican friends. And I don't know one. Not that of- there's anything wrong with a little ganja, but it's just not my thing. I just don't do it. And I think a lot of it has to do with me knowing and understanding the punishments. They're severe. And if I could give any advice to anybody out there, especially young black men, stay out of the criminal justice system. It is not going to be kind to you. Mm -hmm. It is not going to fare well for you. Stay out of the system. And now we have all these rules about uh, felons voting. Now we had the, the amendment that we passed to give voting rights back. And then the, uh, the the legislature said, yeah, no, you've got to pay your fines and all this stuff. And people are like, oh, that's discrimination. You know how you don't have to get involved in that? You're not a felon. Yeah, don't get a felony. You're yeah. not a felon. A, a black men in Florida, 18 to 35, 50% of them have a felony.
0: And the here's number... the craziest thing. It's you crazy. Know this. You, it's crazy. If you have a felony, right, you can go get a marijuana card to get marijuana, but you can't vote. Yeah, yeah. Now, is, tell, now, now does that make am I on it's another I mean obviously I'm on another planet but to me that's like that's wait insane. a minute so a person with a felony yeah. can go by a schedule technically it's schedule one it, federally it's, still, it's a it's one still, yeah. yes, it's which still, is a equivalent still to controlled. heroin yes yeah. it's still okay? controlled and, and that bill is going to get knocked down the Republicans uh, are I'm, not going to let, let that go through I, I, I'm, I'm I, it's so
2: and again we've had this discussion and I told you about about John Boehner and how I feel about that and 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 how you know, the, the I think the it should hypocrisy. just all be legal. Yeah. Take I, the, <clears throat> take
0: the tax money exactly 100%. and put it into real rehab, pay off some of the, the, exactly. the stuff, because then that way, Hundred because like you just said, if, and we've, we've had this debate many times, if all, all of us in this room, if they, if CVS right now had every drug that's on the street, would you go get it? No, 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 no. no, no. So maybe 5% decide I'm going to go try it. But that ninety five percent that's already on it, getting it in the street, not knowing what's in it, absolutely,
1: <clears throat> dying. It's bad with yeah. fentanyl and all these issues. Yeah. Out now there. you
0: got title yeah. whatever coming in, where a gazillion people are coming in with it. You can go right to CVS and you know you. It's not good, right. but at least you know you're getting what you're right. buying. And
1: I and I think we could also divert some of our resources that we spend on drug and addiction into other things. Yeah. For example, on April first in uh, Marion County, on Ocala, they did a um, like a catch a predator sting, and they they arrested like 19 people trying to have sex with underage Man, uh, kids. They should do more. So of mm-hmm. instead of trying to control, spend billions of dollars in a losing battle on the drug war. We need to retrain those agents. We need to divert those billions into identifying and catching these people. They're out there. Yeah. They're out there. And when they do these things, you have judges and politicians and oh, yeah. they, and it, teachers and, and all these people who are trying to meet these kids
0: unacceptable yeah. we cannot allow it and yeah. you're not going to beat the war on drugs it. when the government's involved in it yeah they're it's not a- getting it from mexico through texaco to, to texas to over here without the government somehow letting it get through it is uh, a ba- it is a you basic, know it i know it because them satellites can see heat radiation it's, it's a basic <laughs> yeah. rule of economics yeah. yeah the supply will always
1: meet the demand we're never going to be able to stop yeah. unless you can stop the demand the supply is always going to find a way, and it doesn't matter. You you can get life in prison for life. importing drugs, and people are still doing it without even they, thinking. They don't even it. think twice. Yeah, but make it You're not going to stop it. But we, be, you're but, not going to stop
2: it. And it's because it, again, because the money is so. It's just so out there. I remember what the, what's his name? Who was in the Tiger King? The 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 exotic guy. Joe um, Joe. and he Joe Exotic. Yeah. No. 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 Not Joe Exotic. The guy who they introduced. Who introduced the, the the producers to Joe Exotic? He was a drug dealer, oh, yeah. and he was like he was oh, doing, yeah. pushing cocaine and marijuana, and he's just like, and I was feeding. I would I never did any drugs, but I was just feeding my exotic animal obsession that I had, and he's like I was just making you know I was pulling in boatloads of of you know hundreds of millions of dollars, and it's 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 a it's a not it's a it's a it's a frivolous pursuit because you're not going to be able to like you said kill that that demand the demand is going to be Listen
0: the, they'll they'll never legalize it and they should and take the money and have real rehab yeah. Yeah. and I'll tell you what I have a lot of African American friends that <clears throat> were my friends in school they were really good at sports and everything and they went down the wrong path yeah. but let me tell you something they had kids young and they were in Philly on the corner and they had a little bit of crack i'm yeah. talking like yeah. 200 dollars yeah. worth of crack and they it was just so they could years. feed their baby yeah. 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 And they got that thousand to one. Yeah. Or ten, th- what is it? Ten thousand yeah. to one? Yeah. Whatever it is. It's crazy. Yeah. Where they were three cheating? of my friends, yeah. nice guys, yeah. nice guys. You know they were in the ghetto, but I could go in the ghetto because I was cool with them. Sure, Otherwise, yeah. I wouldn't have made it out. Nor, and <laughs> North Philly, bro. Right.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, that, but that's the problem. It, they, but, they were but what I'm saying is, like, yeah. these are
0: good people. Yeah. They were. They, they were just doing, and it was a small amount. 25 yeah. years. Yeah.
2: yeah. You're equating. you're you You're equating yeah, crack cocaine to it's what crazy. cocaine was, and it was a higher yeah. percentage of imprisonment because of that. And
0: you know? that whole bullshit with them letting them out. Yeah. No, they're still doing the yeah. 25, and they've been in since they were 18. It's completely
1: unbelievable. And I tell you, man, I. So, for me, I wasn't going to try to do stuff like that and worry about somebody changing the law and getting me out. I was just like, you know what? I'm not going anywhere near that. I'm never going to get mixed up in that. Never. Good for you. I saw, it's just easy to see. And that's the best advice I can give people stay out of the criminal justice system. Our system is actually, we have a pretty good system, but there are flaws. Innocent people get convicted. The wrongful conviction uh, projects that are going on out there have freed. Oh, it's a couple stop 300 people i think over 100 off death row yeah. don't get caught in don't get caught in that uh, stay yeah. out of it
0: because once you're in it's tough that's to it get out of it's it. It, so, it, so hard it's to hard. get out and, and all you got to do is u.s has more prisons than any yeah. other country Close in the to, world to, over two
1: million yeah yeah in florida we have a A lot of people don't know this we have a two strikes in your outlaw here in florida so if you go to prison when you get out if you re-offend within three years if they consider that two strikes you're gone for life
0: yeah, yeah. Flor- uh, cali's what three strikes yeah. they
1: right? have three strikes yeah. but this is fl- the, the florida law has to do with recidivism so it's like when you get out within 3 crazy. years if you reoffend life in prison that's yeah. that's now, crazy i oppose the death penalty so life in prison is something i think should be reserved for the most heinous of crimes but our system right now we have the most people serving life no parole and then in the whole country yeah are in florida
2: and a lot of it again and a lot of it again is not for non it's a, for non-violent crimes so literally you yes get it
3: for
1: a lot of them traffic. are for non-violent crimes yeah. life no parole non-violent crimes
0: so now you're doing this then you you get out of high school you get your bachelor's yes now, do you get your master's before you start working with no. the? For, that's that no. comes later. so you comes get later. into the fortune 500 yes. after life you're with Fortune 500. Companies, yes. With a bachelor's degree, yes. Now, how does that? How do you make that move? You so, got to break down that down. Yeah. Right. So
1: I um, <clears throat> I got out of school. I uh, went to the University of Florida. Then I transferred to FAU in Boca, and uh, got my bachelor's in political science. And I wasn't really. Sh- I was going to go to law school, so I took the LSAT, <laughs> and I I don't remember what happened, but I was like, you know what? Maybe I should work for a little while. I wanted to like make a little bit of money. I got out of school. I'm like. You know, maybe it's time for me to just work. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna work for a few years, and then I'm gonna go to law school in a couple of years. So I went and got a job with Enterprise Rent a Car. <laughs> a lot amazing. of people don't know this, but Enterprise Rent a Car is the number one employer of college graduates in the country. It still is. It still is. Wow. It's a great company, privately owned.
3: They is it privately. Owned? Yes, it's
1: privately owned. Wow. They own all their cars. That's they self insure their cars. Really? It's an amazing company. Wow extremely profitable if they ever go public buy some other stock yeah. uh, it's not financial advice <laughs> but
0: <laughs> the uh, covers his ass <laughs>
1: so I start. so I started uh, working there hated it what, what's the men on film hated it yeah.
3: <laughs> hated it
1: I'm washing cars and I'm picking up people from the air you know picking up people you know enterprise company that picks you up I had to drive and picking up cops pulling me over it was crazy So I was I just dropped someone off. I was working at the location that's right across the street from Holiday Park in Fort Lauderdale. And I was driving down Federal Highway and there was a commercial came on the radio like, hey, there's a job fair, Embassy Suites today the sales it's a sales job fair come on down and come meet some of these companies and whatever and i made a u-turn like i just (laughs) i made like spinning my tires and made a u-turn because i just passed uh 17th street and federal and you've had it and i went straight to the NBC suite you're
0: done with this washing car shit
1: i didn't have a resume with me i didn't even have on a suit i had on a shirt and tie that's so i had a shirt and tie i went straight in there i'm sweating and uh, I went and talked to some companies, and I got called back for a couple interviews the next day, like at their offices or whatever. And I got hired by uh, ADP, the payroll company. Mm. So ADP, the payroll company, hires me. And I didn't know anything about payroll, but they have a good training. And uh, I used to work at – 6 we used to both work at Six Flags Atlantis in <laughs> Hollywood. Oh, wow. And one of the reasons why I even went to the ADP desk is I recognized their logo because they did the checks at, at Six Flags. Six Flags in Hollywood. So I was like, oh, I know this company. It's not funny how things work? Crazy. So AT&T offered me a job. A bunch of people offered me jobs. So I go to um, ADP and the guy who hires me, he's like, listen, I hired you, but I I had to come back for like another interview or whatever. So I came in like the only suit that I had (laughs) and it was like this really, it was kind of short and tight and I'm in the only suit that I had and uh, he said, listen, he hired me and he's like, look, we want you to come. We think you'd be great. And he's like, I gotta just give you some advice, you know, as you're like, as your uh, sales executive and your coach and whatever. You gotta buy a new suit, it's like, <laughs> too tight, you know? Like, I'm like, this is the only one I've got! He's like, is that, is that your little brother's <laughs> that <you borrow> or <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> I'm like, this is the only suit I got! So I started at ADP, my first salary, I think I was making like $23,000 a year. And the 23,000, it may as well have been 23 million, you know, because I, I really didn't have anything, you know, and, that's why. That's how it started. I started. I was there for five years, and then um, I got into uh, medical device and pharmaceuticals, and was doing that for a while, and uh, and then just very randomly, I got into the entertainment business. Um, it was totally by accident, actually. So I have a very good friend of mine, uh, Michael Yavner, who met this guy in the gym. He, um, he was working out at the gym in Aventura and met, he became friends with this guy. So all of a sudden, uh, Super Bowl would come to town or the MTV Music Awards were in town and he was at all these parties. He's at the Playboy party, the Vanity Fair parties, going to these parties, has all these pictures. I'm like, hey, how are you going to all these parties? They go, oh, hell, I met this guy in the gym and his name is Floyd Raglan. And I, I've been going with him. I was like, uh, hey, can you ask Floyd? And see, <laughs> I, I, if I can go to the parties also. I just want to go to the parties. So he's like, sure, I'll ask him. I'll ask him, no problem. So we asked Floyd, and Floyd's like, yeah, you can bring your friend. So now I start going to the parties, and that's how it all started. That's that's my journey into the entertainment. We're working with Dennis Rodman and Hulk Hogan and Magic Johnson and Okay, Rick so Ford, now you're at the parties. Guys. So you go I'm, to your I'm first at party. At this. How do you act? What do you do? I'm at the parties. We, we have like sponsorship tables and whatever. So we're sitting there, but we would always go out to dinner afterwards. We'd go to Prime 112. Or we, it was all in South Beach. We'd go to Prime 112 or one of the hotspots. And when the bill would come, I would take out my credit card.
0: Power move, Good move. Uh, because
1: everyone again, everyone who comes at Floyd, yeah. anyone who comes at any of these guys, and by the way, Floyd played for the Miami Dolphins, and he was he's a sports marketing guy. Everyone who comes to him wants something from him. I didn't want anything. I just wanted to go to the parties. <laughs> I just wanted to be in the. wanted to be just in the hi, right? right. I just wanted to be in the entourage. You know, <laughs> give
0: me the bill and let me say
1: hi. Yeah, I just right? wanted to be in the entourage. Sure. So, the bill would come. And people would kind of like you know disappear and whatever. I would take out my credit card, and I think I gained his respect. And we ju- and over about two years, we became good friends. That's awesome. Never asked him for anything. Never asked him for anything. So he worked with a lot of NFL players. They all have foundations, and they always do, um, they always do like uh, f- uh, fundraisers for their foundations. And it's always in South Florida because I always say celebrities uh, love Miami because they can raise money here or they have a mistress here. So there's like two reasons <laughs> the, they like uh, to One of the two all reasons. All true, too. So they all have fundraisers here. And so Floyd would be organizing the celebrity <laughs> golf tournaments <laughs> and the different events, you know, Zoe's Summer Groove and all these things. And I would come. I, so I was working during the day. And then at night and on the weekends, I was like helping Floyd. I'd be at the registration table or I'd be passing out waters or I'd be doing whatever just helping. I just wanted to help again. I just wanted to be part of the crew. You know, I just wanted to hang out. And, um, I probably did this kind of thing for about four more years, four more years. So I'm now six years, six years working with this guy, becoming friends with him. You know, we're now friends and I'm helping him with his events and we're going to different things. And I remember I was driving on 95 and Floyd calls me. He goes, I need you to take down this number this it's michael irving's cell phone number call michael and tell him when he comes michael irving the in, football player
0: Oh well,
1: he's like call michael's coming into town call him and tell him you know i'm gonna pick him up and this and the other thing and like at that moment i was like i was like in that's how it kind of started so it turns out that floyd is a lifelong friend of dennis Rodman. they've been friends since floyd played at usc in um in california he played football there that's his connection to O.J. Simpson. That's a whole nother story.
3: <laughs> and
1: I love O.J. Simpson's yeah. morning videos, man. <laughs> yeah. <they're
0: laughs> I would have gotten live if I would have been Will Smith. you see that? <laughs> I've seen it.
1: I remember uh, Floyd invited me to a dinner party at Aqualina one day. He's like, hey, come. We're having some friends at dinner. You should come over there. I show up there, and the juice is sitting there. I'm like, hey, O.J. What up, man? Like, O.J. So that's, that's kind of how it started. And so Floyd is very good friends with Rodman. They've been friends for years. And at the time, he was um, uh, the person that was like working with him, kind of helping him out. She was kind of transitioning out and moving back to Australia or wherever she was going. And he kind of needed someone. And that's kind of how it started. I kind of came in. I was kind of helping Dennis. Dennis, his agency is a agency called Prince Marketing Group, which is at the time was based in New York. They're now in L.A. and New York. And in Prince Marketing Group is where Magic Johnson and Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair and Charlie Sheen and Oscar De La Hoya and Carmen Electra and all these other people reside.
0: They're all with that. Marketing They're all with Prince Marketing Group. Wow. So yeah.
1: So so then I started working with Dennis and traveling with Dennis. You know, traveling all over the world with.
0: But him. I mean, how does that start though? Like, like how, it started how does it start? Small. Where Dennis says, like,
1: it started. Hey, why don't you come with me? To he's, this? he's that? like, hey, listen, I've got to go on this trip, and I want you to come with me. So it's interesting because he was living in aventura at the time in a place i think it's called southampton or something and dennis <sighs> He's not great at living very close to people. There's always, <laughs> there's always like an issue, you know. And this particular issue, he got kicked out of this building. By the way, it was, um, uh, I think it's Southampton and, and Aventura. $10,000 a month rent. He got kicked out for peeing off of his balcony down onto the valet. <laughs> he said it was an accident. Hey, he didn't go. realize the valet was down there, but that's why he got gotta kicked go. out of there. Gotta go, he gotta go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, got, he got kicked out of there. So Dennis had, was was moving. He was moving. <laughs> 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 he had to move. He had to move. And so there was just a lot. It was like a, a lot of things kind of happening at once. He needed some help. And that's kind of how I started. He's like, hey, I need some help. And I'm going on this trip. I want you to come with me. And and that's kind of how it started. It started I, really I, I, small. I
2: will add something. He's the only one that's able to get Dennis to actually do things like he's, he's he said that last only time. one yeah like like i remember he showed me because we were talking at one point about trying to do something like a reality for him and he's like yeah let me show you the stuff tough, tough we had uh, so he, <laughs> i'll let him tell you the story i have to get you the video like it's fun. literally it's hilarious so he had to supposedly sign we're him. in long island yeah. actually
1: we're, he was at he was doing a bar mitzvah Oh, <laughs> our, oh bar boy! Mitzvah.
2: so he's trying to do this signing and so dennis is down at the bar and my brother's like hey dennis you gotta go in gotta get ready for so the time.
1: so the the, the thing that the story is it was a surprise so he couldn't be seen in the hotel we, we didn't want anybody to know he was there so I had to get him out of the bar at the lobby bar and get him up to his room so that's kind of
2: <laughs> where it started so he gets him there and and like and there's the video because there. I don't know why there's a the video crew there that they was they shooting were a
1: shooting a pilot for, for for a reality show
2: so he's like Dennis is upset because he's like he felt like he's in, like you're interrupting my head and he's like literally on the camera and he's just bitching and bitching. And then these three <laughs> girls walk by. They're gorgeous. He's like, oh my God, you beautiful, beautiful lady spinning them around. Oh my God, you guys, hey, I'm going to be at this party. Da, 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 da. And he's like, all right, see you guys later. And fuck you, AJ. I'm tired of this. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and my brother's just in the elevator just like this. And Dennis is like, I ain't tiny shit. Oh, fuck this. I'm tired of doing Well, see, this, this-
1: is the thing with Dennis. When he, when you, when he he doesn't like to be you have to let him like punch himself out you know what i mean he'll he'll not want to do something like you can get dennis to do anything you need him to do you just have to know how to deal with him you have to know how to it's almost like michael jordan like you can't stop him. you have to just kind of contain him you know you can, can can contain him no one controls dennis nobody i mean he is his own person if you know anything about him he's very much uh dances to the beat of his own drum. He doesn't want to be told what to do. He he he's he he was homeless for two years. When the NBA told him, "Hey, stop getting tattoos. It's damaging our image." Because remember, Dennis was the one that made tattoos mainstream. Yeah. Because when he started <laughs> getting tattooed in the '90s, it was not. It was very taboo. Like bikers and people in prison at that right. time had tattoos. That was it. Mm. He started getting tattoos. Uh, started coloring his hair. Doing all these things. And the NBA told him, hey, uh, that David Stern called him to New York for a meeting. <laughs> and they said, if you don't stop this, you're damaging our image. We're going to suspend you. We're going to find you. We're going to kick you out of the league. He's like, I was homeless for two years. It's like, I don't care. Do you know they didn't have any leverage over him. They just because yeah. he didn't care. That's cool. I I I like that he said,
0: Okay. He was pick me he out. was
1: homeless from eighteen
0: to twenty. He didn't even start playing basketball till he was twenty one years old. Now he when you came into his basketball. life like that, where was he at? When, when you came in and he really was started already he
1: was already out of the NBA. Oh he was already yeah, out was of the He was already NBA. out of the NBA. Um but his story is amazing. I don't know how familiar you are with the story, but his story is absolutely incredible. He was he grew up in the South Oak Cliff Projects in Dallas. Ooh. His father Get ready for this, Philanderer Rodman is his name. Philanderer <laughs> Rodman is his name. I'm not making this up. I'm to try to. He's say got that. like 35 kids. Wow. Mostly in the Philippines. Uh, he passed away a few years ago, but his father abandoned their family when they were three years old. He was born in New Jersey. They moved to Dallas with his mother and his two sisters, and he lived in the projects. And he was, uh, you know, not very tall. He was probably like five six you know, the whole time. And he had kind of a late growth spurt and never played basketball in high school, um, was kind of running with the wrong crowd. And he was working at the um, Dallas Fort Worth airport and he was uh, like a janitor at the airport and he (laughs) stole a couple of watches from like a watch, uh, store (laughs) and they saw him on camera. And so the police came in and like, uh, when he, when he stole the watches, he didn't even sell them. He just gave them to his friends. I think he just wanted to be like accepted or whatever. So we stole the watches gave them to his friends. They had him on video. So they arrested him. So he's in the jail when his friends heard he was arrested. They all returned the watches. So he got out. So when he got out, he um, was trying to figure out what to do with his life. He's probably about uh, 20 years old this time. He's couch surfing for two years. He was basically home. His mom kicked him out. So he was living in the South cliff projects or whatever. And when he got out, his mom took him back in. So, there was a basketball tournament in the city of Dallas, like that weekend, and there and there was a team that needed another player. Mm-hmm. And by this time, he's like six six. You know, he's like a tall, skinny guy. And they're like, "Hey, won't we have Dennis come play with us?" And so Dennis came and played with them, and they won the tournament. Wow! So he's sitting on the steps of like the gym. He's got this big trophy. It's on the front page of the Dallas newspaper the next day. There's a coach in Oklahoma who sees this. Who sees the paper? His name is Lon Reisman. And he's like, Dennis Rodman, who is Dennis? No one had ever heard of him because he's not in any scouting reports. He had never played basketball. He, no one knew who he was. So he was a coach at a, um, a community college uh, at the time. And he said, I'm going to go find this kid. So he takes the newspaper. He goes to uh, it's a, a white guy from Oklahoma, goes to the <laughs> South Oak Cliff Project, one of the most dangerous parts of dallas you could you could be in did he go in there in a he, tank he went in there and just knocking on doors like hey do you know this guy i would have went in there in a tank
0: yeah <laughs> i probably wouldn't have gone in there
1: <laughs> he's knocking on doors hey you know oh yeah that's shirley Rodman's son you know oh where where's she you know he tracks him down knocks on the door shirley comes to the door he's like hey I want to talk to your son about coming to play basketball for me in Oklahoma. And she's like, My son doesn't play basketball. <laughs> and he's like, No, he does. Here, look. And she showed him the pic, she showed him the newspaper. He's like, She's like, Wow, really? She goes, All right, come on in. Dennis was in his room, he was very shy. So he so his mom's on the door, like, hey, come on out, there's someone to talk to you. He stayed in his room for two hours. He wouldn't come out. He was like just terrified to like meet this guy, or whatever. So two hours later, they finally coax him out. He comes out and he says, Hey, listen, I want you to come play basketball for me. Dennis, like, I don't know how to play basketball. <laughs> and he's like, No, he goes, Don't worry, you'll come in the summer and we're gonna have a camp. We'll teach you how to play. He's like, I think you'll be great. And Dennis is like, he had nothing else to do. He just got out of jail, and nothing else to do. He's like, okay, I'll do it. Long came back the next day to pick him up. And Dennis took a backpack, just a regular backpack, put a few things in it, walked out the door. That was everything he owned. And that was his start to going and becoming one of the greatest NBA basketball players of all time. That moment, Lon Reisman. And when Dennis did his Hall of Fame acceptance speech, and the Hall of Fame, we could talk for days about that whole saga, but when Dennis gave his speech, and I I wrote out all the names he needed to to say, and go and watch his Hall of Fame speech on, on YouTube, he pulls out a piece of paper, and the first name on that list was Lon Reisman. Without Lon, no one would know who he is. He would have been dead or in jail, 100%. Lon Reisman is the one who- Saved his life. Saved his life and introduced this amazing person to the world and, and made the NBA just spectacular in the 80s and 90s.
0: When did you see him go from, like, the Pistons, Dennis Rodman? Yes. Who, he, who was calmer, probably inside still wild, maybe, I don't know. So, but, so like, you know- from your standpoint, what, when did you see the change? Like, was it like Carmen Electra that things started to change? Or? So he changed. I when, thought they would be together for. I didn't think they'd ever break up. Yeah. So <laughs> I, thought fit, I thought they fit pretty good. Too. Yeah, or is yeah. that they, just from the outside. They, I was
1: uh, shit. Dennis is complicated.
0: So. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that.
1: Um, he made his transformation when he left uh, Detroit. So when he left Detroit. Uh, he went to San Antonio, which probably couldn't have been right. a I always worse Forget that he yeah. went to San Antonio. He probably couldn't have been a worse team for him to be no, on because man. they were all like very religious and they would have like Bible study after games. Like they're having Bible study, he wanted to go to the strip club. You know, like, <laughs>
0: he was he just didn't fit <laughs> he in. Was coaching that? It wasn't. Once, it? Wasn't Popovich? Was it? No, I think it might have been. No, uh, uh, I'm
1: not sure. No, it was the black guy. Um, forgot his name. Oh, and
0: it, who who was that? Do you remember? It was
1: the black guy. I can't remember his name, but it was the little black guy. I can't remember his name anyway he went to uh san antonio he didn't fit in he hated it there um he was walking through the mall and this big tall hairdresser grabbed him and said hey hey i want to come do something for your hair <clears throat> took him to a salon he was in the mall san antonio <clears throat> took him to the mall and uh he he colored his hair red no idea why this guy did this but he's like i want to do something for you and Dennis was like all right you know, and by the way, Dennis is like the Pied Piper for for gay men. <laughs> gay men just love Dennis. And he's six foot eight tall. That gay guy just grabs him and takes him to a salon, colors his hair red. So they had a game that night in San Antonio. So he said he, <laughs> he said he had on a hat and he was afraid to like go out there and like, he's like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I have this red hair. So he said he left his hat on in the warm-ups and right before the game was about to start, you know, he took off his jacket or whatever. And he said he took off his hat and the crowd almost blew the roof off of the place <laughs> they went freaking insane they went insane he was like wow this is this, this is, is my this niche. is my thing like he's very like colorful he's very i always say he's like a, an artist in at, at heart you know and his past life maybe he's like a rock star or a singer he's an artist he's trapped in an athlete's body so i think him coloring his hair and the tattoos is just a way for him to be colorful and to express himself and that's just kind of how he really communicates with people because he's actually very shy he's he's very shy and very introverted which is part of the reason why he wears glasses all the time he's always wearing sunglasses because i think he just likes to be in his own space you know and i think that Gave him a chance to sort of express himself in a way that he just normally wouldn't do. But and, that's kind of when that transformation happened.
0: And then from the past, from what he'd been through, now he comes out with the red hair. The whole stadium's going, <coughs> Dennis, that was Dennis. That you was know,
4: like the, the hair watch he used to like, what was his hair going? to Was his hair? hair. Yeah, was no, hair. It, was, it was like everybody it was loved it.
0: You know, it was incredible. And and then when he started doing the colors, I mean, it, it made him Dennis Rodman. Absolutely, you know? it
1: built a brand that still is everlasting. It's still. Yeah. He hasn't played basketball in twenty over twenty years, and he's still people still love him and and they know him, and then uh, he left there and, and, and went to Chicago, and that was really yeah. uh, the epitome where the rest, everything blew. The rest is yeah. history. The yeah. rest is history.
0: What does he say about uh, Phil Jackson?
1: Loves Phil Jackson.
0: I bet. It. I, I knew. You know, you hear things when he you read Phil things, Jackson. but I, I always wanted to know because, to me, <clears throat> I think Phil Jackson is – no one's even closer to the, greatest, the coach. Greatest you could coach say, oh, he had Shaq and Kobe. He had Jordan Pitt and Robin. Okay, you try to control that type of ego? Absolutely. Well, well, greatest you, see coach it, ever. you
2: see it now. Look at the Lakers. The Lakers aren't even in the yeah. playoffs. Yeah.
0: And no, they have the greatest Greatest players. So, you got Anthony Davis and yeah. LeBron. I mean, it should be a shoe-in. Yeah. So,
1: to, so to tell you what he and thinks Westbrook. about Phil Jackson when he did his um, Hall of Fame speech, it's, he, he did the Tonight Show and the Howard Stern Show leading up to the Hall of Fame.
0: That's funny. He did the Howard yeah. Stern Show? Yeah,
1: right before. And, <laughs> before the and, Hall and, of I Fame. And everyone was asking Dennis. him. Everyone was asking him, like, "Hey, what are you gonna say?" He's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna wing it, you know. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna talk off from the cuff and just, you know, wing or whatever." I knew better than that, so I was like, "Look, I better put some remarks together <laughs> for him." You know, uh, one of his agents had talked to, "Hey, maybe we should get him a speaking coach and someone to write a speech." <clears throat> I was like, "You think Dennis Rama is gonna sit down with a uh, speech coach? Are you out of your <laughs> Do you mind?" Even know this guy? Like, yeah. It's not gonna happen. I said, "Let me think about it. i will come up with something." So I came up with this idea of his four fathers. I said, Dennis, I was going to write a whole speech out for him. I was like, never going to happen. He won't do that. But I said, talk about the four men in your life who've been like fathers to you since he really didn't have a father. Talk about how they impacted your life, and that's your speech. And he's like, oh, he's like, I like that. I like that. So, uh, <clears throat> because so, uh, his, uh,
0: let me get it. Let me uh, if I correct me if I'm right, because I like following you. So you knew that there was no way that Dennis was going to go off a paper or 100%. A speech coast. So you thought you <laughs> no so you way. genius idea. Absolutely, you thought how can I think of the five quickest, shortest, simplest talking points, yeah. and then let him ad lib exactly that will keep him exactly kind right. of like not too far off.
1: It's exactly right. Genius move. It's exactly what we. That's exactly what I did. And uh, you know, it's Dr. Jerry Buss, uh, Phil Jackson, Chuck Daly, and James Rich, the family that took him in in, in um, Oklahoma. Uh, and I said, just talk about them and how they impacted your life. And you have to go watch his speech. It's considered to be one of the greatest speeches uh, in in uh, Hall of Fame history. It was amazing. But if you would have given him a speech to try to read off of, there's just no way. And he was in hair and makeup. 10 minutes before he had to walk up there <laughs> and he was nervous as hell man he was like a cat in a room of rocking chairs you know it's yeah. like he was so nervous and he looks at me and he goes hey uh, AJ do you have that do you have that, that list and that thing you said you <laughs> I said I have it right here I took it right out of my pocket I gave it to him go and watch his speech Phil Jackson was standing up there with him you get to have one person stand up there with you to like vouch for you or whatever he picked Phil, he huh? picked Phil. so Phil is standing there he goes up to the mic and he's like, uh, he starts breaking down. He gets, gets a little emotional. He's like, sorry, sorry, Phil. And he walks back and talks to Phil. And when he comes back to the microphone, watch, he takes out the little list I gave him and he starts reading from it. I I and he talks about Lon Reisman first. But <clears throat> the forefathers was the framework and then he just filled it in. And you got to go back and watch it because these are the four men that really impacted his life. James Rich, when he was um, living in Oklahoma. So when he went to uh, Oklahoma to play basketball, Um, There was a a young boy who had a hunting accident and he killed his friend. And so part of his uh, court ordered sentence was to go to the local college and he had to go to like this camp in order to like rehab himself and get himself right or whatever. He was like 13 years old. Dennis was like 22, 22 years old. So at this camp, Dennis was there at the camp because he was learning how to play basketball. They became friends. And so this 23-year-old guy is friends with this 13-year-old white kid. And this is in Oklahoma in like the early 80s.
0: Where that just doesn't happen, right? <laughs> it doesn't happen. Yeah. In
1: Oklahoma, it doesn't happen. Hell no. So the family at the last day of the camp came and, and, and Brian, his name is Brian Rich. Brian's like, hey, I made a friend at the camp. Can I bring him home you know, <laughs> for like dinner? Can I bring him home for dinner? And they're like, yeah, sure. And he goes, oh, hey, Dennis, come on. And Dennis starts walking over and the parents are like, oh my God. <laughs> Six foot tall black guys coming at home? You got take our house. What are you crazy? <laughs> so he goes to the house and he said, and this is this was so crazy when he told me this. They had dinner that night like with the best crystal they had and fine china and all this he said it was the first time he had ever had like a family dinner oh, where man. everybody was there the mother the father and everyone sitting around the table and everything and he said he tried to drink from the glasses and his like lips are so big you know he's got these big soup cooling <laughs> lips right he said he couldn't drink from the glasses so they brought him like a pitcher to drink from. Oh,
3: that was <laughs> but, nice yeah so they
1: brought him like a pitcher And he said that they're eating whatever. And he said he looks up and like the window in the dining room. All the local kids in the neighborhood are at the window, like (laughs) looking in. Like, who is this guy? This big black guy at the rich family house. He said they were all like looking in the window, almost like he was like a zoo animal or something. They had never seen anything like this. That is so
0: cool, though. You know, it's an amazing. He mentioned the kid at the hollow at the Hall of Fame speech. Oh yes,
1: Uh, absolutely. The rich family was great to him and what was amazing is his um brian was like hey uh mom Mom and dad pat uh, Pat and james can dennis stay the night you know and they're like stay the night he said hold on a second so he said they went to like the other room and like all hell breaks (laughs) they're screaming he's like please please just let him stay one night please please so they said okay fine so he comes in so he's got one of those like little racing car beds where you can pull out the bottom it's like a little bed on top and you pull out the little one on the bottom Mm -hmm. so dennis is so tall he couldn't sleep in the the other one so brian stayed in that one and he stayed in the the pullout part so he said he was so uncomfortable he kind of slept like (laughs) laying back like you know his feet together and like almost like he's a crucifix he just couldn't get comfortable he wakes up in the morning and brian is laying like right here and the door opens and the mom comes in <laughs> oh, and he's no. like oh my god he goes I'm going to jail yeah yeah, yeah right yeah, he said he woke up to like he's like what is this kid doing here <laughs> oh. and like all hell breaks loose in the house from that day he never left he lived there with them did he for, really before yes he never left he just became part of the family how amazing it's amazing
0: uh, especially back then too especially yeah, back then you know? never left
1: and the rich family took him in and uh, as one of their own and he, Good just, people, he just lived huh? there with them and they really they really helped to to save his life and to shape him and to re- to get him through school you know and, and to show him like what life show can him what be. life can be like and they, they really got him off to a great start And so the rich family had a lot to do with that
0: now <clears throat> when you are in my belief I think he paved the way for Trump to go see uh, King John Noon. 100%. You know, because had Dennis not done that, I don't think Trump would have been able to go in there well after the whole rocket man and everything else. So I think Dennis should be getting a hell of a lot more credit for being the first one to go over there and show King John Noon, hey, look, if you just calm down with this nuclear stuff you can have a country like here where it prospers. And it just so happened King Jong-un was a huge fan of the NBA. 100%. And that was the door for Trump to go in and try to make a move before it got...
1: Kim Jong-un is not the uh, ideologue his father and grandfather were. He grew up, uh, he went to Switzerland, boarding school yeah, Switzerland. Boarding school. So he wasn't, he didn't grow up in like North Korea per se. And so... He wanted to do something special for uh, his country. He wanted to have a basketball exhibition. So they originally invited Michael Jordan and Michael Jordan said, hell no, no. <laughs> So when they couldn't get Jordan, he was a big fan of the Bulls and there's a famous picture of Kim Jong-un when he's like 16, he's wearing a, a, a Bulls jersey. It's a Rodman jersey playing basketball in Switzerland, it's, which is kind of crazy. So, the, so he's like, hey, maybe Dennis Rodman will come. So when the deal first came to us, I was immediately against it. I just thought it was a terrible idea north korea there's there's a dictator i said i just didn't think it was a good idea to do it and because of sanctions and those sorts of things you can't accept money from north korea so it was very tricky as to how the deal had to be structured it took like two years i fought it every step of the way (laughs) that was a
0: two-year process
1: two years two years very difficult to deal with the government of north korea they're very difficult to deal with a lot of regulations are to even go there and you can't bring things. like There's all these sanctions. And Even when King Jammu is saying, come on in? Yes. Wow. Lot of, it's very difficult to go there. Very difficult. And um, Switzerland, there, yeah, it there it is. There it is. Wow. Isn't and, that some shit? It's
0: amazing. And there they are sitting at the bottom. It's Rob, amazing. click on that one there with Rob. S-
1: Switzerland uh, is Switzerland is like the the representative for North Korea wow. for the rest of the world. So you have to kind of they're like the proxy. You deal with Switzerland and they talk to North Korea. Really? North Korea talks to them because they can't have direct talks with North Korea because of sanctions. Ah, so it. Switzerland's the middleman. You have to go through. It took two years. These it was, stupid it, was that, it was crazy. It was crazy. So I fought it every step of the way. I lost. I lost partially <laughs> because the fees and the money and the opportunity was just so great on the monetary side. Even though I thought that the blowback would be fierce which it was I didn't think it was worth it I lost that discussion he went <sighs> if he <laughs> he went there and it was kind of a catastrophic success the first time um, he did an interview on CNN where he had been drinking a little bit <laughs> and he got a little bit uh, heated with Chris Cuomo because Cuomo was doing an interview with him And it got a little heated in that interview, just like went around the world. And he said something very prophetic at the time. He's like, listen, one day the store is going to open. And when it opens, you know, we can do some amazing things here. And it was, people kind of laughed it off. And then here we are, you know, many years later where the United States had direct talks, opened the door, Trump actually went there and shook his hand and, I think you have to always have an open dialogue. And my brother touched on this. You have to be able to talk to everyone, even your enemies. You have to have that dialogue. You can disagree and just, but you have to talk. Yeah. That's where it all begins. And
2: again, and that's is what I, the last time I was on here is is you have this thing right now going on and it, and I talked about it with the golden girls and that's what turned my opinions the way I am right now. But you have to be able to go and talk to someone. And even if you disagree, you still have to be able to ex- express and articulate why you feel this way or why it's it's upsetting to you without it becoming, you know, cussing and and you're losing personal that, attacks. Yeah, and you're it, so losing it. that personal attacks. Like, like I told you the last time, he has that group on Facebook, and literally, like I walked away and again. He constantly is trying to get me back on yeah. it, but it's it's an area where. He's very strict on what you can say and what you can't. Like you can't have. He hates memes. He he is not the meme person. <laughs> my ex he loves memes, and that then and, and and that I constantly have to turn my damn phone off because of the memes. But you can't be memes, and and everything has to be.
1: We have very strict a, rules. Yeah,
2: and everything has to. No be ad hominem.
1: Yeah, there's like almost like a constitution. In there. There's no ad hominem. There's all these <laughs> rules, and we we have a political talk group that's civil.
2: Yeah, and there's people said it was impossible. Yeah, and there's diametric. There's like a huge Grand Canyon gap between the people that agree and the people that disagree, but they can get together in this room and they can actually have dialogue. And he does have, you know, if you, if you break the rules, you're in the, you're in the, the kitty corner, the, naughty step. the, the, naughty, call it the step. naughty step. you're on the I, naughty I, step. <laughs> I
0: still don't even know what a meme is. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> oh there you go I, I thought a meme what what is a meme? a meme a I, I hate all a picture with it's, the little words yeah, on listen, it, so I oh. go on social media I post them off I want uh, nothing to do with it oh I forgot to tell you so when he first
1: went to North Korea I almost got him executed by the way <laughs> oh that's good <laughs> that's, that's good so what I didn't realize is in North Korea it's illegal still... <laughs> what I didn't realize is it's, it's illegal to, uh, to, to tweet and to post on social media in North oh, Korea
0: oh, so when they, they, they're, they're communists
1: they're communists so when they first got there they took their phones everyone had their passport and their phones they had to give them up And so when Dennis got there, I start tweeting from his Twitter account. And he he got the
0: guy guy. He
3: played.
1: (laughs) So he played. He played. He had just they just finished playing an exhibition game. He's in the locker room. I hope he did good. He had taken a shower or whatever. (laughs) And he said, two big guys in black suits walk in Oh shit! and they're like, hey, what is this? And they showed him his Twitter showing that he had been tweeting. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He goes, I didn't I didn't send that. Like, my people are doing it, whatever. And so they were all, allowed him to call. And he called me. He goes, AJ, you almost just got me executed. <laughs> <laughs> I go, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm, like, trying to delete. <laughs> so after that first trip, he went back again. And what, the first trip was kind of a disaster because he didn't really have great talking points. So we had him ready the next time. And, and I was like, listen, only talk about basketball. Uh, Richard Nixon sent the our ping pong players to China and it was a sports exchange mm-hmm. you know and, and I coined the term which actually was trending on Twitter around the world basketball diplomacy I coined that term and I said I'm here I, I told him just keep saying I'm here for basketball diplomacy period
0: that's it yeah
1: yeah. I'm not here for politics and go and watch his go and watch his, his uh, talks when he's I there. Did. He's like, I'm not here for politics. Yeah. I'm here for basketball diplomas and he kept saying it over and over again and it started trending and it kind of changed, it started to change the narrative. Now, people aren't talking about the dictatorship and all of the problems there and everything. He's like, look, we have, to, we have to open the door with these people. We have to engage with them and he actually did a good job at that. Now, some of the institutional issues and problems in North Korea, I don't know if you can fix that just with basketball. It's complicated, which are the reasons why I don't, Wanted to go there he was getting death threats people were sending email death threats not like letters cut out from a newspaper or something <laughs> like an oh, email like that you can yeah. trace back like they were it IP, was crazy yeah. wow. he had a uh <clears throat> he has a, a vodka brand uh dennis robman's badass premium vodka and we had all these orders lined up all these orders from all over the country supermarkets and distributors and probably two million dollars worth of orders canceled wow canceled everything what was in sad. shambles when the guy's just trying to help the. Country. everything was in shambles and you and you watch the f, f one, every
0: one of you that canceled when the guy was <clears throat> trying to help the country. Yeah, yeah it, real, was, seriously? it was crazy Man. and if you go back and watch
1: his press conference where he's where he was in vietnam when trump and uh kim jong-un met what he was really emotional he's like listen i couldn't even go home when i came the first time like go back and watch it; you'll see him. i saw him about crying him. yeah it's because of the death threats he had a lot of it was a lot of issues i mean there were a lot by the second time with the basketball diplomacy and some of the things we were doing behind the scenes, the sh- it started to shift. So originally it was probably like 97% to 3% were, were was against him on the first trip. By the end of the second trip, it was running like complete opposite. Yeah. 97% were supporting him like, wow, this guy is actually kind of doing something good. And 3% were still kind of bashing him. But we had completely flipped it around just because he was really focused on, hey, we're here to spread uh, friendship through sports it's a universal language it has nothing to do with politics we're just trying to help the north korean people the north korean children he helped to get um <clears throat> what's his name out of uh c- captivity that's right he um, did it. yeah he, um what is his name didn't he get more than one person out? he got he got him out and it, it, um i can't remember his name but i i was i was, I was oh, in dialogue with his sister mm-hmm. and I was, I was talking to his family <clears throat> the gentleman who was um the gentleman who was in North Korea I can't remember his name it was Kenneth Bay yeah, yeah.
2: Kenneth so I Bay.
1: was talking to Kenneth Bay's sister uh, we were we had really good communication and when Kenneth Bay got out and he came to the United States he actually one of the first things he said was I want to thank Dennis Rodman for bringing publicity to my case so he did a lot of good it, 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 he did a lot of good there is it complicated there is it complicated for us to be talking directly to them? absolutely but the fact that he was able to help Kenneth Bay get out of there and I would highly recommend that no American should go to North Korea the young kid got in trouble and he ended up in a real bad situation I forgot his name I think it's from Boston don't go to North Korea, stay out of North Korea until it, things change.
0: Right, because you got to remember that King Jong-un was a huge, as we just saw, yes. a huge fan of Dennis Rock. Absolutely. And that's why he was able to walk in. Absolutely. And, and like you said, he took the Nixon move, which worked with China, with Absolutely. the ping pong. That did work. That and China kind of at the thing, time, right? our relations with China were way worse. Way worse yeah. than way, way. way worse. Way worse. Way worse. And, and, that, and that cleaned it <clears> up because it wasn't political. It was, wasn't political. They, 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 you know, strived or took the conversation to their liking yes right and then that gave trump the way in to say hey look we can make your country better you know you can have a basketball team let's bring you, you into know, the baseball. world community let's yeah, bring yeah. You into the world community but like, had, had dennis crime, not done that first never i don't happened. think trump would have been able to get but
2: even that. even <laughs> but even like he he can tell you the stories about when he when dennis put the trips to to china together our relationship to china while it's sometime adversarial. They love American basketball. Oh yeah! yeah. Like every time oh, yeah. he's gone over, he's like he call, he'll t- text me or call me. He's like, man, these these Chinese people they won't leave us alone. They're just following the bus. There would and, be yeah.
1: people there. We uh, we went to China uh, the uh, first time in two thousand eight, just after the Olympics were there in Beijing, and there would be people at the hotel. I mean, thousands of people at the team hotel, and we'd leave in the morning and we'd come back ten o'clock that night, and the people haven't moved. They're just, and I, I would say, I'd say, hey, Dennis, I saw this girl this morning. We left here, man, like eight in the morning. Can you just go over and sign this her, man? <laughs> Take a couple pictures. And he would go over there and sign. And people are like crying. Just the bulls are like, the Chicago bulls are like God in China. They love the Chicago bulls. They love Dennis. You know, he's got the bull tattoos. I don't know if there's something significant about bulls and uh, Chinese culture. I'm not sure. But in China, we all had, <clears throat> we all had uh, an interpreter. And we all had a security guard. Everyone on the on the tour, no matter where you went, if you left your room. Now the security guard, I personally think, was like a like a government agent trying to monitor <laughs> what sure. we're doing. You know, I'm, I'm like, sure. I'm, I'm just sure. going down to get some at the little market. I don't. Well, you know, you're talking what about I'm China is, here. They're talking about China. Yeah. So they would go to everywhere, and then I, and then you had a translator. So we had a translator and a security person. Everyone had at least that. Sometimes more. So when we're on the bus, all the translators would be sitting in the back. Uh, actually, they were sitting in the front, and they would all be talking. You know, I won't imitate their accent. It's 2022; <laughs> not appropriate.
0: <laughs> Can't say that.
1: Twenty years ago, I would have imitated yeah. the accent, and, I we, we, and
0: we all would have laughed. Yeah,
1: yeah. it would have been funny. Yeah. I'm not going to imitate their accent. So when you, when they're talking, they were like saying this word, and the word is niga, and and it it's kind of like a filler word in Chinese. It's it's niga. It means like, I think it's like uh this or that. Like, like when you say like, um, I'm gonna go to the store and then um, I'm gonna do this. So niga is that word for them, and you could hear them all talking. And they're like, <laughs> and I'm not gonna imitate their language. Right, right, right. Be very inappropriate. <laughs> But they're talking, 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 and and you hear And you hear like Niga and then talking, talking, talking talking and they're pointing at the Niga. And so Dennis stands up and he says, Whoa, 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 hold on a second. And everybody quiets down on the bus. He's like I don't know what they're saying, but I want to know what the fuck that word means. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 no. It doesn't, no, it's not a bad, we're not even speaking English. Like, and they're trying to explain it. He's like, oh, he goes, no, I don't know about this. You guys keep saying that word. Man. <laughs> and what happened? What happened? He just tried to explain. I said, uh, "They, someone explained it to me. I said, hey man, listen, it's just like a filler word or whatever, but that is a terrible word to be using on a bus full of 10, uh, these big black guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Terrible word. And what are they, five, foot four 100 oh, pounds so small combat. so we went to Tiananmen <laughs> Square which the camera cannot capture the scope of how big this square is I was I wanted to go there because I remember seeing the guy in 91 standing in front of the tank and and blocking in Tiananmen Square I was like hey where did that happen you know and I was trying to orient myself but when I was there and I saw the people going to uh, Chairman Mao's tomb his tomb is there like towards the one side of it The buildings are huge. The biggest buildings I've ever seen. The square is so big. There were like 300,000 people there and it looked empty. And the one thing I took away, 300,000 people were there and it looked empty. Wow. One of the things I said when I was there was being in that square, I hope to God we never have to fight these people. There are a lot of them there.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> they have over a billion people. Their middle class is like three hundred million people. That's like the size of our country. That's and, just their middle
0: class. And every one of their males have to go to into the military. Yes. They all have to serve. They have compulsory service. I don't think we're that's a country yeah, we want to fight. That's not
1: with. a country we ever want to fight with. The good news mm-hmm. is we have that big ocean that kinda separates us. <laughs> separates uh, us
0: exactly from and, them. and we're very good for their
1: economy. We're very they oh, wouldn't yeah. be nothing without us. So, yeah. yeah. There would be nothing without us. If we turned off that spigot, they would be they would be back to where they were in the '70s before we started to uh, engage, everything made engage, in China, yeah. made in Taiwan. So it was um it, it was just uh just a very very interesting time over there, and people just love people just love this guy. He's um he's just an interesting guy, very misunderstood.
0: Yeah, give me one more funny story with Dennis, and then we'll <laughs> get back more onto you. And, no, and sure. I. So uh Dennis was on the spot. I, I was really really I was a huge fan of oh him. yeah but he's not not just because sure you can ask Alex before I even <laughs> really knew I wrote really, because he, he were he because I my favorite players not Jordan off the court sure but I know a lot about Jordan off the, off the court but on the court <laughs> my favorite is Jordan no comment yeah, yeah. No, no comment either <laughs> Jordan Kobe Rodman and believe it or not I like Will Purdue a lot yeah well yeah
1: good strong players Strong players for sure. um Dennis was on the Celebrity Apprentice. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah! oh yeah! Yeah! So this is before Donald Trump had any political ambitions.
0: Right. right. Uh,
1: this would have been in 2009, yeah, 2010, 2009 something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so Rodman's on Celebrity Apprentice, you and <laughs> so it was with like Joan Rivers and um, oh, what a shame
0: with Joan Rivers. Yeah, man.
1: Joan and Melissa Rivers, Brian McKnight. Tom Green. Ryan Ryan McKnight, the singer. Beast. Amazing. Um, One of the girls from TLC, T Boz, I guess. Uh, Hold
0: on, I'm sorry. Do you remember? It's not left eye. What, no, what, no, what, no, What Brian McKnight? It was prime do, McKnight. Yeah. yeah. Do you After, remember? It was back a bang.
4: At one, oh man. Yeah. Oh, back at one. Back at that one. Was yeah. That's what back,
0: back at one. Back at yeah. That was my jam. I had it in my accurate oh, high yeah. school. <laughs> oh back one, at, oh yeah. yeah. Brian
1: McKnight. He hey, was hey, amazing. He oh, oh, yes. oh yeah. Oh Brian McKnight. That was closing music. That was closing
0: music. And genuine. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Rock that pony. You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah,
2: it was
1: great Prime I got soul me, brother There you go, I like it <laughs> Tom Green, you might not be able to be here at night in Palm Beach
0: I I'm, <laughs> I'm with you guys <laughs> Tom
1: Green, uh, Roy Black Annie Duke, the poker player So there was a bunch of people on the Scott Hamilton, the ice skater uh, So it was an interesting cast So on the very first night Of filming The Apprentice Celebrity Apprentice They film the exit shots of everybody. So after Trump fires you, (laughs) you have to walk to the elevator. You go down the elevator, you walk to the car and you get in the car and you have the little exit interview. But on the very first day of shooting, they film everyone exiting so the paparazzi won't know who gets fired each time. Mm. They do it in the beginning. So nobody really knows that. (laughs) So everyone had to do that. So they had a little happy hour in Trump Bar, which is at the base of Trump Tower. So the, the crew... All stayed in Trump Tower at Columbus Circle. So Trump Tower, Columbus Circle, is where we stayed. Everyone stayed there. Then a, a a van would pick everyone up and bring them to Trump Tower on Park Avenue because the studio was on inside of Trump Tower. I think it's on the twelfth or thirteenth yeah. floor. I'm not sure where it was. The boardroom and all that was all inside Trump Tower. So <laughs> was, right? so in the on the ground floor, there's Trump Bar, which is where they had the happy hour everyone was going to film their stuff people were eating and drinking down at the table okay (laughs) so it's like this big long table like in a and like a restaurant and so there's like I'm sitting here Rodman's here like Joan Rivers is here you know and they're all kind of spurts out Trump is here um um I can't remember the daughter's name why am I forgetting Ivanka Ivanka is here and then some of Trump's people are there and then everyone's kind of spurts around Brian McKnight all these guys Tom Green everybody's there so We're drinking having a good time and one by one they're taking people to go and film their shot you know trump they walk out of the boardroom all dejected they have to walk to the elevator they go down with the guy and (laughs) you know walk out to the car then they do the exit interview in the and. but they're wearing a jacket a black coat so you can't see what they're wearing because they might be wearing something different on the day they get fired right so it's a magic of tv so joan rivers is holding court at the table She's so funny. She's cracking jokes. She's like, oh, you know, Rodman, you're so, she was the best. best." She's like, Rodman, you're so uh, incredible. Uh, You know, you haven't played basketball in so many years and you're so relevant. She's like, you and I should get married. I wouldn't even have to change the monograms on my towels. (laughs) She was just so, she's like, I don't know if I can handle you in bed, but you know, it was just, (laughs) she was was just holding court and everyone is like dying laughing. So, uh, so everyone's talking, everyone's talking. And so we're starting to drink a little bit. You know, and um, I don't know what it is, but alcohol does something to Dennis. It gets him a little bit, brings him out of his <laughs> shell a little bit. And he starts to say things maybe he shouldn't say. And <clears throat> so we're sitting there and he uh, he says, hey, um, so Trump is like sitting like right here. I'm here. Dennis is here. Ivanka's there. So Trump, so Dennis is sitting there. He goes, hey, Trump. And everyone's like <laughs> quieting down. And he's like, uh, I'm gonna fuck your daughter, <laughs> and I was like, Oh boy! I go, here we go. And Ivanka takes a long
3: drink of her drink, oh.
1: and Trump's like, Oh, Dennis, you know, hey, hey. And Ivanka's like, uh, Hey, do I have any say in any of this? You know, and it just like broke the tension. Everyone starts, Hey, 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 hey. and I was like, I was like, Hey, dude, hey man, you need to cut this bullshit
3: out right now. <laughs> it's
1: not a good time for that. Not right now. Come on, man. Come on, keep it together. You know. And I'm like, Dude, don't do that. Trump just kind of laughed it off. Did awkward. he take it cool? He took it very cool. Kind of laughed it off. She she was great because she broke the tension. Like, hey, do I have any saying it? You know, yeah, it was yeah, great because yeah, yeah. they was, knew it was just joking, just oh. joking around. Just, but that's then. But somebody else that could have been yes, really that could have been catastrophe. Yeah. <laughs> He might have he might have gotten slapped in the face,
0: <laughs> or or a he lawsuit, gotten, or a lawsuit. You know, somebody he, may
1: have walked up to him and slapped him in the face. Imagine that. So it's a Will Smith <laughs> joke. So uh, so the uh, costume designer her name was kitty boots i'll never forget her. what a
0: name huh? she's
1: from england i think she lives in london but she was a costume designer so she has in charge of all the the wardrobe she comes up to me and's like um do you think that mr rodman would want to change in the changing room or do you think that he might want to change in the bathroom like what do you think he's going to do i said well where's the changing room She's like, oh, you have to take the stairs, take the escalator and then go down the hallway and then go around the corner and go, and then the changing rooms are there. I was like, dude, I was like, he's not going to do that. (laughs) So forget about that. Where's the other one? He goes, well, the other one, we may be able to take him to a bathroom. I said, okay, that's fine. He'll probably do the bathroom. He doesn't need like official changing room. But I said, but whatever you do, don't bring his wardrobe here because he will change right here in this
3: bar. <laughs>
1: and she's like, what do you mean he'll change in this bar? I said, what? what I just said. He will change right in this bar. Do not bring his wardrobe here and tell him, you know, he change. to change. <laughs> so, of course, like a lot of people who are very good at their jobs, these are, the, these are the top people, top producers, top gossip people in the world working on this show. Of course, they think they know more than you do. Okay So what does she do She comes in And brings his wardrobe On a hanger And is telling him Like hey We need you to change Into your wardrobe I told her to come And talk to me Let me handle it She didn't
0: do that You're only around the guy exactly. Every day Exactly <laughs> I'm only wrangling him All the time
1: So she has the wardrobe It's like a suit so It's just super. a suit And she's like Mr. Rodman Oh we need you to change And he's like Well where's the change room She goes Oh you have to go Up the escalator And down this thing And down and around And go around the thing And go down And he goes Oh, you know, forget about that. I'm going to change right here. He stands (laughs) up. He stands up at the table. Everyone's like eating and whatever pulls down his pants now dennis doesn't ever wear any underwear <laughs> oh, no. this is a true story so he's like you know knocking things uh, knocking <laughs> he's like he, he, like he, mr he, snuffle yeah. Lover, you know he's got that, that like, feeling around, around. <laughs> and he changes right at the table uh-huh. and i'm like looking everybody's looking like oh my god is he really doing this right
0: now? and you're like i told I'm like, you i
1: tried to tell you i said don't do it he changed like okay i'm ready to go let's go he's like let's go do it and he just walked right out i was like oh God. Like
0: this is going to be a long six weeks. <laughs> and verbatim, you said I tried to warn. when she when she said left, right, left. You said he ain't going to do it. He's not going to do it. And I verbatim, tried to warn
1: he she did. He pulled he his should. pants down right right at the table. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. It smelled like a it smelled like a locker room and <laughs> <laughs> just smelled like raw meat, like a butcher shop. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: you know who knows what he was doing last night. It was just fun. I'm sure so, he was having fun. The so the funny morning.
1: thing is, the entire time. Dennis Rodman, Melissa uh Melissa Rivers, Tom Green, they were partying every single night.
0: I can't imagine partying together Green with every single night. That <laughs> Those has to be two? bad.
1: Oh, it was crazy. And and Halloween happened to fall <laughs> oh, while we were no. there. And I remember we and went out And you got
0: to keep all this under control? Yes, oh. it was hard. <laughs>
1: with like call times were like 6, six o'clock call times. It's crazy. Crazy. Oh, boy. So we're all in a cab going somewhere. It's Halloween night and we're in a cab, so it's it's New York City. It's bumper to bumper traffic. Tom Green is like hanging out the window, like just saying jokes to people. People come up to the car. He gets out of the car at one point and we like lost sight of it. I didn't even know where he went. He's like talking to people, rolling down the windows. He is so funny. He is so Like Freddie got fingered And road trip yeah. And he's just so funny And anytime he does stand up I always go to his shows He is To hilarious. catch him
0: He's in a van now You know that? Yes he's, he's in the van, a van He's got his dog
1: Yes <laughs> Amazing I'm, I follow all of his stuff I talk to him all the time
0: <laughs> Anytime
1: he hell. comes to Miami uh, Matter of fact Next time he comes You should come Come with me Yeah I will Absolutely yeah, I always go to his shows And uh, it's great We usually have dinner After whatever Because he doesn't make it Down this way that often but, I, but he has a house in Costa Rica, so sometimes he does like to come through on his way to Costa Rica, and um, but it was it was those guys every night they were partying every single night till four or five in the morning. They were at like strip clubs and just like what well, you think Melissa Rivers, this little conservative you know valley girl. She was out with them. She was out partying with. Whoa. She was going. She was going toe to toe. Rivers are cool. As They're all, cool. <laughs> and I got to tell you, Joan Rivers, for as for as famous as she was, she was the nicest person
0: everybody i've met since i've done this like celebrity wise
1: they all right yeah,
0: everybody was, we know that that yeah. knew her she said was that
1: she's just the, the sweetest, sweetest person she was so funny so funny always shame cracking though, jokes
0: she went to huh such a shit yeah. yeah
1: such a shame she was so nice she loved dennis oh Loved it. Like, and she did. always had a crew of people like walking behind her, primping her hair and her makeup. She had all these little people following behind her at all times. Like, <laughs> like you, you know, from like, watching, she always looked
0: perfect. from watching her stand-ups, right? You know, Joan yeah. Rivers, yeah. I could see how she could understand Dennis. Yeah. Like, sure. like I, I could just see in her like she could understand him. Well, sure. She's,
2: she's old school. And and that's the thing. Those comedians like that, like, you know, uh they they, they just had a an aura around them, you know. For and, sure. And, and I think that was the thing with her is that she was that edgy comic when it was before the edgy comic was. Oh, I
1: forgot. Andrew Dice Clay was on it. Yeah. Oh,
0: he's a, <laughs> yeah. I tried, he, he stopped he was the so podcast. He
1: was so funny. So he, I remember the very first day of filming, they filmed like the uh, opening sequences where like, um, oh, Herschel Walker was also there. Okay.
3: Oh, so like wow. Herschel
1: Walker with his Heisman and Dennis Man, Rodman, like with right a basketball there. and all this stuff. So they're filming all this stuff. And Dice Clay shows up late <laughs> into the room and he comes and goes hey donnie we got any bagels or anything in here like nothing to eat and he just like didn't stop all day Dice cracking jokes shit. so funny i try
0: we we so tried funny oh I, and chloe kardashian
1: chloe kardashian was also there was she, how
0: was she she was there also she um this is pre uh transformation or so this was post-traum. this
1: would have been yeah this would have been in 2010 yeah yes or pre yeah, yeah, she was there, and uh, I think she might have been the first person fired because she had to go back to L.A. She had like a DUI or something. I don't remember. She had a court case she had to go to, yeah. and Trump fired her. He was really like mean to her when he
0: fired <laughs> her because, like, I hate people who drive drunk. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, his brother was an alcoholic.
1: Yes, and, he was, and yeah. Trump does not drink. Yeah, that, that's what I've heard. I, I, I didn't even realize that when we were at the bar, Trump bar. I had no idea he did not drink, and he didn't drink. didn't drink so when dennis got fired from the celebrity apprentice he was fired uh he was the um the team leader the project manager sorry and he was supposed to run the hotel this hotel and these guys were uh coming uh, and they needed a car to take them to tau the steakhouse and uh, so he was like working at the valet, he had like on a little vest, and he's like running the valet and running the whole project, or whatever. So these guys come and they, they're going, hey, we need a car. We're going to Tao. That's Dennis's favorite restaurant in New York. And the so Dennis like, oh, I'll get your car. So he calls, you know, for the limo or the, you know, one of the black cars to come up. And the guys get in, and one of the guys rolls down the window, and goes, "Hey, Dennis, man, um, uh, we're gonna go to Tao, man. Are you coming?" And he goes hell yeah i'm coming he like takes off his vest in the middle of the production he's like hell yeah I'm, and he gets in the car and he goes to town while he's the project manager my phone is blowing up <laughs> producers are like calling me like aj he left the set i go what are you talking about he left the set he's at town i go ah he left and he ended up getting fired he got fired at night so the next day after he got fired mr trump wanted us to come and meet with him in his office so we go to park avenue and there's a famous picture of dennis and trump together i actually took that picture um probably should have like copyrighted it or something that picture has been everywhere probably worth it probably worth a lot of money that picture has been everywhere and um so we go to his that picture right there on the left is the one i took that that picture i should have copyrighted it. Good that's, for that's you, my picture man.
0: Congratulations. Uh,
1: So we go into Trump's office, and his office is kind of interesting because (laughs) he doesn't have anything on the walls. Everything is on the floor Like autograph I'm I Remember started Billy? wearing
0: Ed Hardy Because of him Yes Remember when He was the oh, first Hardy, one To start oh, he, pushing oh, it Hardy, yeah. He
1: was very good friends With yeah. I had the
0: wristband. Christian Audigier. Yes yeah. he was very good because friends Because of him I started yes. rocking
1: Ed Hardy We used to go to Culver City Their warehouse And he, they would let us Take anything we wanted Sorry to interrupt you No it's okay We'd fill up boxes Of Ed Hardy stuff Hats and shirts And belts And <laughs> cool. all the rhinestones <laughs> And all that yeah. And we would ship it all Back to Miami But um, he was good friends With Christian Audigier, The guy who owned Ed Hardy uh, The clothing line so we're in Trump's office. He has nothing on his walls. Everything's on the ground. I don't know if they were just renovating or what they were doing, but uh, you know, like Mickey Mantle jerseys and all these things. Nothing's on the wall. I thought it was kind of weird, but whatever. So Trump looks around. He kicks all of his people out. He goes, "Everybody get out!" So it was me, Dennis, and Trump in a room in his office on Park Avenue for like forty-five minutes, and it was like unbelievable this is in 2010 no one knew he had any desire to run for president you know it was just like just a meeting of trump and dennis and we're just sitting there talking and i snapped a picture of that meeting matter of fact i don't think i've ever published that picture i still have it i'm gonna copyright that one yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) sure so so yeah it was just the three of us in his office for 45 45 minutes minutes? it was incredible it was i was just a fly on the wall and just uh talking to them and he was just talking to dennis because they've been friends a long time and they were just you know talking about the show and he was asking Dennis like what's going on with you and the drinking and (laughs) he was like basically trying to help him out a little bit and uh but it was just amazing just to be in that room you know because before Trump ran for president he was very much um you know was very much a business icon you know and for me being a business very business uh centered guy um it was kind of great to be in that just to be in that room with him it was it was kind of cool.
0: Do, do you like Trump? Like now? Like I after do. So, the president uh, and everything? Like how do you feel about him? And so, how does uh, Dennis feel about him? I'm just so, curious. So he
1: and Dennis are very good friends and he was a big supporter um of Trump and uh, he, you know, was tweeting about him and, and, and campaigning and things for him. <clears throat> I think that Trump Man, this could get me in trouble. So <laughs> you need to stay away from that. No,
2: I i listen. I think that he first before he answers, he went on CNN after Trump was, um and and that was a big, like interview. It was him, and it was a table just like this, and the 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 left was on the left, and the right was on the right, and he was right there with Dana Bash in the at the head of the table because he didn't vote for Trump. He voted for Gary Johnson, and he tried to be this again. I was trying was to be the adult in the middle room. of the adult, and he's like, you know. It, it, the questions that we're asking and the people were getting at each other and Dana Bash is looking at him and he's like this. It, it, was, it wasn't Dana Bash. Or it wasn't it was Dana Bash. Um, it was... I um, uh, can't remember her name. The yeah. host
1: of uh, the morning show there. I can't remember yeah. her name. It wasn't Dana and
2: Bash. And literally, he, when he got off that show, the visceralness that he got...
1: Oh, the trolls attacked him on Twitter. attacked him they came Twitter. After him. They For attacked
2: why? him. Because he said, you should give Trump a Let's chance. Let's give him a chance to see what election,
1: he can do. Election. This is not This is just after the election. The so like election right was it. in November. This was probably in like... Um like December he hadn't even taken office yet and so they had a panel of people some voted for Trump some who didn't and I voted for Gary Johnson I was the Johnson voter and uh, <clears throat> while I while I know uh President Trump and I like him he's always been very good to Dennis anytime we've ever needed him um you know we'd call Keith Schiller, his right-hand man and he would help us with anything we needed he was always there for us he was always great I always believe that being the president is very um uh, it's very difficult. It's complicated. And for someone who's never held office at the time, my position was I wouldn't vote for anybody who's never held office to be the president. I don't, just don't know if they know how to be the president. <clears throat> um, and so I did go on CNN and I was on the voter panel as the Gary Johnson voter. And, uh, yeah, I got attacked, man. Yeah. They came for me. I mean, they came after Paul, man. They came after me. But the thing is, what's interesting is I said, hey, let's see, what the, let's see what he can do. Let's give him a chance, see what he can do. And now when uh, Biden got elected and everyone uh, on the right was attacking him, I was in a great position to say, hey, let's see what he can do. Give him a chance, because I said the same thing about Trump. So I think that <clears throat> it gave me a little bit of credibility as far as being uh, very open minded to trying to give someone a chance who was elected by the people. I think that should mean something. And um so, you know, it, 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 it's it's interesting how sort of the world sort of circles around and turns around and, 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 and comes back.
2: And I think that's the thing with me and him is the, the there's a there's a hypocrisy on both sides of the aisle that I think is disingenuous to an argument or even a discussion, basically. Because the same ideas that you have on one person should be the same thing that carries over yeah. to the second person, and you see that—you saw that definitely in the trial, uh, in, the, in the in the hearings for for the Judge Jackson. You know, the the the, ra- the right rallied. Oh, she's this, and she's that, and she's this, and it's the same arguments that the left had when they bring on a conservative judge. You yeah. you 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 should hold the views if you don't want to see partisan politics or you don't want to see a partisan argument, then you should hold those same type of views when it's not your person that you're pushing, and and too many times we see the left attack because she, they may be pro or pro uh, anti-abortion or or gun rights or something like that. But then when they put up their person, the left goes the right goes the same freaking thing. It, it, and, it's and always it, it, the opposite. It's a hypocrisy. Yeah. That That's I why think, this two-party yeah, thing is just never. crazy. It's a, it's a disingenuousness. Yeah. The way if you if you're if you don't want to see partisan politics, then don't be partisan. don't be partisan. Yeah. I, think, I think if we
1: had a viable third. Party, uh, viable, oh, third party, it would dominate because absolutely. I think most people are in the middle. I'm socially very liberal, I'm fiscally very conservative, pro police. I believe in uh, you know the Second Amendment. I believe in reasonable gun control. I'm a I'm a registered Democrat, <clears throat> um, and I like to say I'm a gun toting meat eating Democrat.
2: <laughs> and, and he th- does have his gun, yes. He th- does. <laughs> <laughs> and you like gas, th- yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, I,
1: I I just feel like most people are, are in the middle. I think most people are where where I'm at. I'm yeah. in. The, I'm always uh, in. The, always I'm in the middle.
4: That. We always talk about there. I think the general public is in the middle, and you get forced almost to say you have to pick a You're side. A yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I have, have to, to pick a side. For, I cannot vote for a Republican. or I cannot vote for a, or a you know thing. Instead of picking the right guy. For the position. For the position and based off... Everybody has I- ideals, right? Yeah. Abortion's a big one always. If, There's things like that.
2: If people would be up the... If, 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 a, if a candidate was truly into the middle, they would dominate. They would absolutely dominate every single election. <clears throat> but they keep trying to... Try to go to the side that they are on and it's it's, it's, it's it's, like you have the Freedom
1: Caucus on the right and you have the squad on the left. Mm -hmm. Most Democrats don't agree with the squad. Most most Republicans don't agree with the Freedom Caucus. So I think most people are really in the middle. And I think that's where if there was a way to, to to. you know, to harness
2: and all that energy.
0: alleviate the left, the right, the the middle. And and then whoever wants to run goes and runs. Yes. There is no left, no right, no middle. So that way, if you go into your job and you say, I'm a Republican, but the boss is a Democrat, you don't have a job. Right. They all run. Whoever wins gets the majority of the Senate and the House too, Mm -hmm. right from the gate. That way, the four years that they do have, hey, look, the people elected them. You got to deal with it, Absolutely. okay? You have see what he can do. Let him pass the bills but, because in four years, if he's bad, somebody else can somebody come else can in can and come retract in. him. Yeah. But the way out. it is now, even if you have the best president in the plant, if the House and the Senate aren't one party, They're it, not it, yeah. To yeah. it's yeah. just it's, and, it's and, a cockblock for and, four, and, four and, years. And again, and that's exactly and right.
2: that's the biggest that's the biggest thing. And I think I said this on the last time I was here is that we have a very ill informed and 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 and. Uh, a very ill-informed electorate. I'm going to keep it nice. That's the that's the term, and you have people that don't understand <clears throat> what it is to be what the president's role is, what's Congress' role, and what's judicial, the judicial the judicial role. And you think that pe- too many people nowadays don't understand that the president isn't king. He's the enforcer of the law. That's what the executive branch is. The conservatives of uh, the, the 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 Congress is conservative. And I fought, my brother and I, we we disagree on something, but we're kind of the same. And we both have talked to our friends that are liberals that wanted to get rid of the filibuster. I said, that's the worst thing that you could ever do because the filibuster was put in so that you could meet halfway or partway to where if it's the right that's controlling or the left, you can get, all you have to do is get 10 people. 10 and all you have to do is adjust whatever your your ideology is and i think it's damaging when you have a branch whether it's a, or, or a side whether it's the democrats or whether it's the republicans that are just ramrodding we're not all just democrats and we're not all just republicans we've got to find a way yeah, we have
1: we have we to leave have the filibuster to. alone i think that it's important because if you don't have the filibuster the party in the minority is going to be shut out and they'll be steamrolled which are our, our system of government has been set up specifically so the majority cannot just steamroll the minority that's what the senate is for the senate is specifically for that and so by removing those fail-safes i think it's i think it's really bad for our country i think it's bad for democracy and i think we need to leave it alone because the thing that the democrats have to remember is you're not going to always be in be the majority exactly. matter of fact come november i don't think they are going to be in the majority oh, partially they've squandered they've squandered control and i think that they have taken up an agenda which i don't think helps the average person you know i'm a kitchen table guy i don't really care about a lot of the other noise that they talk about um i'm really focused and i think everyone should be very concentrated on. You know, economic issues, jobs, the economy, um, our energy policy. There's so many different things that we could be focusing on. And we. I think that the Democrats have squandered a great opportunity to do some great things. They've been... Um, and it has created a lot of it's created a lot of uh, issues for them, and I think they're going to pay dearly in the midterms. They had
0: a shot this time. Absolutely. To they have real, complete control to, to really kill shit. They yeah. have complete control, and, and, and I think they
1: squandered it. And and and, and not only that, they're
0: going to they're not going to always be in the majority. They, they, they have they, to remember what worse decisions could you make? And I would say that whether it was a Republican, Democrat, but, but independent, is, but, whoever it was, I but, would say you cannot have made. Worse decisions but in Tommy, two years than this guy. But Tommy, he just it's, couldn't it's, have, it's no. a
2: cycle. We we, we, we go through the yeah. cycle every single time. You get the Democrats that'll get in control, they'll screw it up, and then the Republicans take over, and the Republicans get in control, and they'll screw up, and then the Democrats. It's a cycle that has Always. to stop. Yep. It has to. And, and again... The worst thing you could do is remove that filibuster so then you get that gangbuster oh, of, oh, of, of rule want. and then guess what <clears> happens <throat> in eight years when they can't get everything great? Then the next party comes in and all the stuff that they
0: Nothing happens and inflation is through it's, the yeah, roof. It's, what it's, what it's ridiculous.
2: It's, it's absolutely ridiculous and it's going to take, and, and again, I've said this, it's going to take splashing cold water on these voices that make up all this nonsense, nonsense and noise on the right and on the left. You need policies that are going to benefit Everyone, not just your party that you're rooting for and and the rhetoric has got to come down. you can't be calling people exactly. enemy of the state, you can't be calling people your enemy you, you you're not just because you have a different ideology than me. we should That's be so able fun. I can call you tomorrow and say, yo, me and my brother are going to be in miami let's go let's go have some dinner. We may not agree on everything, but you're a good person you're a good guy, and you we need to get back to that because it never Happened, and I'm a, like I said, I'm 53. It never happened in Reagan. It never happened in Clinton. It never happened in Bush. It you know, never happened in Gore. Uh, 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 the Gore. <laughs> it never happened in Bush. In Bush too. And they, we've got to get back to that. And and when you see when you see Obama and Bush, who were diametrically against each other, sitting and talking and laughing and joking, you gotta say that. We got to get to that where we can sit down, disagree, but still go have dinner, go have a drink, and go have and chill and just relax and Uh, not be. uh,
4: We we all would
0: love that, but I think that's uh, fantasy. It's a pipe dream. I
4: just looked at uh, today actually uh, because about the uh, woman who was just um, uh, nominated. Jackson, you're right. And I looked back, it's caught my interest, and I saw the vote, right, the numbers, right? Yes. And I went to the one before Kavanaugh, right, and I looked at his vote. That was but fucked Hold on, up but hold right on, man. I looked at his vote, and then I looked at, I think, the one right before that, that vote. They were all very close, right? Yep. When you go back before that, it yeah. was like, like 70 yeah. 30.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 Ruth, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, yeah. Yeah. Very, very liberal. 93, 90, yeah. She, yeah, she was 93. She got 93 votes. So, so times you, have definitely changed.
4: You look at that and you're like, how from that point can they sit? Because they sat in a room, they sat together and they said, hey. And and they went through everything. And they probably threw some bad stuff about her and some good stuff and said, listen, overall she's a good person. Why can't you make this decision? Because you consider yourself a Republican, you consider yourself a Democrat, and you can't vote. But but that's the biggest problem.
2: That's mm -hmm. the biggest problem in it is that you can that they're not they're not looking because if you listen to the exit interviews of every single senator that's a Republican, they're like, she's a great person. She's got the she's got more credentials than anyone sitting on the court currently. He debated against her, by the way. Did he really? didn't well,
1: tell you that. She she was in debate tournaments and I was there. She was yeah. uh, she would have been a senior, I was a sophomore. She was in a
2: different event yeah. than me. Did you like
0: her? We used to be the only the thing they kept saying was about her uh same uh, the child, uh, Yeah, but if sentences. you look at but if you look at the but I didn't the, look so I have no I'm not gonna make an opinion. Th- those yeah. were
1: mandatory minimum uh, issues. And I mean, again,
0: that's set by she's Congress.
1: Qualified. It's
2: not her. Yeah. But she's qualified on the level more than anyone else that's sitting on Congress. So you you can't tell me that again, this partisan, the same way. You, and then to to go on, and again, this is what pisses me off, to go on and then crack on and whip on partisan politics when you're performing partisan politics. Because if she has got the credentials, and she's busted her
0: behind well, to get it, give it, it to it's her. that it's that left right thing. It, but, it is. But one thing with her, when they were killing her on that low sentence thing, <clears throat> I know guys. This sounds crazy, but they would order hookers. Yeah. And the hooker would say, hey, look, uh, I'm going to bring my friend, okay? And, you know, a guy that I know was like, yeah, sure, you know, bring your friend. Two. Two for one, you know. Right. Two, <laughs> right. You know, instead of a grand, <laughs> you know, you give me two for 1200 You know what I mean? Right. Okay. So he goes and meets. And now remember, this is 2020, 2019. Yeah. So a girl that might be 14 with some dark eye makeup on and everything else, she looks 21. Oh, yeah. you got an okay? FID. Right. So now it was a setup. It was a sting operation. Wow. So he goes and meets these two. And I saw the pictures and everything from the internet. The girl looked, I mean, you would think she was at least 22, 23. Right. Now, in that situation, I don't think many guys are saying, excuse me, how old are you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. You're kind of giving the cash and that's it. 20 years. Okay. So when I heard that about her. The
1: Tenderonis, stay away from the Tenderonis. But when
0: I heard that about her, I didn't do any research so yeah. I never made an assumption because how if she lower gave a person a reasonable sentence in that situation. Right. Where the guy didn't know the girl was right. 14. Right. Set up on a sting because the mom got caught hooking. Wow. So the feds wired her and said, "Hey, get one of these guys to do wow. this mm-hmm. yeah. and we'll we'll knock your we'll year off and we'll give somebody out. else 20." Right.
1: Wow. That's crazy.
0: So without the research, you don't know if maybe judge tom maybe instead of giving a guy like that 20 years who should not get 20 years for that maybe five yeah Yeah. she she was going
1: off of the sentencing guidelines my and i'm not that well versed on i'll be honest with you but she was um there were some federal sentencing guidelines which i believe she was going off of which is why some of those sentences were lower but i think that you are when you look at supreme court nominees that's not typically how it the process the confirmation process works you know it's someone uh qualified do they have the ethical standards do they have the education do they have a knowledge of the law like these are the things you look at and elections have consequences you know when uh president trump wins he gets to pick justices when joe biden wins he gets to pick justices so whoever wins you get to nominate justices and you can't just say well i'm gonna oppose them because maybe they're Rulings or ideology. Maybe they're too activists for me, or they're yeah, too conservative it, 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 for me. Like that's not the standard.
0: No, yeah. and in that situation, <clears throat> see, they don't explain it, and they didn't. And what no. they did, the Kavanaugh was. But wrong. again, but that, again, that was a terrible. sick but, situation. But, but, again, but with her, the same thing. That terrible. in, in yeah. federal court, you don't know what went on in that federal yeah, court exactly. because you have a. P- I'm very familiar with federal court. Yeah. You have a PSR lady, so she, even though she has no idea who you are, she holds a lot of weight. Yeah. So when she goes through the paperwork, she might recommend the downward departure because of A, B, C, D, yeah. E. Then you have the U.S. attorney that has an input. Yeah. You have the assistant U.S. attorney input. You have the investigator that has an input. So when they say she gave lower sentences, well, before you say that and that she went light on pedophiles, right? Did you read all the cases that she did and the circumstances around it? Probably not, because Probably you didn't not. mention it on the news.
2: Well, well, her explanation was 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 I thought thorough because she was saying. 20 years ago when it was paper that these people were taking pictures and you would distribute 500 now you've got the internet where it's not you know it's it's you put it out and it's a billion
0: or a yeah, million hundreds or of hundreds thousands of thousands, of thousands. Yeah. where crazy. she so, got murdered so, was yeah. when they asked her do you know what a girl was yeah she, well again she got uh, but, yeah, but yeah but she but, got killed by a lot of people but again, I mean, look what happened to disney
2: but again the whole thing on that is that's that's not She really shouldn't answer that because something like that may come up in her cases. And that's the standard MO is to say, you know what, I'm not going to answer anything on that grounds because that might come up in a case and I can't bias myself towards that. That would have been the right answer. And and, and I think that's what she should have said. But again, the whole thing, (laughs) the whole thing is, is, is it's, we need a lot more research and a lot more different things to, to, to even deal with a lot of stuff that's going on here.
0: Now, all the Fortune 500 companies you worked with, yes, <clears throat> what's your opinion on Elon buying the majority of uh, Twitter? I mean, <laughs> listen, I, that's a huge move. Listen, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of Elon me Musk. Too. Me I too. both.
1: he is. I say this all the time. He's the Einstein of our time. Uh,
3: without in my, here, without
2: question. Here's we guy we, we who, had the argument the last time. I had, and, his, and part, had, I had his partner in, <laughs> bro.
0: They are going to Mars in seven days. Uh, he's he's uh, building uh, his own molecules like to, so guy, that the matter don't this hit. This is a guy who you can't it's, doubt it's Elon. Guy who he's your brother, game. but he don't know. he's, no, he's, he's out there in sci-fi. So he's, he's think, I love you, you but you think you're he out would there. Like Elon Musk, yeah, so yeah.
1: he 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 went to PayPal, He started a, a company before. Went to PayPal. Said, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna start a rocket company. And people said, like a rocket. Co- are you crazy? Okay. You can't do that. Only governments can do this. He's sure like, all right, watch amazing. me. So he did it. Started SpaceX. He goes, you know what? I'm gonna build an electric car. I'm gonna start a car company. You know how many car companies have been successfully? started in the last hundred years like none. none so he goes and he starts tesla and everyone said you can't do it there's no charging there's not enough range you can't make it and he found a way to do it he found a way to make it the federal government's now building all these charging stations they this huge infrastructure bill they're trying to put charging stations and make it more now everybody has did you see the super bowl every commercial was for yeah. electric, cars. electric car yeah
2: that's elon did that
1: Hmm.
0: And he didn't he mean did it, it, it to be like that.
2: No, he did it. So again, my argument is, it's not Einstein. He's more of a, a Henry Ford, and that's my thing. No, no I'm completely wrong. wrong. I think Listen, he's a Henry, Henry Ford. Ford. Whoa, 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 I think he's whoa. a Henry wrong.
0: Alex, Alex, <laughs> <completely wrong>. <laughs> Alex, Alex, Alex. <laughs> there, there, no.
1: there have only no, been God, four. This. There have only been four organizations. I love you, but hold please, on a second. I, I don't know what hold you're talking. There have only been four organizations that have ever put a person, a human being, in a satellite and orbited the Earth. China. Russia, the United States and
0: SpaceX.
3: Hmm.
0: Well, uh, and again, four, that's it. Again, my, how, how, how about Neuralink? And you want to compare him? No, no in two no, years. No. In, this guy is oh, in two years. If you're paralyzed, they approve, oh, they, they're only approving one. Again, you are no longer here, paralyzed here, in two years. Here's Henry this guy's amazing. Again, here's I, my, think again <laughs> Listen, I think it's a great move. He bought into Twitter.
1: Listen, oh, I it's think a, it's a great move. He on into Twitter. I think it's brilliant. Brilliant move.
0: Um, what do you, for, from your experience with these major companies, I, what do you see happening and how long and how does. How does that process take with these companies? Because, you know, nobody better at asking. You know,
1: I, I think he's kind of, uh, in a way, I kind of think he's trolling Twitter by buying them. you know, because he's like posting about, you know, that's what our board meetings are going to be like. He's smoking a big blunt and I think he's just like trolling them and he's got the money to do it. You know, he's got F you money. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, his he's ideology. People quit. Well, his yeah. Idea, yeah. I, people think, are quitting I think his
2: ideology, Twitter. I think his ideology will be good for it because it's going to change and I think flip. it's great. And it's going to flip Twitter on its head, and I think that's the one thing that he does. He you can't say you can't say that he doesn't have the idea the ideas. The ideas are brilliant, and, and again, I said this the last time. Where I where where I have the problem again, and I explained it in my last, and I have had this discussion with him is that the 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 ideas of I wanna to go to the moon and then the infrastructure to put that together and how to get it, no one does it better than him. And I'll admit that, no one does it. But, but Einstein created the theory of relativity I don't see him doing anything on that level, which is why, again, Alex, my point is he's I think making he's his own
0: molecule. Yeah. Yeah, to yeah, get it's unbelievable. Again, if the I if he does is, that,
2: Tommy, if he says that, if he does enough if he if he creates that, it. if he creates that, and I see that it's him that's doing it and not people that he's bringing on board, well, I, would never get behind it. I would never bet against it.
1: I would never bet against. I'm them. not going to bet this, against. And this and, no. and and this is the this is the 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 thing is. With him buying into Twitter, I think it's going to also help crypto because, you know, he's the crypto. Oh yeah, He's 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 the big guy guy in crypto.
2: He's a huge. So
1: (laughs) I think this is going to help crypto. I think this is going to help push and mold the social space with the censorship. Uh, I personally think that um, people should be allowed to say whatever they want online. I really do. I think the nanny state has kind of taken over social media. If you don't like someone, you can block them. They're gone forever. If you don't like a post, you can scroll past it. I think the freedom of ideas should never be stifled, even at the risk of some people saying things that maybe you don't like. The First Amendment is not contingent upon the content. No. In the United States. In other countries, it is. There are some countries where words are illegal. It is illegal to say this. Like You could be arrested or face civil penalties for saying things, which... To, uh, to the United States, to Americans, this is a crazy idea. Yeah. And social media, they're private businesses, I get it, but I think that the freedom of ideas should be protected and you don't have to be on social media, you don't have a constitutional no. right to be on social media if you don't like things that are being said. How can someone bully you on Twitter? You just get off of it, you <laughs> yeah. block them. So It's so- just, we become, hold on, we become so soft. We become so soft. Oh, this person is bullying me on Twitter. You don't even have to look at it. Just scroll past it. Delete it. Block the person. It's it's madness. The nanny state is taking over. We've got to get people to take more control over them, themselves and not think that the government or a company has to you know, house, clothe, feed them from cradle to grave. We've got to get away from
0: that and be more independent. Well, when you hinder free speech, right, then it, it, it stops... Evolving, right? Yeah, so because maybe you have an idea that sounds crazy right now. Yeah. But what about in three years when technology catches, catches up where up your brain it. is? Yeah, absolutely. But now you can't say it because maybe within that sentence is a censored word. You know, you're taking free speech away, you're taking away advances, right while the other countries are getting stronger yep, yeah. and bigger well, and better. And what I think Elon's going to do is play with them a little bit because he's like a little kid. Oh, Of I course he You is. know what I mean? And then I think he's going to flip the script because Dempsey, who left, one of the reasons why they booted him out was because he wanted to do two Twitters, one that was censored like it is now. And one
1: that's wide open. And yeah.
0: then one that's wide open. Yeah. And the board didn't like that. Yeah. And they slowly kicked him the fuck and, out. And, and, and I bet you somewhere, somehow – him and it's Elon are kind of yeah. t- talking I, a little bit, and I think Elon's going to. I don't have it an work. issue with an uncensored Twitter. It's just that's what I, we want. I, I think Stay that, off of I think, it. Say whatever yeah, you want. That's I think what the, we want. I think the though. problem so we is we can exchange thoughts and minds and freedom of I th- ideas. I think right. the
2: problem is you should you should always have that, but the 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 ramifications for your speech is what the 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 who is is executing the ramifications or for your speech. I think that's where we really lose it. Should be because nobody. you, because, because you can always again, click off, you can always click off, off you can it. always turn it's off. Simple to go on there. It, 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 Scroll it. past it. That's and, it. and, and for me, it is, I think that's the epitome of really what it, what it's about with your speech. There should be ramifications. Like again, you, you, you've got, you've got people that like Martha Stewart, you know, uh, dropping the M bomb or finding whatever it, it, it the, the ramifications are going to be there. People are going to then take that, that choice. Was, that and that wasn't Martha
1: Stewart. That was the other one. No, not Martha Stewart. It's the Southern um, one.
2: Th- uh, uh, um, Paula Dean. So, yeah. so let her say it. Yeah. Let her say it. Who cares? But again, she says it, then there's a ramifications. People stop supporting her. People stop doing that. And exactly. That's, and they I don't, don't have a problem They yeah. don't need to censor because
0: if he or she says something exactly. bad enough-
2: People. society yeah.
0: will handle yeah. it exactly well that's the free market that's what the free market the free market forces
2: will always
1: balance these things out I, I think again the nanny state is something that we should uh reject i think that we have to take responsibility for ourselves we have to Absolutely. be responsible and, and comport ourselves in ways that are good for society and when you don't do that the free market usually will step in and sort of Equalize things and handle these sorts of things. So I just don't, I don't know. And I'm on social media a lot, <laughs> mostly Facebook and Instagram. I'm now on TikTok.
3: <laughs> you were
1: made, hard to find. Yeah, I made my first TikTok uh, video, yeah. but I should be easy. It's just Aston Bright at Aston Bright is all my social media. But um, I think that if I, I'm I don't I'm not like a I don't commit like ad hominem. I I make I'm in a lot of political discussions. I have my political group. I don't make personal attacks. Uh, and I don't ever take anything said online too seriously, and I don't ever take it personally. I think someone writing a couple sentences online, if that can send you into a downward spiral. I you think need that a therapist. You, you shouldn't be online. No. Yeah, you I shouldn't be online. You. I think someone putting a couple of sentences and, hitting, and putting it on a screen can send you down into like a meltdown. Why? Why someone you don't know You've never met Has that much control
2: Over your state Like how
0: How uh, is that possible You like, need to go get in A couple fights or something yeah, how, And realize how the real world so is
2: It's crazy So even even, crazy when, even when he was attacked From that C, that CNN interview He was just laughing it off Yeah And, oh, and, 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 deal, and he's, yes. he's made He's been on He's been on Channel 10 here And he's made some statements And people are trying to cancel him and all this other stuff and I'm just like I just laugh, I laugh at it because he's just like yeah whatever like he's gotten into knockdown drag out fights with my sister cuz my sister is like and he just laughs and he just he, <laughs> I don't know, take anything he doesn't you take can't. it personal you and can't. you can't I don't take it personal yeah and you can't
0: so now tell me about the EVP part uh uh the EVP partnership that you did and you, it was a Jewish federate yeah I am reading this cuz this is no, a lot to read that's okay it's okay <laughs> I'll let you say. <laughs> so, the, um, so <laughs> why am I even going yeah, yeah, to attempt yeah, to say yeah. these massive
1: <laughs> words? <laughs> so, I'm a I'm a firefighter uh, with my city. Volunteer. With I'm you. a volunteer Great. firefighter, and congratulations, um, thank you. It's the greatest thing I've ever done. And um, in 2015, I got involved with an organization out of uh, Jerusalem called the Emergency Volunteers Project. This is a group of first responders in Israel that um, started a, an organization that comes to the United States to recruit and train firefighters from the U.S. to be deployed in Israel in times of crisis or war or whatever. What most people don't know is there are 29,747 fire departments in the United States. Only 9% of them are paid departments. Wow. Most people don't know that. I don't know. 70%, 70% of all firefighters in the United States are volunteers. Wow. So that's a shocking statistic, a shocking number. Most people don't know this. Very shocking. So in Israel, the situation can be very dire if there's ever a war and any kind of really big natural disaster because uh, Israel's about the size of New Jersey. And there are only about 2,000 firefighters in the whole country. So in Palm Beach County, there are probably, there are probably 6,000 firefighters in Palm Beach County alone where we are right now. And in all of Israel, there's 2000, there's 2,000 in the whole country. So when there's a big uh, war or any kind of big event, they need help. And so the EVP recruits us and trains us here and gets us ready that on a moment's notice we can be deployed and sent to Israel. And I've, I've been deployed there twice. Wow.
0: Now, how, how was that over there when you went there? Because uh, when I was reading about it, it seems like it was uh, quite a situation. It was
1: absolutely one of the most amazing and one of the most terrifying things I've ever done.
0: Oh, so, see, it you seem both. normal. You don't yeah. seem all, all right. it, you know, you don't got like your eyes. Go like, both. You don't have one eye going that way. One eye going the other way. So it was, it was an
1: incredible experience. Um, I don't know if I knew what I was getting myself into when I first <laughs> decided to do it, but it was incredible. So in 2017, I was there in Jerusalem and we were running calls. I mean, we would go to a fire call and, and, Israelis do the same dumb things Americans do leaving pots on the stove uh, they get stuck in elevators there's fire alarms there was a fire at the uh, Jerusalem post office downtown like the same mundane kind of stuff that happens here happens there so being a firefighter is a firefighter but in 2018 I went when I was deployed again it was for uh, dealing with uh, some fires arson fires that were being started out of Gaza by Hamas they were taking kites and balloons and, and uh, weaponizing them with incendiary devices and floating them into Israel and causing fires. That's where the terrorism kite That's comes from. That's where the terrorism from. kite comes from. Holy shit. So in my city and the city of Plantation, we had about 35 fires last year, all of last year, 35 fires. We have about 100,000 people in the city. Between May and August of 2018, there were over 1,000 fires started in southern Israel out of Gaza, over 1,000. The last day I was there before I rotated out, there were twenty six fires that one day I was there to tell you how unbelievable this is. And, and there's no was. firefighters to help. They it was all hands on deck. They canceled all the vacations. They had the IDF, uh, the military was helping. It was it was nuts. It was absolutely insane. And what happens is the Americans go in to help uh fight these fires because there's just not enough there's just not enough manpower to do it. And so, yeah, so we were stationed along uh, the Negev, which is like the southern Israel, like um, Ashkelon, Sderot, uh Nedivot, Beersheva. So we were sp- sp- interspersed throughout the south. And when a fire would come in or a balloon would come over and start all these fires, we'd have to go out there and fight the fires. Now, a fire doubles in size every 90 seconds. So when you're talking about a very dry, arid place like Israel, it's a desert. So when you have these ash and hot embers dropping down from these kites and balloons, they can start fires very quickly. And, they, and there's the wind is whipping off the coast. And as you have a raging inferno, a wild land fire raging. And these are some of the most dangerous types of fires to fight because you don't typically fight them with water. You have to dig trenches and bulldoze, and you have helicopters coming in and water planes. And it's very, very, very dangerous. And so we would go in to try to help. But in the meantime, there are also still normal calls. There are fire alarms. There was a synagogue that caught fire. We had to go to, like, so there's also, in addition to all these fires, there's still
0: normal everyday calls. Right, because you have the massive things coming at you, but then you have your daily, everyday Somebody left a
1: pot on the stove. And there's nobody there to help. There's nobody there to help. Someone's in a car accident. They're trapped. They need the jaws of life to come get them out. Like, those calls are still coming in. It's not like they stop no. because there's a big situation. They yeah. don't stop. <laughs>
2: right? You wish. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't
1: stop. So we were running those calls. We were doing these things, and I got to tell you, it was, um, it was, it was an incredible situation. So along the Gaza border, there's like a demilitarized zone in between Gaza and Israel. And there were a lot of fires in there because a lot of the balloons would kind of fail to launch. They kind of go up and they come down. They start fires in this little area. So we're fighting a ton of these fires. And all of a sudden, the IDF tells us to take cover behind one of the fire engines. And by the way, the fire engines in the south that we were using are armor-plated, bulletproof fire engines. These are like tanks. But it's a fire engine. I (laughs) didn't even know anything like this existed. Me neither. So we're on these (laughs) fire engines. And we're wearing bulletproof vests and Kevlar helmets, also. By the way, and the firefighters Jeez. there carry guns.
3: Oh yeah. And
1: I remember the first time I saw You're like a war. Yeah, it's you're in a war zone. The first time I saw one of the officers put on his forty five on his in his holster when we were going on a call, I was like, "Why do you guys carry guns?" And he's just walking to the engine. He looks back at me and he goes, "Terrorists."
0: Oh. It what do you, like, What do you think of when he said? I was like okay I was like all right <laughs> Did you call him and tell him that <laughs> no <laughs> That's not what I was gonna say <laughs> so we're fighting
1: this fire right there in little uh, DMZ between Gaza and Israel and um the IDF is like everyone take cover they spotted some like Hamas snipers in Gaza because Gaza is like right there you can just see it, it just, it's a wall and there's you can see in there and I guess the IDF they have spotters they have drones they have predator drones overhead flying there's tanks roaming around in there it, it's insane and so we take cover behind one of the engines. So when you don't put water on a fire, it's going to continue to grow. A fire doubles in size every 90 seconds. So the wind is whipping, so there's smoke and ash, and the fire's like flicking, and just it's just growing. And we're, so we're sitting behind this engine, and it's really hot. We're in all of our gear. And I look over at my buddy, and I was like, this was
0: not in the brochure. I, <laughs> I like, didn't get the memo, right? Yeah. Hey, come to Israel. It'll be so much fun. Yeah, nothing about terrorists <laughs> yeah, and balloons yeah, and all told kinds of about snipers. Uh, 45s <laughs> to get in a fire truck. Experience <laughs> culture.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> snipers yeah. and sitting behind a bulletproof yeah.
0: fire engine while like this. AJ, sni- <laughs> but we're going to give you good the food. best experience of your life. <laughs> you can you can take home stories with you if you live. Good food, good water, <laughs> right? culture. If like, you live, you'll have something to tell yeah. if you make it back. I was
1: like, what? did i get myself into i should have known a little bit more when we uh recently did our training we did it here uh, at, at our, our our fire station but the first training for the evp in florida was done at uh plantation fire station and some uh the fire israel fire and rescue services personnel came from israel to train us and they had firefighters there and they also had government officials Government officials there. I personally think uh, they were in the Mossad, you know. The,
0: but I don't know. They said they were if from you're, the government. You were a betting man, yeah. right?
1: They said they were from the government. So we go through this whole training. We go through this whole thing. At the end of the two day training, they come and they want to give us like a political debrief. They're like, this is after the two days of training. Like, we need to talk about, like, educate you guys on the political situation and the terrorism and what's going on. They start rolling out all these charts. Showing like stabbing attacks and suicide, this and bombs they've, they've detonated and things they found. And I was like, you guys probably should have showed us this at the beginning <laughs> yeah. of the train. <laughs> right, why didn't they? T-
2: <laughs>
1: why didn't they like tell us about stabbing attacks before? Like stabbing attacks. What you do you wanna, mean? You want to
2: sign up? then? Yeah, it's crazy. How many
1: attacks
0: per day? Where they are in the country? It was. Very detailed. Oh, and AJ, there might be a balloon that will blow you rings <laughs> <smithereens laughs> that comes down. And if you shoot it, it's just going to blow up on top of it anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, so it, it's a pretty good move. It was very now. sober. Yeah, very. I think they did in the beginning.
1: I think most of us <laughs> might have left. Like, hey, man, I don't know about this. So I think that they did a good job sort of preparing us kind of what to expect. And I think I knew that I wasn't in Kansas anymore as we're flying into <laughs> Israel. When you go into Israeli airspace, everyone must take their seat. And I I didn't know that. So the pilot comes on and goes, you know, we are in Israeli airspace. Sorry, I have to work on my Israeli accent, sorry. But Uh, we are in Israeli airspace and you (laughs) must all take your seats and you must remain seated until we land. Like that's when I knew like, okay, like shit has just gotten real. Mm -hmm. Like you're not even allowed to get up. Once you're in Israel airspace, everyone has to sit down. You cannot get out of your seat. And it was just, um, it was just incredible. So when we got there, you know, we go through the airport and uh, beautiful airport and uh, we have to take a, a, a bus takes us to Jerusalem or they take us to Stair road or wherever we're going. And when you go into Jerusalem, Jerusalem is one of the most amazing cities. It is incredible. And I was so surprised at um, all of the, cause you think of Israel, you think like a Jewish state, but there are a lot of like Arab Muslims that live in Jerusalem you know, there's mosques there, and there's so it's 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 a very uh, international city. Like there's old Jerusalem, which is controlled by the Palestinian Authority, and then there's like the newer side of Jerusalem, which is controlled by the Israelis.
0: Is it kind of and modernized? <clears throat>
1: I mean, there's a mall that's like right there, you know, <laughs> okay. and near ah. the Western Wall. So you go down to the wall, and people are there praying, and there's bar mitzvahs going on and bat mitzvahs, and you can go into. I mean, this is like the oldest, like wall, like one of the oldest walls in the world, uh, the Western Wall, How the cool most was that? holy site. Amazing, the most holy site. We went to, um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of the the Christian sites, uh, a lot of the different churches. So then uh, Nazareth and some of the very holy. Uh, Christian sites are controlled by the Palestinian authorities. So Jews can't even go there because you have to go into like old Jerusalem to get there. And they're just they're just not allowed to go in there. It's just too dangerous for them. So it's a very complicated place. It's got a complicated history, but there is a lot of collaboration that's there. You know, there are nine million people in Israel, two million um, Arab Muslims, Palestinians. And there are Palestinians. There's a Palestinian who's on the Israel Supreme Court. There are Palestinians in the Congress and, and their Congress called the oh, K- Knesset. Yeah, oh, yeah. Most people don't realize that. So <clears throat> if you go to the North, like an Akko, there, there's like a, there's like a church, uh, a mosque and a Jewish synagogue all in the same intersection. Like, and they're all like living together. And so it's a, it's a, it's an interesting place. It's got a complicated history, uh, but it is some place that's near and dear to me. And I, uh, I've, I've been there twice and I've, I'm, I'm a, um when, when I was there the last time in the South, The um, the commissioner of Israel Fire Rescue Services. So their fire department is like nationalized. They don't have individual cities, don't have fire departments. There's one fire department. It's run by a commissioner. It's like the military, but it's a fire department. So one of the things he said was when you go back to the United States, please tell everyone about what you saw here. You know, the media is not fair to us. We don't get fair representation. So we need you all to go back to America and tell everyone. And that's what I've been doing. So I've been speaking um, at events all over the country. And when COVID hit, it was all on Zoom, which I
0: hate talking on Zoom. I hate Zoom, too. So. I, I, I mean, it, it really Zoom. has to be hard. somebody huge. It's really hard to talk on Zoom. I write, Zoom. like, if it's, it's somebody big, i rather I rather spend the money because it's not personal. so hard. Yeah. You're just talking to a screen. You any it, yeah. feedback. So cool.
1: <clears throat> since COVID, it's been online, but- Prior to COVID, I was—I've been all over the country at uh, fundraisers, at different events, speaking at Hillels, college campuses. I was invited to speak at Harvard. Uh, Syracuse is inquiring. I mean, there's just as COVID is starting to wane, there's going to be a little bit more in-person activity going, and um, I'll be back out on the road trying to fight the good fight for our best uh, and closest friend in the Middle East. It's the only democracy in the Middle East.
0: Yeah, you need to get that out there. Yeah. people don't know. And, and you know what the the Jewish people did that they actually were the ones you know i gotta be careful how i say it because of censorship but when they started with the vaccine thing right yes the jewish they're they're like their own cult type of thing sure and they follow the menstrual cycle like crazy okay well that vaccine was throwing off the menstrual cycle for oh, the women yeah, i never heard this yeah it's in the medical journal <clears> throat> and throat> uh yeah you'll never find it on google yeah i didn't know that. so what happened was you know and they're they're i don't,
1: I don't have a menstrual cycle so
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I just read the medical journal all the time because it's actually legit it's third party i, I yeah. believe you yeah so but what had happened was that they live and die by that menstrual cycle so you know they know when to have sex and sure. have babies and and sure. to reproduce within sure well the vaccine was throwing off the menstrual cycle heavily so it was really messing up i don't want to say call cuz i'm not how what they worded it a, a more proper way but their group sure that threw it off and they were the first ones to really make a stink about the vaccine the when vaccine. everybody was yeah. saying this that and shortly after that that was when dr malone who invented the vaccine came he actually went on rogan first and then fox and cnn and everywhere else and was saying the opposite of what the news was saying. And this is the guy who invented it because he was giving the wrong data from Pfizer because Mm. Pfizer was doing their own third-party tests. And that's how they were coming out with it. So I'm just saying that they were the first ones to make make, make a, a a move on it like hey hey, hold on here well a lot you're, of the, a lot of the up. stuff
2: a lot of the the whether uh, true or not yeah, i don't know a I mean. lot of the things that were coming out that, that a lot of people are looking at uh some of the researchers and coming out of the out of israel but they're always on top of it um, on top of things yeah and I mean, everything is is is,
0: is i believe them more than anything i hear israel here. israel is an interesting place it's
1: um it's like a startup country they're great their technology their medical um through medical innovation, technology, a lot of the different communications, things that we use all over the world, medicines and things are invented in Israel. It's, it's a very important place. And when um, Israel was founded in 1948, it was a desert, It was a rocky desert. There was like nothing there. And one of the things that most people don't know and don't think about is Israel is very important for the region because uh, over 500 million migratory birds come through Israel when they're migrating to, to the south. People don't realize how important that is. How important that is. And when we first got to the South in 2018, Shmulek Friedman, who's the Southern Regional Commander for the Israel Fire and Rescue Service, we had this big meeting and he was, all the Americans were there. There there were 10 of us. And I thought it was going to be like this, like go out there and we're going to kick some ass and put some fires out and we're going to, like this rah, rah speech. It wasn't that. He started talking about the turtles and the birds yeah. that were being affected by these fires. Mm-hmm. Totally caught me off guard. <laughs> I've been to a lot of fire trainings, fire speeches. Well, I've never heard chain. anyone Echoes talk. All the, yes.
0: One link is broken yeah. in that, yes. there's yeah. a big problem. I've never well, heard anyone the, talking
2: about It's the butterfly
0: effect. Yeah, and, I,
2: that's, absolutely. and that's what people don't realize.
1: Never heard anyone talk like that. He was like, smart. the man. turtles and the birds... And the vegetation that they require. So when they're migrating from Europe, they stop in Israel to feed to, to get the energy to continue going to Africa or they're going to Asia or wherever they're going. which has been going on for, <clears> a going on years. for uh, since the dawn of time. And if you look at satellite images of the Middle East, everywhere around Israel is all brown. It's desert, rocky desert and in Israel is like a garden, it's green.
0: So those animals—they're dying to get to that green. Yeah.
1: The animals are—that's di- their only refuge. If they're going to Asia, you're going to Africa, they're wherever they're going, they're going to t- wherever they're going. They got to stop there and, and fatten up. Five hundred million birds. So it's a very important ecological center. Yeah. So there's the the environment that's important. Smart um, man. The cultural history, uh, and right now you think about what's going on in Ukraine. You have the the. Um, You know, Ukrainians, there are Ukrainian Jews there who are very scared because, again, the Holocaust happened, what, 80 years ago. So Israel has opened their doors to say any Jewish person in Ukraine can come here. We will take you in. So they have a place like it's their refuge. Right. And so Israel is a very important place and we have to protect our friends there. And honestly, the most uh, the best thing you can do for the safety and security of Palestinians is to have a a israel. safe and stable israel and by the way and i say this every time i speak no matter where i'm speaking and more people need to hear this just because you're pro israel doesn't mean you're anti-palestinian i've been in the west bank i've been in we've run calls in the west bank which is the but palestinian that's what's israel. portrayed to america that's what's portrayed to america but that's not true i think that a palestinian child needs to be safe and secure and have Uh, a good future just as much as i think a a a jewish child is and i have a very good friend who's a commander in the um, israeli idf and when a lot of firefighting is a lot of sitting around you know and then moments of terror you know so it's like a lot of sitting around and talking so we were talking and he said one of the things you have to remember about the idf the israeli defense forces is they're not the jewish defense forces they're the israeli defense forces so anyone in israel is under their protection So they are charged with securing and protecting everyone in Israel. It's not just about Jewish people. So it's everybody. And so the safety and security of Palestinian children is just as important to me as the safety and security of um, Jewish children. And when they were sending these kites and balloons indiscriminately attacking into Israel, the wind is carrying them balloons and kites and causing these fires there are Palestinian children who have respiratory issues and the smoke can can harm them can kill them so this uh this terrible threat is important that we push back against that And, and we were there as part of a contingency from the United States to remind Israel that we will always be there for them in their time of need and whenever they call we're coming
0: and then is that when you built the website and started speaking like you have here, like the speed, like, is that what you're speaking about? Ab- and absolutely. Pushing? Okay. Can you go through the website so everybody knows? Sure.
1: So yeah, my website is uh, astonbright.com. And we—that um, was me on uh, ladder. Uh, I think it was on ladder six two. That picture was taken
0: at plantation. You look like you're just in a fire. <laughs> well, I, I guess you are. I right? mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, the website is where you can go. Um, you can you know communicate with me there or on my social media. You can find me at Aston Bright. I have news clips and videos and um, things like that. Uh, so yeah, a lot of people, a lot of speaking inquiries come through there. A lot of them come through the different um organizations that i speak at a lot of uh, jewish organizations there are over 600 jewish organizations in the united states a
0: lot with magic johnson huh? yeah
1: magic uh Is comes, he as nice as everybody says he's he's the nicest guy ever matter of fact he was just at an event about a month and a half ago at uh, trump national in Doral. yeah he was speaking there and eric uh eric trump was there so i met eric trump for the first time there backstage Trump uh, magic was the keynote speaker. Eric so opened up. Nice, man. He's, he's amazing. He's a big dude. I mean, he's yeah, a I big guy. He <laughs> makes me look like a kid standing <laughs> next to <him. laughs> He's a very very big guy. He comes to um, he's in Miami uh, probably like once a quarter now. He does a lot of business in Miami now. He's still
0: in good shape. Too, he's huh? in great look, shape. He's he's, awesome, if yeah. you're listening to this magic johnson still jacked
1: he's man. jacked he's jacked yeah, good for he's me. the nicest guy very shrewd businessman he um he started magic johnson movie theaters and everyone told him he was crazy he wanted to put movie theaters down in the in the in the hood in the urban centers he everyone makes told very him, smart movies. yeah great businessman really smart and right before he retired uh he went to jerry Buss and said hey i want to have lunch with everyone who has courtside seats because remember, back when he played, they didn't make the kind of money they make now. So he's like, I want to like be educated by anyone who can afford those seats. I want to know what they do, how they make their money. And he went and had lunch with everyone. And that's how he started that's to kind of get man. that that education as to starting his movie theaters. His first deal he did was a radio station. He and a couple of players bought a radio station. They sold it, made some money. And then when he retired, he started the Magic Johnson movie theaters. AMC bought the theaters.
3: Oh wow. He took, wow, a, he so took AMC a, was,
1: Yes. Wow. And he took a cash and stock deal from AMC. This is probably like in nineteen ninety six. What happened in 1999, the dot com boom? So, his now $150 million he got in stock from AMC is now probably worth $250, $300 million. That's kind of what got him started. Yeah. Then he was the first person to franchise Starbucks. He did the I same didn't know thing with oh, wow. yes. TJ Friday. Wow,
0: and <clears> TJ <throat> wow. Friday. TJ wow.
1: Friday, Starbucks. Magic Johnson
4: knowledge knowledge. He All right, took, my man. <laughs> he, he took that same
1: model. He took that same model and went into the urban centers, bringing Starbucks and Fridays. Wow,
3: then How when cool, huh? Then,
1: when the family that owns the Dodgers was getting divorced, the Dodgers were up for sale. Yeah. The A group out of Chicago wanted to put in a bin they're like well we don't have enough juice in Los Angeles to get this we need somebody who's got juice in Los Angeles they <laughs> yeah. called magic so we had to divest everything he had he divested all the um Starbucks Fridays everything he divested everything wow. he actually put money in that deal so he's not just a figurehead and then they put in their bid; they got it almost 2 billion 1.9 billion oh. for the Dodgers they got it they got some crazy tv deal so his his investment I don't remember how much he put in I think it was a couple hundred million It was a $1.9 billion deal. So, yeah, it's a lot. And I think he put in a couple hundred million of his own money. So he's not just a figurehead. But they got some crazy $10 billion TV deal. So his, like, whatever, a couple hundred million dollar investment, like, tripled. And he's the owner of the Dodgers. Like he's just a very good businessman.
0: Nobody can pass. He had plan.
1: like his own PPP loan funds. Oh yeah, he during, did. During I, COVID. I do remember that. Yeah. He
2: actually, he actually also owns a portion of the 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 uh, MLS team in, in Los Angeles. There you go. That's so true. if you ever
1: want to go to any Shit. Dodger games,
0: yeah, you know,
2: man. absolutely.
1: Magic's always like, hey man, you can come to game anytime <laughs> you want. Like, <laughs> he's like, bring as many people as you want. Come. Shit. He's like, home I'm, or away. You don't gotta ask me twice. No, I'm hunting you
0: down. Don't throw these <laughs> at me, AJ. No, he I, tells me and Alex are boys, I'll hunt you
1: down. He tells me all the time. Like, Don't start throwing
0: that, man. You know, got two big him.
1: fans over here. He tells you, like, bring as many people as you want. You can come anytime. He
0: played Superman, right? Yeah, Steen Kane. Yeah, Cain. Kane.
1: Nah, this was at a Every show. Every kid in
0: the planet wants to get a picture with Superman. Yeah. <laughs> Even Alex. Yeah, this yeah. was at a- uh, That's kind of sci-fi. At, like, man.
1: a Comic-Con type show. Dean yeah. Cain was there. Uh, William Shatner was there. William Shatner was holding court yeah. in the green room. He's a great and it was, actor. Oh, he was so He was so funny. He was so funny. He's like, he's like Dennis. Tell me about all these women. Like, he just had everybody dying. <laughs> he, you laughing.
0: know, it's, it's so funny it because so funny. these regular actors, you know that they want to taste the Dennis oh, yeah.
1: life. Oh,
2: for sure. And, yeah. and,
0: they, and you know, they may say whatever on the side, but they say that to the people that they have to. Sure. But in well, real life, sure. they want to hang out. Oh, with Dennis you know Strzok, how big? You know?
2: you know how big the celebrities are? Because I remember the first time when I went um, and and helped him out handling Hulk Hogan, and it was like. Eddie Vedder, in, my we, boy, Eddie. Who's yeah, that? That's Eddie, Eddie Vedder. Vedder. Eddie Vedder. Um, yeah, uh, Pro Jam. Oh, Pearl, Pearl Jam. Jam. Yeah,
4: I'm the wrong one. Yeah. Yep. Holy shit. That was
1: in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Eddie Eddie was on tour. Pro Jam's actually getting ready to go on the road again. Are they really? Yeah, they're going. Hey, why to the, not? Uh, the, on the western US, and then they're going to go to Europe this
0: summer. So I'll probably be in like Copenhagen or somewhere. Hey, why not? I'll be there. So now, if somebody wants to hire you to speak, they go up to speaking inquiries yeah, they can on just, the website.
1: Yeah, send me an email. They, I'll connect them with my uh, my agent who can up top work rock? It out. it out. Says uh, speaking <clears throat> inquiries. Yeah, yeah, my I I have um, an uh, I know I know some great agents. So uh, Prince Marketing Group helps me with mm-hmm. with that. You know, working through some of the details. We're actually setting up a um, a college tour right now. We're going to be speaking um, sort of outside of the Jewish organizations. Sort of more in the deeper end of the pool, which college campuses right now, there's a lot of anti-Semitism, there's a lot of problems on campus, really and so we're going to be that. we're going to be talking um, and doing a tour outside of like the Hillels and the Jewish organizations. We're going to be in more of the uh, secular audiences, so that's coming up. We have a. Uh, a Muslim, a pro-Israel Muslim is going to be on the tour with us as well, giving a different perspective, and um, it's going
0: to be very interesting. When you listen to their perspective, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. <clears throat> so, so when you take away the media yeah. and and the, uh, what's it called when you like judge somebody? Outside without no, just take out the outside noise. Like no. you take out all the outside yeah. noise and you listen to, to what they have to say. It's very interesting. Sure, it, it is, and I think that one of the biggest problems
1: is – the outside agitators who come in. So you have a lot of outside groups from Iran and other places that come in, and they create a lot of the, the discord, because Israel's, Israel's made many overtures to the Palestinian Authority for many years about building their own airport, helping them build resort centers so they can get tourism and do all these things, and it's always rejected because there's certain people who count on the acrimony in order for them to remain relevant. Yeah, wh- I was reading about that, why animals.
0: they stopped that airport, that, that would have changed the whole game for changed the Changed the game.
1: Airport and their own resort, hotels, because they have beautiful
0: beaches, yeah, it's like white
1: sand. Yes, did, did you beautiful see that? beaches.
0: Yeah. They, they, it was
1: this close to getting approved. And why they don't th- do it? Why they stop it? There are outside agitators who come in and who undermine those sorts of deals because they don't want peace. They 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 need they, they want the money yeah. so they can project yeah. their influence in there and continue to vilify Israel. And that alone would change that whole place. It would change everything for them. It would change well, everything. A safe resort well, right the, the world. the whole
2: thing is the whole thing is we you see that. In, in a lot of different, not just Israel, it's always that you know conflict sells. Yeah. And yeah. you know, m- yeah. in, in my business, which is entertainment, you know y- y- the the best shows are the ones that are just <clears throat> train wrecks that you can't watch. Like like Tiger King, he got me watching Tiger King. Oh, okay. great and it's, show. Just a, it's just a train wreck, and they want the conflicts. You want those arguments. Yeah. You want those. Well, look, you know,
1: look look at the what's going on with the black community. You know, you see that there are some people who. Count on there being like this acrimony and making it seem like, you know, it's 1952 in Selma, Alabama still. You it's know, almost like they want it. They almost like they don't want there to be that, that that cohesiveness and that togetherness. I think we're stronger together. I think that most people don't realize that, you know, black people are actually doing very well. Black, there are a lot <clears> of <throat> black people who are thriving right now. Uh, poverty, uh, poverty rates um, among black men in the 1960s were at 40%, they're at 18%. Yeah.
0: How about how one many billionaires I think, there are yes,
1: now that and, are African American? Hold on a second, one in two black men are in the middle class or higher. So it's yeah. like yeah. but if you it, turn on TV, you think we're being dragged out of cars and but, just being shot I mean, and arrested I mean, all day long. Still, it's just not true. Uh, the, it's the, not true.
2: The, the, the things are still happening, but I think this is the movement, and we he and I have this discussion in this debate all the time. Especially in the last ten to fifteen years, the technology is what really is is improving. Because before, like the best thing that I think that's happened in the last six to seven years has been the inventa- the, the 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 pushing of uh, Acorn, the the pushing of Robinhood, because you made and the laws to change to where you can now buy stocks at a low end. You don't need the hundreds of millions of dollars. So that's opened up the generational wealth. Crypto. Really well, where, starting, whoever's buying Robinhood better cr- read you're, that fine print. Crypto has equalized that yeah, also. The, you're, you're seeing this... It, you're seeing a lot of movement because, again, I belong to a lot of these groups that are like black millionaire groups that are telling people, you know what, you don't need that person to teach you how to do this. This is There's there's groups out there that can assist you and help you and give you those directions. So you're seeing that there. Yeah, it's still, you know, you got to jump through hoops and so forth. But it's a like I've always said, and he's always agreed with me, is that you have to understand how to play this game. And too many in our community don't know how to play the game and game may be a harsh term to put, but that's what I, I think, look at it
3: as.
1: I think that progress has to be recognized. I think that we've come a long way in this country. There have uh, been terrible problems, you know, the rape, torture, and murder of black people for hundreds of years, uh, which ended uh, 100 years ago, and there have been a, a lot of challenges over that time. But I think that once, as, as the civil rights uh, bills started to pass in the mid to late 60s, and you, you saw the 70s, I think that there are a lot of uh, structural problems that still can be worked out, but anyone who um, you know wants to go to school and stay out of trouble and get some skills, get some education, um, can really make and pave their own way. And I think that having a message of despair is very detrimental to uh, young people. So you have to give them messages of hope like that things aren't as bad as some people want you to believe it is because if people don't have hope they and they have nothing to lose yeah, they're, they're, exactly. they're not they're, they they feel like i'm
0: done for in well, life for i it. might as well go to the corner and, i might as well yeah i might yeah. as
1: well so you have to we need more people pushing that message and i
0: just don't think that that there's enough of that and that's what that's also what you do if absolutely if, because look because in let's just call it what it is if I go up and I speak. No one gives a shit what I have to say, right? Yeah. But you were with Dennis Rodman. You got pictures. You know, whatever. Let's. It's reality's reality, right? It's it's someone's going to to listen to you more than they are with me because of your background, like Lilo, like Lilo Brancato. He's an ex drug addict. He he goes volunteers to speak to kids that are on drugs. Right. None of them. Not one of these kids in New York listen to the counselor that has no, no idea, no, no, or even somebody who's been through it. But you bring in, you know, a celebrity yep. or or you know, whatever, an actor, you know, movie guy. They listen to him hundred percent because yeah. he went through it. He went to jail. He was hooked on it bad. <clears throat> the whole nine. They listen to him. So like you, you can make a difference with this
1: hundred percent. I think I've always tried to model myself in a way that I'd like to show the way for others to follow me if they'd like to just to, to, to do the things that i've done I, I haven't done anything i don't have like magical powers you know i've just been living my life i want i got some little bit of education and i Learn some skills. A little bit. You
0: only got a master. Yeah. <laughs> only, only I, a pilot. I've uh, been to forty different I, countries. I, I, uh, I try to,
1: I try to live my life in a way that's. I try to live yeah. my life in a way that sets a good example, and but I that, think that's that's more powerful than yeah. Black Lives Matter or any organization that, that's or that's what, that's what, yeah.
4: That's what's missing too. It's like you know not to get biblical or anything like that. I'm not the type of guy, but like you know they say the old thing. You know, give a man a fish, feed him for a day. Right. Yes. Teach a man to fish, you'll feed him for a lifetime. Hundred percent. You give someone knowledge and power to do that. They're transforming their lives. They may come from the gutter. They came absolutely, from absolutely nothing. But the whole point is, a lot of times, you know, you think of the government, you think of things, the welfare system. You know, I'm not going to go down those roads, but it, you're just, you're just giving people stuff, and there's no need or want to even yeah. try to make it. You They're have pur- has to done. Done. There has to
2: be a prop. There has to be a prop up of it. And he and I have, like yeah. I said, we've had this debate before. have you've, you've got to be able to, and again, just like you said. Uh, this voice is easier, especially in the community to 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 talk to and to listen to, because we went through it where we look like them, we look like each other we we identify with each other and again we 're upper we 're middle class in our community, and where we grew up there was there was there was two sides of Lauder Hill there was deep side, which was the hood, and that was the side you really didn 't want to go to, and then there was a side what happened was it was it was the area where um these houses were up for sale and people were buying them uh, especially in our community and which is jamaican they were it's it's little jamaica now you go to Lauderhill, it's all jamaicans that yep. live there and they fixed the houses up and they bought these houses and those houses were all people that were retired um, I remember when we first moved into our neighborhood, we were the only black people on the entire two blocks. Right. Two but black. what I mean like, is, if,
0: if Rob is doing a speech, I'm not going to listen to a word he says. You but if Rob really? is hanging out with, no, I'm not going to listen to him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm be like, really? You want me to listen to him? Uh, <laughs> who, who, uh, who, who is uh, he? Uh, on, I, mean, I mean, not, no, I'm just, I mean, just in reality. I mean, and I think 90% of the people, okay, yeah. I'll go. All right. And meanwhile, you're on the phone. But then you have somebody like you who, has this portfolio and you're doing a great thing because you're using all the experience that you had that were great, that one in a million people get to have. And now you're taking that and using it to talk to people to better a situation Absolutely, that no one will listen to you either. Yeah. If you hadn't had the background that you have with these celebrities because people will listen because you're somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I And that's just life. That's yeah, just human. Uh, again, I think that like, you're going to listen to Johnny Depp or the guy down the street. Right. Gonna, or, 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 or uh, <laughs> right. my fa- actually, my favorite actor is Morgan Freeman. So <laughs> I love. Morgan. am I going to listen to Morgan Freeman or the guy on the corner? <laughs> right. I'll listen to Morgan Freeman talk about yeah. the color of the sky. <laughs> 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 you know? I think in, the in, most, if important. he thinks it's orange, it's fucking orange. <laughs>
1: I think the most important thing for people is, uh, their mindset yeah because uh and tony robbins has this saying and i i I love this it's one of my favorites and tony robbins by the way lives very close to where we are right now in palm beach
0: I'm I'm and he says i'm working on yeah
1: (laughs) and he one of his sayings is that if you believe you can or you can't you're right and it has to do with your mindset it has to do with what it is that you believe do you believe that you can do something then you're probably going to be able to do it if you don't believe you can do something or then you, you have can. no hope there is a 0% chance you're ever going to be able to to do these things so
0: but you gotta always, take that statement for what he's saying. If absolutely. you believe you can't, you can't. But if, yes. if you believe you, you, can, can, you can, then you can. But
2: if you look at, but if you look at, that's like,
1: how I've lived yeah. my life. But if you, and there's crazy things I've done, worked out pretty damn you good know, for you, buddy. Get, getting into the celebrity world, <laughs> we don't world got a pile yeah. <laughs> with, with, with <laughs> no contacts. I didn't know anybody had no
2: connections. Congratulations. You know
1: what I mean? It's like you have to believe it's possible. You with have respect, to have both. Yes, and and to again, have to believe you have
2: to believe that. When we were talking about Elon Musk, that's the biggest thing I think that Elon Musk does. He's a dreamer. I'm a dreamer. He just he 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 doesn't he doesn't accept no. And he wants to prove to you that he can do it. Like I said, the point when me when I started this story, it was about someone telling me that, well, no, black people don't do sci fi. And I just was like, watch, I want to be the biggest science fiction storyteller out there. And I and I know I have a great story. I know it's going to be a monster. And it's just, you know, continue pushing keep on pushing it's the grind it's the the grind
0: grind. and then what you know with things like that you know you know i know you know too you know it's like you're you're grinding grinding nothing happens nothing happens and then just it's just like out of nowhere all like you with with your situation and in your past with wwe and harlem globetrotter i couldn't believe it when he said Harlem. i didn't know (laughs) that when he first came in i used to watch those guys holy shit and uh, you know things just happen. Yeah. But as long as you keep grinding, you don't lose. You're only a loser when you give up. Yeah. Sh-
1: sure. So I think one of the funniest uh, moments for me with Dennis was when I, we were on the he was on the Howard Stern show.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. I, uh, I, I got to hear about. that. Yeah, it
1: was great. <clears throat> so they were making fun of Dennis like the way that he talks. You know. Like, yeah. Oh, Dennis, you know you you sound like kind of like a white guy when you talk. And Dennis goes. You think I sound white? You should hear the guy I'm with right now. You go talk to him. (laughs) And then Gary uh, Delabata came and grabbed me and brought me in there. Go, oh hey, what's going on, man? So I started talking, and and Howard's like, oh, so what's it like with Dennis? Like, are you there? Like, tell everybody. All right, everybody, calm down. You know, whatever. And it was like the toughest room I've ever been in. Why? It was so hard to get a word in. It was just, it was a tough, tough, tough room. Because you you got
0: Howard across from you, right? Howard
1: across. Robin Robin in the window. (laughs) um uh, where's fred at fred uh he's he's at the table so i was standing there dennis is on the couch fred was there howard's here and robin was kind of like off and the side. i couldn't even see her <laughs> before before <laughs> though, like, before he to...
2: before he said something because the, the whole thing was they were talking about how dennis you know is the tall good-looking black guy and dennis was like well you should see my you to see yeah. that guy i'm yeah. with and so he comes in and the fred As soon as my brother walks in, Fred, or was it Fred? It was another guy. He goes, oh, Jesus, now another black guy that's taking all the white women. And laughing. Uh, And then Howard asks him, because it's a video. I watched the video. He shows me the video. And then Howard asks him, he's like, so what's it like? Yeah, he's
1: like, what's it like? (laughs) Everybody calm down. Everybody take it easy. And uh, it was was really funny because um, they just couldn't believe when I was saying, actually, Dennis is a very laid back guy. You know, he's not as wild and crazy as... People make him out to be when he's drinking yes for sure <clears throat> but uh they also made a joke about uh i don't even remember the specific joke but it was something about him um you know you could hardly understand him sometimes or whatever and so they're like after they heard me like talking whatever my vernacular is so cl- clear and clean they're like robin was like oh when the phone rings do you just hand the phone to him and say hey you take this call you know? <laughs> was talking to me. it was really funny but it was a tough room tough tough just to get a word in like they'd ask me a question i start answering and like you had everyone like jumping in and it was just it was an amazing moment. because from the time i was 16 i was listening to the howard stern show Loved howard stern and to be there like my phone was like blowing up blowing up everyone's calling like oh my god here on the howard stern show i'm like i know i'm here like i I know i'm on uh but it was great and i got to talk to everybody um in the back you know a lot of the guys uh, none of the WACPAC were there, but you know, all the guys that work on the show, they were all in the back. They were, I was going around the offices and talking to everyone. David that's Height so cool. was there. He was doing the archiving of all the old shows. And um, it was just, it was, an ama- it was, it was really inc- one of the most incredible experiences. I'll send you the
0: video so you can check. Yeah, you got to. It's I was the same way because I always listened to Howard, always. always. And when I had uh, Stuttering John in, oh, wow. you know, even though yes, he had left, right. yeah, I had him yes. in a few times. I did see that. He is now... You know what you just said about Dennis? How everybody thinks, you know, he's out of this world. Right. Stuttering John off the camera. Number one, he doesn't even stutter. Rarely, <laughs> unless he's drinking. Now, yeah. if he's drink, if he's on his drinking thing, right? He's <laughs> now nah, he's on. A, you know, he's out there. Right. But when he's not hammered, he's the nicest, yeah. kindest guy. Very kind to yeah. my daughter. He doesn't stutter. He'll take the shirt off your be- his back for. Mm-hmm. It. He's not like that. But at times he gets a little crazy. Everybody I'm sure. But but not twenty. But you know, yeah, you would think he's a nut twenty four seven like Dennis. No, he's not. But he's not. He came to my house, held my daughter, Amazing. stuttering John, yeah. Yeah. not Amazing. one stutter. <laughs> and what people don't know is, at the height of his career, when he was on that red carpet, he was leaving, and a kid came up to him. Now this is at the height with Howard, and the kid says, "Hey, I have a date tonight, but but I I don't know what to say." And he, ta- he steps away from the red carpet, hmm. and he writes down for this kid, hey, look, before, the, before you go to the movies tonight, write down what you're going to say to her. That way you're not nervous. You could say, here. And then they give it back. 20 years later, he runs into this guy wow. at the Brigada in Atlantic City. He's the head chef. Wow. Comes out and says, John. And, he, and John looks at him. Right, Rob? Yeah. And John didn't recognize him. And he goes, it's me from 20 years ago. You gave me the note on how to stop stuttering. It worked. I don't stutter and he doesn't Amazing. stutter anymore Amazing. but that goes to show you that's two right there dennis yeah. and stuttering john that you think are off oh, the wall yeah, yeah. nuts drunks whatever and they're not like that yeah. Smart, yeah. Very, Den- smart. Den- very smart guy De- too. dennis
1: oh dennis has genius level intelligence yeah. uh dr drew thinks that dennis is on the spectrum like asperger's I, po- I think he's probably farther along on the spectrum than that but dennis he uh, memorizes everyone's phone number he doesn't save any numbers on his phone um, he'll call me sometimes and be like, hey, um, you know what is your, Eddie, Eddie Vedder's phone number? And I'll start giving it to him, and I'll give him the first three numbers. He goes, oh, okay, you know what? I got it. Click. Yeah, That's, he just, <laughs> that's genius. He's genius level. He has genius level intelligence. Yeah. And I personally think, and watching so much tape of him, when a shot would go up, he was doing the calculus in his head. Timing it. He was he could calculate on the arc of the ball and the rotations. He knew where the ball was going. And if go back and watch tape of him, the ball goes up. Three guys go that way. He goes over this way and he gets the rebound. He
0: knows where he said that on ESPN that he knew when the shot was released where it was going to hit the rim and where he needed to be by the time that came off the rim. And he
1: would study. He would study the top shooters of the other team so he would know how many rotations the ball makes when they shoot.
4: Yeah, you would watch him when he's boxing out even, and I know you know. he intense stare, and you'd see—he oh, knew where it was he knew. going. You know it's going. Other guys yeah. jump, and all of a sudden, they're they're up, and they're coming down. And he's he, going he's up. He's up.
1: Yep. And he would tip it to himself. Yeah, tip you're, it. Right, you're right. He'd grab it. You're right. So he's counting the rotations of the ball. Like that's the level he's rebounding. Yeah. How many people can do that? Those kind of calculations. <laughs> yeah. So he's doing the calculus. He knows where it's going. And an interesting thing, um, um, John Deleva, the president of the uh, NBA Hall of Fame. Getting him in the Hall of Fame was not easy. So um, Michael got in, then Scotty got in the next year, and then Dennis got in, which is pretty crazy. He should have been a first ballot, but that's okay. And we he did a signing, he did a public signing at the NBA when um, Michael got in. Because we were on like a PR tour because we were the, the, the NBA, the Hall of Fame was concerned about what he might do. and you know, was going to be <laughs> crazy, whatever. <laughs> so we had to show him like he could behave himself, he was going to be good. So during my, uh, Michael's induction, he did a free, public signing at the hall of fame and it was like one of the biggest signings they've ever had it was supposed to be for two hours he was there for five hours the line was so long that's he, so cool he just wouldn't leave He's like, no, I'm sign just everybody. and leave." absolutely he stayed there for five hours signing he bitched a little bit but he stayed <laughs> <and> he <laughs> signed so that helped a lot so then the next year scotty got in so we came back for scotty and he was too he did some private events for some of their donors and other things and while we were there um <clears throat> He went to uh, John DeLiva's office, um, the president of the Hall of Fame. So we go in his office and as you can imagine, this this guy's got memorabilia like out the wazoo in his office. He's the president of the NBA Hall of Fame. So we're in there and the biggest picture he has in his office, like right across from his desk, is a camera looking down from the top of the backboard you know how you have the camera looking down and yeah. the players are looking up or whatever it's a picture of dennis robin boxing out larry bird wow Wow! and i when i saw that i was like he's gonna get in <laughs> yeah i was like he, they're gonna let he's gonna get in yeah like i was just like wow amazing and then the next year uh, actually before that he had to talk to um jerry colangelo who was a president of usa basketball at the time he was the owner of the suns and um something happened with our schedules where i wasn't with him i wanted to be in the same room with him but i think i was out of town or something so we had to do like a three-way call this is before zoom and uh i called him before the call and i said all right dennis whatever you do (laughs) no matter what this guy says i love that do not say anything except yes sir (laughs) no sir do not say anything do not say anything and he said okay i got it i got it so Call Jerry Colangelo.
0: He should be a comedian. Dennis <laughs> should be a comedian, right? Wouldn't he be a funny comedian? Oh, he'd be I bet great. he would kill. Yeah,
1: he'd be great. So but call- you would have to keep him together. Oh, forget it. Forget <laughs> it. So I called Jerry Colangelo's office, and they patched me through to him. And I wish I would have recorded the conversation, because he was the president of USA Basketball, They we're going to have the vote like that week. And Jerry Colangelo starts talking about, Dennis, do you know what it means to be in the Hall of Fame and all the responsibility and, you know, conducting yourself in a way that represents the hall of fame and he's like you know yes mr colangelo yes i understand you know he was great i was like all right so far so good (laughs) it would be important to you and your legacy and you know we'll have to see what happens we're going to do the vote and i hope you make it but i just wanted to talk to you see how you feel he goes then it's like yeah i would be honored sir to be in the hall of fame it would be it's quite a blessing for me. So I hope you guys will vote me in.
0: You probably went like this. I'm like sweating. <laughs> I'm sweating.
1: Remember what he said to Ivanka? I'm sweating. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So we hang up the phone. And when I'm on a conference call, if I have to talk to someone who was on the call, I always hang up and call them back. I never like will have a conversation up because I think the other person might still be on. So I hang up. I call him back. And he picks up and he's like, what the fuck was that? Like, I, I don't hurt people. I don't do anything. Like, why was it coming? <laughs> but I, I told him I'd say it because I knew he might go off on him. I'm like, that's not the guy you want to go off on. This is the president of USA Basketball. So, he <laughs> yeah, so he vented to me. And I knew he would have done that dude, if I said, dude. dude yes,
0: you let him get it out yes, on you.
1: Yes, give it to me. You can give me anything you got. A great and manager, right? Knows so, his guy. Yeah, and about two weeks later, he got in. He got voted in he made it and it was like uh, it was such a it was such a uh, such a moment and that week that entire week when we went for the Hall of Fame it was so unbelievable he I mean been like the first. they rolled it. he should have been a first oh, battle ball. We he, he got in he's them.
0: a great player he
1: also didn't make it onto the top 50 team the NBA all time top 50 at 50 years he wasn't on the team.
4: He was on the newest one, though, right? Yeah. He was
1: on the top 75 team. So we've forgiven the NBA for leaving him off the top 50. <laughs> but the interesting thing, he wasn't on the top 50 team, but they put out an official coffee table book of the top 50 players, and he was the centerfold. Uh-huh. <laughs> he wasn't on the team, but his picture was on the centerfold of the book. Uh-huh. Go get the book and look at it. Uh-huh. So the top 75 came out, and he got it. Actually, I still have the letter that they sent notifying him that he was in. I mean, they called us beforehand, they told us, but. When they sent the letter, I made sure to grab that, so I I have that letter. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I have it. And um, it was great though because now he feels like vindicated yeah. when he was left off the top fifty team. And yeah, he deserved to be on that team. Yeah, he deserved to be on the the dream team. He deserved to be deserved a lot of things that didn't come to him. His off the court antics hurt him a lot,
0: and know? it shouldn't have. And it shouldn't it. have because it didn't really affect. him. It didn't yeah. affect
1: him at all. He he he's. He's, he's, he's complicated, but he's really at heart, like Southern Johnny. He's a really nice guy. When he's not drinking, he's very quiet. He doesn't really say much of anything.
0: And you could see his heart. When he, when he came back from North Korea, you could see the man has one hell of a heart. He's you know he, he's big heart. shedding tears on camera after after all that i mean big heart come on you'll see homeless guy who yeah. gives yeah. homeless guys money you can't not respect <clears throat> a man like that and that he did all the dirty work for 15 16 years absolutely and, yeah. in the league when it was really the Abso- NBA.
1: absolutely he's got five championships um he's never on a losing team he has one of the highest winning percentages of anyone in the nba if you look at his statistical analysis of his career it's off the charts he's never on a losing team he was always a critical person the Bulls don't get that second Pete without him. There's no oh. question. If they had not broken up the team, uh, Jerry Reinsdorf
0: and those guys that break gonna up the team, that. they would have probably won two or three out of the next Easy. four or five easily. Two yeah. last questions because I don't want to kidnap you and then you never know. <laughs> <laughs> so two last and then you got to promise to go back because i got a lot more for you. you get to <laughs> sure. It. Okay, no so last two. Do you think that if uh, Reinstorf and Kraus was the other asshole, right? Yeah. Because I know Jordan wanted to play another year. He did. And I'm sure Pippen would have too. He did. Phil wanted to coach another year. He but did. they didn't want him. He did. Did Rodman want to play another year and win another one?
1: Rodman wanted to play. If if uh, Jordan hadn't left or resigned or whatever, retired, he would have stayed. Yeah. He wanted to play. And oh, to I this think Jordan
0: would have played if Phil didn't
1: leave. 100%. And to this day, Dennis still doesn't understand why the team broke up. He still doesn't know. He still doesn't
0: Krause. understand. I'm pretty sure Jerry it Krause. Was, it was Krause. Did hit? Now they always say this is my second. Last it was play. a stupid decision, by the way. Fucking the stupidest Chicago decision ever made. made sniffed. Chicago hasn't sniffed. That is the, yeah. that is the stupidest decision in sports history, in my opinion. The worst. Can you think of anything stupider? Yeah. Terrible decision. Probably the best basketball player that ever lived. Yes. Not tied. I think he's the best. That he's that the lived. best ever. I don't think anybody will ever come close. This LeBron talk is a joke. It's
1: not even close. Not
0: even. Not even. Not even remote. The closest one is Kobe. And yes, he's Kobe's not up as there. good as Jordan. Yeah, Jordan is the greatest ever. Ever. So you have the greatest player ever, the second greatest like wingman in Scotty. Best, the best wingman uh, And wing you have ever. Rodman. Yes. And then you have all, everybody else around you is perfect for their spots. Yep. You know, you lost Paxton, they got, what's his name? Who filled Paxson's spot?
1: Uh, the coach of uh, the they Golden to, uh, State. Uh, State. Kerr. Kerr. Yeah, it's it's Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. Steve so Kirk. they had everything. That was the dumbest move ever. They would have won probably three out of the next five. I three out say, of the next four or five. Easily. Yeah. No one would have been able to beat them. Yeah. They would have been unstoppable.
0: Now, is it true that Scotty and Jordan and Rodman really didn't talk much or they never not for the meet? That is true. They huh? never talked. So when they yeah. were
1: on a bus, I thought that was bullshit. Or they were on the plane, you know, Mike would be in his section, Scotty would be over his section, and Dennis, and they never really talked. They wow. never really uh, talked.
0: I know Scotty and Jordan had a little bit of static, or they portrayed it to be. They do
1: now. They do now. Scotty came out with this ridiculous book, and he's and I know Scotty mm-hmm. and his people. We do stuff with them occasionally, so I don't want to yeah. bash him too bad. But I don't understand what he's thinking. I don't understand what he thinks this is going to do by bashing the greatest player ever. He's the greatest <clears throat> duo. He's he and with you know, of course, Joe Dumars and Isaiah Thomas were great in their own right, but. Scotty. one of the greatest duos ever in the Never. NBA Scotty and Michael for him to bash him I don't understand it I'm sure he has his reasons I don't I don't understand his okay. reasons
0: but they wouldn't have been who they were without no. each other no. they wouldn't you have. know no.
1: uh, well Michael hey. needed Scotty and Scotty needed Michael well, no doubt
0: that's what free speech is, right yeah. Absolutely. so if he has to get that off his chest Absolutely. so be it you don't have to agree with it but at least he could do it yeah right now 100% another year he might not be able to do it right 100% <laughs> yeah but I'll let you get at it and come back again and we'll go through a bunch oh, of I would love to. Maybe I'll have my uh, my book done by then. We can talk about <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think those speaking events are really important. So you want to run over that again so everybody knows?
1: Yeah, so absolutely. Um, doing speaking all over the country. I'm a pro-Israel speaker. I speak about the importance of a very strong ties with the United States and our friends in Israel, as well as the safety and security of the Palestinian people. And anyone interested in having me come and speak at their school, their organization, can contact me on my website at astonbright.com, and my uh, my people will call talk to your people,
0: and we can go from there. Did you say you do something with agents that that you help somebody get an agent? I thought I heard you say that, but I might have misunderstood.
1: Um, not not directly. Okay, you know, per se, uh, people reach out all the time. Like I was on American Greed on. Uh, CNBC and people <laughs> well, were a reaching people were a few
0: of those guys yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah, people
1: were reaching out yeah. about you know hey can you represent me I'm a writer I'm this like I don't know anything about music yeah. musicians are always reaching out to me I don't know anything about music I can't help you I wish I could music is cool like it's sexy you know rock and roll and music and artists I don't know anything about it I don't know how it works yeah. I don't know how anybody makes money doing <laughs> not it your lane. I'm the be yeah. the worst yeah. music agent <laughs> of all time because I just don't that's not my lane that's not what I know I'm good at working with retired athletes these iconic legends um, and um, you know Joe Frazier I went to Michael Jackson's funeral with Joe Frazier Wow you know so it's like we, instead Jeez. of like a red carpet Smoke entrance, there was Joe, like a, there was like a Smoke black carpet. Joe Frazier. There was a black carpet wow. entrance and all of these A-list celebrities were coming up to him wanting to just touch his, his left hand. Like, Oh,
4: champ, your left hook. Me up. too. Everybody yeah, loved I, him. I met him in college. Did you? At a 7-11. I'll never forget it. <laughs> Amazing. I swear to God, I'll never forget it. I walked into 7-11. I was at Temple University, right? Walked into 7-11. I see these little kids running up to this guy. I'm like, it's an older black man who is this guy these little kids are run up to me. they know who he is yeah and smoking Joe walks out the door and I go I go who was it she goes that was Joe Frazier. and I was like oh my god <laughs> yeah, he
1: was the nicest oh guy god. he was
0: he was giving the kids like you yeah, probably wanted to
1: uh, shoot yourself
0: yeah. that you didn't go up and but shake he, was, his. Old, he, he was, was he was well older at this point yeah he, he
1: was the nicest guy no one loved his fans oh man more than Joe he loved his fans yeah. such a nice guy super super nice guy actually his son Derek was on um on uh, big brother uh yeah uh, was, couple, his, yeah, his, yeah, yeah his son Derek so was the, on the, big brother i killed the, too they did the they, uh, they, did yeah, well. yeah.
2: they did the um they did like the the, the family members for the, big brother the, the last one. Yeah, Oh, okay that was the last one yeah
1: um so you know so i that's my lane that's kind of what i know music and writers and people people are always contacting me about things i, I don't know anything i don't know anything about it you know so yeah i can't really help
0: stick it. to what you know but i yeah. think
1: that people should always pursue their dreams i'm a dreamer myself yeah. You know, I, sure. I I have a lot of great ideas. And, you know, as I said before, I'm sort of transitioning now into kind of being a little bit more uh, of the talent, which is very uh, unusual for me. I'm usually the one behind the scenes and that kind of thing, dealing with producers and stuff. Now I've got people wrangling me, you know, like, hey, you got to be at this time, your call times and.
0: Well, you, uh, you like the competition. From, yeah. From the moment we, the first thing you said was like everybody was playing football. You yeah. wanted you wanted to A- do debate. absolutely, because of your competitive nature. Is what I've gathered over our time together, absolutely. So you yes. wanted to do what? The others weren't to see if you could make it. Hundred percent. The challenge.
1: I I'm I feel like I'm just a little bit different than most people, and I kind of do my own thing. And um, you know, I became a firefighter just really by accident, and it's it's one of the now, greatest things I've ever see, done.
0: You do this thing that people nowadays don't do. They do what they want, even if it's a risk. Sure. And if they fail, so what? Absolutely. Yeah, you keep trying again. You just come back. That's again. the difference Absolutely. between a person like you and a person who's oh my god, oh my god. You I, if you don't take the chance, you're just going to do the same thing for the rest you've your You've got to take chances. Absolutely. Becoming a firefighter
1: is the greatest thing I've ever done. It's the and look at your brother.
0: Your brother's coming out with a sci-fi comic book. 100%. You know how, that, that's not easy to take no, off it's and around. And he's aware. Time. He's aware. It's yeah. going to take years for this to hit. He's been working on, on this But if he keeps pump, pumping, as we both know. Absolutely. If this doesn't hit particularly in some way, some shape, or form, if you keep at it, it will hit. It may not be soul and fireborn comics. Yeah. But something within this genre will work for you yeah. if you keep with it yeah. because you love it. Yeah, and, and if you love it, the thing. it never loses. Yeah.
2: That's the thing. is the passion. I think that's what both of us definitely have. Is oh, yeah. that passion. Your family yeah. is some serious I,
0: shit, I, especially <laughs> your sister. I'm, think, I'm, scared, <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared of your sister. Bro. I think uh, just I try to keep a positive. I mean that respectfully. Yeah. Oh no, well, no, of course, of fear. course. I uh, and I, this. I want no problems. I try to. <laughs> remember I said last We'll time. bring her in. I try time. to. They got me. We'll, we'll they bring, got me we'll scared bring, to death
4: of y'all. So just
2: we'll bring
3: her in. We'll bring in, in,
4: we'll
2: bring in Avery.
4: You Avery, can. Uh, Avery. I'm, you're I'm you're hiding. I'll sit over there and just stare at you the
0: whole time. We're like I'm hiding. We're she like Claymore
1: <laughs> Mind. I'm just going to be cutting up that two seconds of what I say. I'm and, over here. He can sit here.
0: The Irish guy can sit here. I,
1: I, I think the most important thing and yeah. best advice I can give anyone out there trying to accomplish something or dreamers or thinking of something is. I think your attitude is probably the most important thing you can ever have because it's something you control a hundred percent. You don't have to know or understand anything, but having a positive attitude will take you a very long way because most people are very negative. Most people are very, um, they have a, 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 a very negative mindset. And when you walk into a room with that positive attitude and that alacrity and that love of life and passionate, you're going to stand out and people are going to notice you. And that is how you can move forward because it's not so much about what you know, it's it's who you know, having those right connections. You know, Britney Spears is not the best singer in the country. She had great connections and yeah. that's why she was able to break out. So it's about having those connections, being positive, coming into a space of saying, hey, I'm here to help. Not trying to, there was a, I forgot his name, but I was watching some some speaker and he was talking about your, uh, your attitude and your approach and he had a napkin and he put it in his thing like he's getting ready to eat. He's like, most people approach situations with like the napkin in here like they're ready to eat. You need to approach it like this. And he took it off and he put the napkin over his arm like he was a waiter. Right. Like you're coming in to serve everyone else. And when you do that, you know, it's going to help to manifest and bring other people great things to you and I just love that that's and that's how really I've lived cool my, analogy. I've, yeah. that's yeah. how I've lived my life I can't remember his name I would love to give him credit oh, for it but that it's the guy on uh, The Secret Millionaire can't remember his name
2: though oh but. I know who you're talking about i worked with him on the show okay show. It's, um, he was on The Prophet he had the show called The Prophet as well no that's not him that's oh, not, not that The Prophet one?
1: guy no Secret Millionaire but anyway um, I think that when you go into life and, and, and like I'm here to help that's I think the key oh absolutely I mean, I'm here to help and if you do if you do that That's, I think that's a great way to sort of chase your dreams and that opens your goals, yeah. Open your doors, and you're gonna fall on your face, and you're gonna flame out, and you're gonna make mistakes all the time. You you know you're not gonna. I think they said Michael Jordan's missed more shots than anybody. He's the greatest player ever. So you're gonna have a lot of no's. People aren't gonna be interested in what you're doing. They're gonna say you can't do it. You know, look, he's got his comic here. They told me you can't. Black guys can't write science fiction, and he's doing it. He's gonna turn into a TV series. It's gonna be great. I'm hoping to have a part in there. You know, I just want to be able to say like, fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. William Shatner on uh, a yeah. uh, Wrath of Khan. I just, I just want one line. Like,
2: put the shields up, fire. Yeah. I I, I want to be in there and, <laughs> and and say he got whacked. <laughs> <laughs> everybody wants to come up and say something. My friend wants to get killed. He wants to say fire. I want to on there. So Alex, you
0: promote your it. stuff before we get out of it. So here. yeah,
2: so definitely. One uh, will we'll everybody- all be in
0: the description by the way. Yeah.
2: Uh, I want everybody to check out Soul. It's uh, we've got the first to, the issue out. We're getting ready to get our Kickstarter going. That's going well, um, and then we keep a lookout for the the series because the series is going to be fire. It's going to be it's going to be amazing. We've got some great artists. We've got some great actors all lined up. Uh, it's it's definitely pretty cool. And then also my shirt. I wanted to give my shout out to my boy Zach. I'm wearing his shirt today. Uh, is that
0: online on the store now?
2: Yeah. Well, it's 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 on uh, if you uh, jacktalos.com. You can go in and get the buy our t-shirts and as well as you can get the information as to where we're going to be because i'm handling him i get the 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 expertise from my brother on how to handle <laughs> different talent. so you know i'm uh, we're, we're going to be down in miami tomorrow uh at the ccw show so definitely if you guys are you know ever around listen for those and and,
0: and check it out but and yeah, you definitely. also wanted to speak about zach yeah, Zach, we're, so we're trying to get him? him on.
2: Definitely. He's a very interesting, the unique uh, uh talent. He's seven feet tall, Jeez. uh 320 pounds. <laughs> oh. He's a monster. We uh, had a dark match on Impact Wrestling a couple months ago. So you can look him up. Jack Talos. Uh That's what his moniker that he goes by. And you can check out ho- how he is. And we're really trying to do some things with him. And he's a great guy great attitude just like just like my brother and i he, he's really easy to get along with no 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 issues no anything he's just a really hard-working guy so definitely
0: right and, and these books are great my daughter goes through because they're very colorful <laughs> i have a one yeah. and a half year old i have a bunch from uh when he came in before and she she just likes i sent you a couple of pictures yeah, she likes yeah. to yeah. See the colors yeah. and the weird bright colors yeah. in it. So, Definitely
2: the, the soul of it, it, issue one is going to be If amazing. you got
0: kids and you want them quiet for about 10 minutes, <laughs> uh, no guarantees on the 10 minutes. No money back on the 10-minute guarantee, but you the, got a shot. Tommy, thank you for having us. I had yeah. a great time. Oh, thank this you has for been coming. Yes, I really appreciate it. it. So thank Definitely. you. Definitely. Thank you, Alex, yeah. for coming back again with your brother. I really appreciate it. We'll be we'll, back we'll again. We'll be You're doing a lot of great things for me. I appreciate that. Thank you. And I really respect you for all all the with all the people you met and all the fame that you had, and now you're you're giving you're taking that and giving it back and trying to help things out, I, I just really respect that. Well, you know, I've said all my life uh, I'd love you're to not see- like all bougie and shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not bougie. Uh-huh. I've said all my life, you know, I'd love to see peace in the Middle East, and I actually have a chance to do that now. Yeah, so I'm, I'm it, trying to because chase
0: it's it. all bullshit war. And, you know, it's like a relationship for a million years. Yeah, you know. Well, I hope you could do something. If you keep at it, you know what? You'll make a difference. Thank you. Thanks again, Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right.